There it is, Painkiller Already, episode 334. God damn, that's a lot of episodes. Yeah. That didn't take long for the foul language to start. Here we are, Painkiller Already. <laughs> After two, count them, two guests were not able to make it. I was saying we're just we're just not that popular this week, guys. <laughs> Nobody wants to hang out with us. Yeah. The, the prospect of four hours with the three of us was enough to make two people go, this evening has to change. <laughs> like, I can't spend it this way. It's, it's how I take it. At least. But. <laughs> I'm sure there was a death in the family or something like that. <laughs> I'm sure there was. Kyle, sorry, I jumped on you. Yeah, probably just a dad died or something. We have three sponsors tonight. <laughs> Movement Watches, um, Smart Mouth, who I love, and CISO. We'll talk about uh, each of those later on in the show, of course. But yes, yeah, it's going to be the three of us tonight. It's going to be a more intimate the, PKA. The oh, I love the no more guests. intimate PKAs. Yeah? That's absolutely, because you don't have to like get them up to our speed. You don't have to slowly walk them up to... Or, or you don't have to give backstory. We don't have to retell any stories. We don't have to be like, ah, oh, just can, so though. you know... I fly for I fly I take off in my backyard regularly from my own personal plane. Let me explain how it works. We don't do any of that. All right, like, I'm gonna tell it in fast forward. I was know. born in southern New Jersey in the middle of the seventies. You know? Yeah, yeah. It a was long a time ago. Time. I was really into water. <laughs> Things have evolved. <laughs> the world was black and white, not HD. <laughs> yeah, it is nice to just have the three of us. I was I was just joshing your chops. Of course, I want to hang out with you guys. Josh and your chops. I had a kid, a friend in high school, say that. Is that even he a could thing? never remember if it was I'm joshing with you or if I'm busting your chops. Yeah, I like that. It's and kind he, of a Rickyism, like a Trailer Park Boys thing. It's like, yeah, yeah. it's like a fucking tropical earthquake came through here, boys. It's a disaster. I love those little jokes in Trailer Park Boys that you'll like get into the next sentence, and because you've written so much off of what they say as just stupid trailer trash idiots, you'll go back a sentence and be like, oh, that was a really funny, clever joke right there that I didn't get. Cause you just oh, yeah, yeah. There's like three different like speeds of humor mixed into one paragraph of gibberish. Yeah, I can do that. Let's see how. So right before the show, I linked the Steve Harvey letter that I suppose oh. he uh, he wrote to his co-workers and it was it's basically you know it's in our chat and i'm sure we'll, we'll read it out loud i'll read it out loud to start yeah oh, go ahead all right and apparently this is everyone in his, his company on his show i suppose uh what is this show what shows he do the steve harvey show he does um family feud oh. too so yeah is he still on family feud because they like they mix it up okay pretty regular like it seems no, like you steve get like harvey three show. four years of that and then you get a new guy in there. Louis Anderson did it for a while. There was that guy who killed himself. There's been a bunch of people. I think one of the guys was like a rapist or something. Could be um, wrong. I just read it on the internet recently. that, that Well, this it, is so. to the Steve Harvey Show cast. And he, he's had it. So it starts out, Good morning, everyone. Welcome back. I'd like you all to review and adhere to the following notes and rules for season five of my talk show. I'll just talk louder when he goes caps so you know when he does. Uh, there will be no meetings in my dressing room, no stopping by or popping in. No one do not come to my dressing room unless invited. Do not open my dressing room door. If you open my door, expect to be removed. My security team will stop everyone from standing at my door who have the intent to see or speak to me. I want all the ambushing to stop now. That includes TV staff. You must schedule an appointment. I have been taken advantage of by my lenient policy in the past. This ends now. No more. Do not approach me while I'm in the makeup chair unless I ask to speak with you directly. Either knock 
knock or use the doorbell. I am seeking more free time for me throughout the day. <laughs> Do not wait in the hallway or sp to speak to me. I hate being ambushed. Please make an appointment. I promise you I will not entertain you in the hallway. My favorite and, part. And, and do not attempt <laughs> to walk with me. If you are reading this, yes, I mean you. Everyone, do not take offense to the new way of doing business. It is good for my personal life and enjoyment. Thank you all. Steve Harvey. Oh, what a Can I just say, really? Really? Yeah. I, 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 You're no, on Team I, Harvey I, with this one. I am not 100% on Team Harvey. I, but but this note did not get written like on season one of the Steve Harvey show, okay? <laughs> no. Like like he that's what a cunt would have done. He'd have come right out of the gates with like, hey, don't be don't be fucking with me. I'm Steve Harvey. You see the you see the mustache. You see the caterpillar. That's power. Like he'd have mm -hmm. told him, and and it would have been early. But no, after five years of doing this shit, it seems like they have been fucking with him and fucking with him and, and like abusing whatever privileges he he allowed them before. And he's just putting his foot down. And I like the part he put in there. He's like, look. This is some time I, I'm going to apply to me. Maybe he's trying to work out. Maybe Steve Harvey's trying to lose a little weight. I, I do see both sides of this. I did even before you said that. Maybe. Maybe he is. Um, but I, I – I, so what's – I'm sure that this letter is the result of something. You know, He says, I'm not going to try and entertain you in the hallways. Please don't try and walk with me. I'm sure that there are people who are trying to walk with him. Maybe? Or maybe he's a delusional fuckhead who's just like thinks this is happening. Oh no! Oh, you don't. I, I don't think he's a delusional Steve fuckhead. I, like when you read this email, you can see the tears of demands he's making, which makes me know that this is not a first draft. He has yeah. sent out things. Season one or season two, I bet there was mm. one where it's like, "Hey guys, I know that I've been lenient and letting everybody in my dressing room all the time, but please." Wait out in the hall, and we'll walk and talk there, you know? And he, and se season five, Steve Harvey's fucking had it. <laughs> and he's like, this is enough. Like, I, I started out the same way as you, Woody, I guess, more. Like, read the first third of it, I'm like, oh, this guy's throwing a tantrum over nothing. And by the end, when he starts repeating himself, and when he says, and you reading this? Yes, you. I mean you. Because there's 60 people in that building that think he, they have a special connection with him. Yep. yep. Oh, they don't mind that I walk next to him. Like, I I'm, get him I'm, his I'm, juice. Yeah. I'm the yeah. juice man. I'm the only one that knows he likes, you know, skim and his fucking latte or whatever the fuck. Like, no, this is not a first draft. So by the end of it, I'm, I'm on team Steve Harvey. Because he clearly is a man really? who's just like, can I, can I do my show and not bother me? Because what it is, is people like him. Apparently, there are people in his life who really like him. And when he walks, they walk with him. And they, whatever, hit it back and forth. And he's like, enough. I'm tired of being on, right? And, and uh, if anyone's been to like a fan meetup or something, they understand what it's like to be on like for a whole day or something. Um, the way that I'm wired, sometimes like as awesome as everybody is, when I get back to my hotel, <sighs> take a breath, you know, like get some alone time. But he wants that alone time all the time, I guess. You know, whenever but, he's. But wait, we're not talking about a fan meetup. We're talking about like if if these you were putting. Yeah, he's at... talking. No, no, no. These are not coworkers. These are employees. This is like if you were doing a right. film shoot in your backyard that took six or eight weeks to do, and it's like Woody's filming adventures. There's a whole camera crew there that works for you. You got employees. You got guys running juice around, and they're filming you take off in your paramotor, and it's a whole biography about you, made by you, produced by you. But they won't leave you the fuck alone. And you have got to be off sometime. And it would just be like if they're following you back to your actual house, like away from the trailers you'd set up in the field. <laughs> like they're following you into the big house. <laughs> like, like, hey, boss, house? can I come yeah. in the big house with you and the wife? <laughs> and they, like, they're, they're coming up in, and you're like, whoa, 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 boundaries. And after eight or nine weeks, 
maybe season <laughs> six of the Woody show, you could see yourself writing six a similar letter. I, I, These are his employees. Dude, I don't see any other celebrities doing this. I, I, I don't see, like, Ellen DeGeneres writing this to her staff. I, I don't see Oprah ever having done this. Uh, Have you ever seen those lists of, like, ridiculous requests that celebrities ma- make when they're, like, going to be at, like, a concert hall or something? I just know the green you, you know, there's, one. You know there's, there's like a reason a for that, solid right? reason for that, yeah. Yeah, there's, like, a- the reason for it is because they'd be like, hey, we need all brown M&Ms in there. And also this enormous list of hyper-specific audio equipment and stages that are able to hold this amount of weight and we'll be doing pyrotechnics over Mm -hmm. here and so basically and they would hide the m&m thing in the middle of that list of requirements for the show and then if they showed up in their dressing room and there were not just a bowl of brown m&ms they'd be like someone Uh did not read everything in that list and that means that something might be wrong the wattage is wrong the wattage is going to be wrong again. You're going to sound like a duck again, Mike. <laughs> I was yeah. such an idiot for so long where I'm like, those pompous assholes, are the other colors not good enough for you? Like, <laughs> that's, just, yeah, that's where most people are. Together. Yeah, and then it, the explanation was great. They're like, yeah, that's how we know that they didn't really dot every I and check every Not time. all of them are like that, though. Some of them are like, you know, I need like 38 fucking white roses in there. Elton John's Rocket Man needs to be playing When I Walk In. I need three Asian lady boys there. Coming to climax the moment I walk in the room. I want I want to start strong. Like like there are people who ask for ridiculous things. A huge amount of timing. <laughs> yeah yeah, that's, you're just asking for fake orgasms, and you don't want. You've that. got to be in there edging those Asian lady boys for hours. There has to be like a point man be like he's coming, he's coming, like, and and not the, the the lady boys. Me like I'm entering the building. They have to be watching you step by step to make sure they climax at the right time. But they'll do it for you. <laughs> they would never do that for me. <laughs> no, they would. They wouldn't they would. do it well, for me would. if I tried to bring them to climax myself. It just, didn't, <laughs> it just wouldn't do it. Uh, I don't know. I'm still on the the team. Harvey's a douche here. There are other like, I don't. Oh, know. Harvey, Steve Harvey as a man exudes qualities that I find really and opinions that I find really shitty. Mm-hmm. Um, he something about homosexuals that he, he's very old school like Southern yeah. Baptist kind of uh, mentality. Um, so he's he's very anti homo homosexual. He's very anti anything um, outside the the real norm as far as marriage and gender roles go. And he's spoken out about that a few times. And sometimes it's something that you can get behind if he's talking about like you know stop being a, a piece of shit, be a be a man, and like do this, do that, do this. So I, but I then sometimes a, can really we play preaching. the video? Can we roll the tape? This is sure. six it's minutes long. Like real scumbag. Yeah. <laughs> this is six minutes long, so I don't intend to watch the whole thing. But uh, let, let's see where it goes. Scumbags get annoyed too. <laughs> Ready, set, play. Mm, he does not you like those tough. Relationship with God. You sitting up here talking to a dude, and he tells you he's an atheist. You need to pack it up and go home. You know, <laughs> talking to a person don't believe in God. You finna. You finna. What's his moral barometer? Where is it at? It's nowhere. I mean, speaking of God, you say in the book that. Uh, you wouldn't go out with a woman. I guess a woman should not go out with a man who doesn't believe in God. No, I mean, why would you? Well, do you believe that only people who are religious are ethical and moral? No, I just believe if you don't believe in God, then where's your moral barometer? That's just me talking. You can believe what you you want to believe, but if, if you're an atheist, you're basing your goodness and morality on what? I mean, but what is an atheist? I don't, I don't really get into that. You know, when I've talked to people all the time, I'm an atheist. I just walk <laughs> away. I don't, I don't know what to say to you. you know, well, an atheist is someone who doesn't quite believe in, that there is somebody out there, some God out there. Well, then to me, you're an idiot. 
Okay, well. So I'm cool with that. I'm, I'm just not, probably fine. not the right politically correct thing no, no, to say. No. But if you don't believe in God, I mean, really, you've got to have an explanation for this. You just can't tell me this spun out of a gastrous ball. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, then we were evolved from monkeys. Why we still got monkeys? It's too much open here. I just oh, believe no. Why we still got monkeys? Don't believe that, you know, I don't like talking to you. I, I saw a monkey last week. <laughs> <laughs> like you said, men cheat because women allow them to. That was to. always a very I confusing thing. <laughs> I mean, no. you know, like when look, people like you, you don't even know what to say. The They're like, yeah. well, we've still got monkeys because my always I mean, it's, my it's first really impression was just so like, well, we got like 50, like, we got so them. many different kinds of monkeys, Hi, though. Like, it's not like there's clearly like a like a deformed version of a monkey that could have been a human. You know, are you guys still watching that? I am. I want to hear this nagging answer. That'd be like you telling your dog that he evolved from the wolf and him be like, bullshit, we still got wolves. Yeah, <laughs> it's, ex it's exactly that. That's what I'm hearing. Right, we can stop it. Anyway, yeah, I find him to be very close-minded and pretty much a jerk. Yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, oh, he seems sure. like a jerk in, in a lot of that stuff and kind of like a like a douche. I just, as that letter went on, it became more and more clear that, like, this is not him, you know, for sending out this. Out this didn't come out of left field. Th <laughs> there was something that instigated this, and this was not the first draft. There was no. a season one version of this, a season two, and what I bet, what I bet is that Ellen and those other shows and Oprah started off right with good rules that are that are establishable, and then I and then I bet Steve Harvey came in and was like, "No, I'm open. I'm old Steve Harvey. I just don't talk to me if you're an atheist, LOL, or whatever he would do." Like, and then like Lester come in and he quickly realized it was a mistake. I wish at the end of the memo there was a little P.S. Like they never pulled this bullshit at Family Feud. Like dot dot dot. <laughs> Like, just to let them know, they're like, this is just completely uncalled for what you're doing to me. Well, that's funny. It is called the Steve Harvey Show. You would expect him to have a little purview there, you know? Like, I, I, I guarantee Oprah wasn't having people walking around, like, tap her on the shoulder and, and uh, ask her questions. Like, like, how's the weight coming? <laughs> like, 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 she just wasn't ha Right? And, I, and we're all like, no, of course not. That yeah, would be yeah. fine for Oprah to have her privacy. She's a beautiful woman. She's strong mm. and beautiful. Well, but she's the, brave the more than Steve anything. Harvey, the, yeah, the second Steve Harvey's like... Y'all leave me alone. I need some. I need some Steve time. I gotta comb my stash out. Like just, just leave me alone for a while. Like it's like ah. I thought. bet. I bet there was nothing better for Oprah's career than the fact that she couldn't keep her weight under control, because it like made her very easy to empathize with for mm -hmm. her largely female audience. And she yep. was always hawking stuff like, "Hey, lose this weight. Get this." trick and, and my stamps on it so you can trust me and it's like Oprah you're, you're still fucking fat like I don't know like, how can we trust you, you know what she did but every time she lost weight it was another sales opportunity like yeah exactly. yeah like hey it all back. you can do this too and and you know the most recent one right she bought I hope I'm getting this right she bought a significant percentage of um what's that 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 weight loss program that always has celebrities pitching for them um it's not weight it's not, watchers it's not I think it's weight watchers slim fast I think it's Weight Watchers. I'm pretty sure she bought like a significant amount of Weight Watchers and then lost like 45 pounds and then releases all these commercials of her for her own product, which is Weight Watchers now. I think, she just made an, I think she just became like, like far more rich. She should she have wrote. to disclose that she owns it like in each video, like, like she was a YouTuber. Like, I believe in it so much the, I bought it. The best part of her getting so fat afterward is that even if she gets like gains a hundred pounds back, no one in her fan base is gonna go boo, Oprah, you got <laughs> fat again. They're gonna go well. I guess even the 
best of us lose out sometimes. <laughs> I do want that second slice of cake, you know, and bring it on out. Like it, it, I it's would, just yeah, like I guarantee me. her audience gained and lost weight along with her. I, if there were some metric, if we could track that, I guarantee the op- the the like just the combined weight of the Oprah audience went up and down. <laughs> As her, as, as her depression and happiness levels went up, like, like, there was they, a way to track that. It went from quintillion tons to like eighteen point eight quintillion tons one year because Oprah got fucking fat as shit. I, I, if it wasn't for the law, <laughs> her fan base is so large. If it wasn't for thermodynamics, you could just like weigh the Earth and see if it got yeah. bigger or smaller. But of course, we all know that like just the food supply went down and the people went up, and that's you can't create or destroy energy anyway. No. Uh, they say three new Oprah fans are born every minute. You know, <laughs> probably, I don't know. Maybe is she still doing shit? At yeah, all? Like, does she have I, the Oprah the, show? what I just mentioned, I think, is the biggest thing. But of course, she's got Oprah Magazine, and um, she did have an Oprah have serious magazine. radio channel um, that she had never ever been on once. And Howard Stern would mock her relentlessly. He's like, she's got her own channel. She's never been on it once. She, Oprah's never been on the Oprah channel. What horse shit? <laughs> <laughs> that is weird. What is it? Just Oprah's friends <laughs> or like it, commercials like for Oprah's friends? Shit! It's like Oprah approved bullshit. Basically, it's like ah, this horseshit was approved by Oprah. I can't think of anyone else who's ever had as powerful of an approval voice, right? Like she could take any book. She could take a fucking nursery rhyme book and put it on the New York Times bestseller list just by recommending it. Started her own book club. What genius! <laughs> mm-hmm. I would love like like whoever in her like. Uh, structure of power. Maybe it was her, her herself because she seems like a real smart businesswoman. She was like, ah, mm-hmm. I got it. M- make my own book club and then I control the power. Then every author wants to come to me. I can pick and choose. I can be the kingmaker. Mm-hmm. I, hell, I'll write my own goddamn books under a, under a pen name and I'll make those the books. No, no, no. Don't do that. Don't do that. All my <laughs> books are in my club. You know, buy my books. What's funny is she, so she was the kingmaker. She had that successful show, the magazine, all of that stuff. And and I, it's stolen from a comedian, but he's like, if Bill Gates woke up with Oprah money, he'd jump out a window. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But yeah. Bill Gates has got bigger aspirations, right? I read the other day um, that, that he could be a trillionaire but within some some period he's of time. He's not even worth $100 billion yet. I, I read it anyway. You know, it's the first billion that's your hardest. After that, they come so easily. People have been getting, you know, did you know that 150 years ago, the average human male was 5'7"? By 2600, the average human male will be over 11 feet tall. No, they won't. I I don't know. I don't know. It's just the way that money doubles and compound interest works and stuff. Like, whatever he's at, 75 billion, something like that. Less than that, I think. Is it? I thought he was at 50 like a long time ago. Yeah, but he gives away. Oh, no, you're right. 87. Oh, 87? I would imagine that, that, that his idea Good would be, him. you know, I, I, don't, I think he's one of those guys who doesn't plan to leave any money to his children. Uh, I would say the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation or whatever that is will live on long after Bill Gates and do good. And, and there's probably a plan, a well put together plan. Uh, in the works to make sure that it stays financially sound and keeps doing good for fucking ever. So he needs to double his net worth about three and a half times, which should happen about every 10 years. So maybe he just threatened a trillion. And he's the richest man in the world, so he can afford whatever it takes to make him live 30 more years, right? (laughs) Yeah. If it was literally literally liquid money or liquid gold, he could do it. So you have to (laughs) consume an ounce of liquid gold every day. All right, well, 
Buy it? <laughs> yeah, right? Get those guys on Cold Rush to find some. Not the Hoffmans. They suck. Not them. Give me the good gold. None of that German shit. <laughs> Maybe I'm the only good. Do you guys watch Gold Rush at all? No. I watched oh. part of an episode at my grandparents' house as everyone was falling asleep for Thanksgiving. So, for starters, I recognize that it's <laughs> fake. I recognize how, how fake it is. If, if anyone out there also watches Gold Rush, it's fake. But... The show isn't about finding gold. They pretend it is, but it's not. The show is about the entrepreneurial spirit. These people who are like risking it all to find gold. And it is just flat out like inspiring and exciting to me. And kind of in a um, uh, most dangerous catch, they act, they put like false deadlines on things. And yeah. like a conveyor Early belt in the Earth catch, I think the deadlines were real, right? Earlier they were, agreed, yeah. And then they, they, there was like a, a change to the way the season worked so that everybody, it didn't, the, the timing didn't matter. You, everyone had an allotted amount to catch. It's, that they did that shitty. for safety because it used to be, hey, we're going to make the season this long to control how much you can catch. And people would just yeah. work 24 hours and kill themselves in, in, in a dangerous way. Now they're like, whoa, 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 all right, this is hurting people. We'll, we'll give them whatever all season to catch this allotted amount. But Gold Rush... Is like it's fun to watch because they're they're taking chances, they're going new places, they're seeing what works, they're learning a new business, and like I really like it. The only trouble is, wait, like, is, is this the show where they're panning for gold? Yes, yeah. but but okay. not like panning. They've got like all kinds of machinery and stuff. If you and saw the, the machine very is always breaking down. Yeah, that that's kind of <laughs> where I go wrong. Like so, for example, they have a conveyor belt, right? They put dirt on a conveyor belt. It puts it through this machine. It shakes it out. The basic premise of it is gold is heavier than the other dirt. So by like shaking it all out, the dirt will run away and the gold will stay in these sluice box. It's like carpet. And uh, um, the conveyor belt breaks. All of a sudden, it's like major drama. The fucking Death Star music comes in. Dun, 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 dun. And the, and the you know, oh, what are we going to do? People are like rubbing their heads. It's, it's like, dude. Conveyor belts break like three times this season. I've personally witnessed like 24 conveyor belt breaches because this is my 20th, you know, like, like my, my fifth season watching this thing. And uh, they just bolt it back together. It's yeah, really hard. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Like, like it, it's just, oh, now it just, it just eats. It's, it's, like, uh, it's like tracks on a bulldozer. So, all right, we'll just snap them back together again. It's, and sometimes they may, they, they're torn. Like oftentimes a conveyor belt breaks in this business because a rock got stuck somewhere and the belt kept going by it. And, and it, you know, it's pretty damaged. But they usually either have a spare belt on or they're able to like bolt it back together and stuff. Anyway, uh, if you take away the manufactured drama, I kind of like watching people. And, and there's, there's a core of it that's kind of real. Like the different approaches to solving the same problem. That's, that's in it. I like the show. I like the show how because... How much gold are these people finding? Uh, yeah. So the answer in ounces, it seems like every week it can't they possibly find like be a, a lot. Because ounces. if I had a like special gold place where I was raking it in, I wouldn't mm -hmm. be like, "All right, make a fucking TLC show out of it." <laughs> I like, wanna, let everybody know. I want to say, like, the better operations bring in something like three million a year in gold. But the margins aren't that great. So the bigger operations, it seems like every year they're buying like machinery and and like they've really invested a lot. To they're make trying that. to improve those margins by by expanding, by improving the volume. There's yeah. some economies of scale there, right? So you know, bigger trucks, bigger bulldozers, bigger sluice boxes, and and it's fun to me to because I think the investment decisions that they're making are real, and yeah. so some of them are like ah, oh, you know it. 
maybe last year's sluice box, we can get one more year out of it. And other ones like, bring in Big Red. You know, we're going to have more capacity than we've ever had before. We're fixing this bottleneck. And they, they're so excited about it, and it, it like, rarely works out. And you, know, <laughs> you know why? It's because, like, what was it? Was it hundreds of years ago that this stopped being an occupation? And people are like, God damn it, well, I got to go work in a factory or get a different job. And it's, these people are like, no, if it takes me signing a cheap ass, bare minimum TLC contract, panning for gold, pretending like I'm seeing like your know, specs in the river, like it, I'll do that. If you took all the gold that's ever been found in the entire world and made it a block, it'd be smaller than like a normal sized house. Like there's not that much gold on the planet. So, and this is according to the show, what the hell do I know? But No, no, you're about right. It, it's like, yeah. um, I saw him do it the other day. A, a good way mm. was like the Washington Monument. They, they showed like if it were inside the Washington Monument, how, how high it would stay. It's not very far. It's, there's, mm -hmm. there, there hasn't been much gold ever found, 10 total yeah. on the whole so planet. So when they find like a mason jar worth, all of a sudden that's like $60,000. Yeah, and, like yeah. I think it's like twelve or $1,300 an ounce now. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, I really like the show, but what I really like are the like entrepreneurial decisions that they're making and not so much like the people arguing with each other or, or fretting about a, you know, broken flat tire or something. I think a Bitcoin is worth more than an ounce of gold now. Really? Yeah. Bitcoin so, is can you a explain funny to me thing. what it is? Like, what, what do you where do you get a Bitcoin and where do you spend it? And what what on on what do you spend it? Like, how does this work? Go? Yeah, oh, I, I definitely want I you to go because I've, read the, because I've read the answer six times and I can't answer his question. <laughs> I wish Chiz was here because he's actually an expert on the topic. Um, but I, I'll say this. It's a new currency. Like all the other currencies, it's really only backed by the fact that people are willing to give you real shit for it. Um, how do you get one? There's two ways, of course, like a dollar, you know, someone can give it to you. But to sort of manufacture it out of thin air, you have to like solve a crypto a cryptography problem you know so uh, the people use either these dedicated machines or sometimes a graphics card and they just have it churning away trying to solve a problem every but what what, time. what do you mean a problem like, like, like sorry to stop you so soon into the I'm, explanation I'm so far outside is, of oh. my depth but it's something like it's a brute force hack at this thing and they'll say like here's the code and then you have to like keep plugging numbers into that code until you find that you've got the match, if, if that makes but any sense. Since we don't know the specifics, like, like, like the, the, the thing is that it requires these really powerful machines doing lots of machine hours cranking at something to finally make one. So, so there's a lot of invested machine work time, and yeah. those machines are expensive. There, there's a but kind of math make... problem that's yeah, easy to solve forward but hard to solve backwards, and that's the basis of cryptography. And again, I'm at, there's probably some expert on there going, what is half right? But, but yeah, they, they, it's a math problem that's easy to solve in one direction but not the other. And you have to solve it in the hard way. So you just keep plugging in numbers and plugging in numbers until you say, aha, it fit the solution that you've given me. And um, uh, when you do that, now you have a Bitcoin. They're worth something like $1,500. I don't recall. But um, they are worth real money. I, at Woodycraft, we used to accept Bitcoin for payment. What, what, what do you gain? Like the person, when you gain a Bitcoin, mm -hmm. like who is the party that benefited from you using your computer to solve that problem, that equation thing? Like who, is ben who gave you the Bitcoin <laughs> in exchange for that work? There like, are like, a couple of like trusted manufacturers of Bitcoins. I know one of them 
turned out to be dirty and the guy like took all the money for himself i forget the name this early it. in a currency's life cycle <laughs> my yeah. god who would have thought <laughs> um but and I, I can't name which ones are active right now but there are like authorities who determine that you are actually the first one to have solved this problem and and they grant you the bitcoin they don't gain from it they're just sort of the man the administrators of this currency um at Woodycraft, we used to accept Bitcoin. I didn't really invest in it because every single day we would convert it to dollars. So some people, they're like Bitcoin enthusiasts, and in hindsight, maybe I should have done this, but Bitcoin enthusiasts hoard their Bitcoins. They keep it thinking that the currency is going to keep going up and up and up. And uh, in thus far, it's kind of gone up like stocks do. You know? Not in a straight line, but you know, you get these highs and lows. You look at where you are compared to four years ago, and it's good. So... Uh, this is so confusing. I just let me read. Get... Let me read. Let me just read straight from Wikipedia what okay. Bitcoin mining is, because mining is a record-keeping service. Miners keep the blockchain consistent, complete, and un see. It doesn't matter unless you read three the three the three pages. No, you have to you this. have to click translate to English. Yeah, <laughs> it should be in the bottom. That's not there. <laughs> so that oh yeah, using the SHA-256 hashing algorithm, mm -hmm. um, which links it to the previous block, thus giving the blockchain its name. It's it's it's. So no, like but, I said, it's a kind it? of math problem that's easy to solve forward and hard to solve in reverse, and they just keep trying and trying. And typically, what happens? It's so hard to earn a Bitcoin. You will join a group of people. And, and now you're on like a team of, I'll make up a number, you know, 2,000 people, 600 people, all trying to solve the same one. And if any one of you solves that Bitcoin, you divide up the value of it based on how much work you did. So if I did 90% of the like team's efforts and you did 10, but it was in your 10, I get 90, you get 10. Because you just really got lucky. And um, uh, so, but... The idea is that if we pool our efforts together to solve this thing, then um, we have a better shot of, of getting it at all. And, and my 90% really just means I had more graphics cards, more ASIC units doing it than you did. Gold mining seems much more fun. Honestly, I, I was just bashing the gold miners. That sounds a lot simpler. Yeah. You, just, you go like, yeah. uh, just shake it, and then it falls through. You're like, the we dig it out the ground. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah that's... The, uh, yeah, I, I'll never be yeah. smart enough to be a Bitcoin miner, but I've got a pan somewhere. <laughs> I'm trying to, to read this and understand it on this Bitcoin Stack Exchange website. It says, although Bitcoin, although individual Bitcoins enter the Bitcoin economy as miners, as miners are rewarded for processing transactions, it's much more helpful to think of all 21 million Bitcoins as having been created when Satoshi Nakamoto defined the Bitcoin protocol and launched the Bitcoin network in 2009. The reason for this is that the Bitcoin protocol specifically defines and controls when and how a limited total number of coins are rewarded to miners for the job of securing the Bitcoin network. Okay. These Bitcoins are really enough. just mathematical tokens, which are very carefully controlled by the network protocol to prevent counterfeiting, theft, etc. Uh, by agreeing to use the mathematical tokens as money, the larger Bitcoin community is essentially backing their value and turning them into a currency in the same way traditional African and Asian societies use the money cowrie despite the absence of any central bank. Unlike the money cowrie, uh, there will never be more Bitcoins. They are impossible to counterfeit. Uh, they can be divided into as many small pieces as you want, and they can be transferred instantly across this, whatever, whatever. 
So okay, I didn't. So, so, so there's so, only 21 million of them out there. No, yeah, let me be picture more. this because here's how I'm picturing it. So it makes sense to me mm-hmm. now. I'm imagining he drew an enormous math equation that's difficult to solve, like like just gargantuan on a, on a marker board bigger than you can look at. Um, and within it, if you solved the entire thing, you would have 21 million bitcoins because that's that's the cap. There will never be more or less than that. And since its initiation, people have been slowly solving it and earning from the total amount of 21 million. But there's still very much more marker board to solve. And I think I read that it, that it's being solved at a rate of like 12.5 per day or something. 12.5 bitcoins. Oh wow, per day. that's really smart. noteworthy thing to mention is that every time be wrong about someone that. That gets a bitcoin, the next one is harder. So these these math problems keep getting like exponentially more difficult. Ah, uh, and so it, the value rises. Right now, computers tend to get better, and these you know they they're like ASIC. I think is how you pronounce it. These ASIC machines, they're dedicated Bitcoin miners. Uh, they tend to get better every year, but um, you know, so it just we have to have, we have to use bigger shovels, and they have more dirt, and that's yeah, right. I'm such a such an internet like that's like when the Bitcoin market crashes. <laughs> like like what do you do? Do you go? Do you just go to like Bitcoin.com and click like start mining and like? Yeah, like, pretty much. It, <laughs> the, someone else has a program that that you download and you run. Uh, the AMD graphics cards. I hope I have this right too. I think I'm going to be partly right on most of what I'm saying. AMD graphics cards tend to do very simple instructions, so every instruction is worth a little less, but they do more of them at a time. Whereas NVIDIA cards tend to do more complex instructions, but they do few of them at a time. And uh, for Bitcoin mining, it turns out that the AMD idea is much better. So there's something like 10 times better than NVIDIA cards for mining Bitcoin. But I think using video cards to mine Bitcoin is now become old school because they just suck too much energy for what you get out of them. Now you buy dedicated Bitcoin machines. So if any, so if it, if you're getting like twelve of these a day, twelve and a half, whatever you said, Kyle, worldwide, does that does that mean that like people who set this up like six months ago still don't have their Bitcoin? Oh, I'm sure there are people who don't. Yeah, if you were to try to do it by yourself, no, 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 I was wrong. I was. Uh, it's, I think you'd um, never get the one. supply growth is twelve point five bitcoins per block, approximately every ten minutes until midnight 2020 and then afterwards 6.25 bitcoins per block oh this is this is how this much more difficult it gets to mine um, as time goes on this is saying this is how many bitcoins you get per block of the equation that is solved this is this is something completely different oh, this is yeah. supply growth as they work their way up to that 21 million cap they're getting yeah. harder and harder to, to solve i understand economics somewhere between this and patty's dollars <laughs> I don't know Patty's dollars. Always sunny, where they're like Patty's dollars. We just distribute them out to the people, and they come in and they have to spend it at Patty's. And it's like I don't think I understand how this how this fake economy works. Like I don't think I understand how a real economy works. <laughs> oh no, I blacked out that night. Yeah, I, I thought you were leading the. Um, I'm looking for a new Patty's topic. Oh. I don't know if this will go anywhere, but it was very exciting to me. This is going to be a video. I was, I was, so for people that don't know, a Vario is a machine that like tells you your altitude as it goes up and down. And people use it for flying around in a paraglider. Anyway, I was searching it, and it said best Vario ever. It's a two-minute video. And hang with me, because there's a little bit of that you know, wait for it in this video. But check it out. Are you guys ready? Yes. All right. I, 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 
I thought it was amazingly cool. We'll see if it goes anywhere as a topic. Ready, set, play. So what we've got here is a, a paraglider guy. He's like a paramotorist, but he doesn't have a motor and instead he jumps off the side of a hill. And above him, there's a, does anyone know their birds? Is this a hawk, a falcon, an eagle? Can we tell? I can't um, tell. Some no. It, it's it's some kind of a bird of prey. It's it's something like that. So yeah. Certainly not a pigeon. No. So it turns out that this thing is his pet that's circling around, and uh, he's gonna launch in the next few seconds here. I'm sure of it. He's watching the pet, and the pet is like doing laps around, finding thermals, finding like columns of rising air. He uses this pet to help him find lift as he goes flying and uh he's about to launch but check this out did you see that thing hanging off the side of him i thought it was a camera it's directly into him now so it's difficult to see but he's about to fly away and you'll get a much better view of it wait does he have a fan on his back no no, no he's just jumping into rising oh. air now he's sideways do you see that thing sticking out the yeah, side I, I thought it was a stick the bird's gonna land on that eh yeah any second now oh, cool. yeah this oh, is cool his... <laughs> <Join> me, bird. <laughs> look here comes the birds in the upper right and he comes look, up, and he boss. fucking joins him <laughs> in the sky this to me was <laughs> was the coolest thing. That is, yeah, that is pretty he, pretty cool. Uh, Come, Prometheus. I didn't mean to go full screen. <laughs> that is so fucking cool. Uh, yeah, and he leaves, and then he comes back and, and lands again. I that, that bird's like my human is the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I, I like, saw this, and I I don't know. He's still a bird person, and we did rip them pretty hard. <laughs> well, I mean. This is a different kind of bird person. Like there was a guy uh, who would who, who would come to my dad's place, and he was a falconer. Mm -hmm. uh, and 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 I don't know what kind of bird it was he had, but he had these two, he had these two falcons, whatever the fuck, uh, and they had these like hoods on their heads so they couldn't see shit. And uh, he had the, like a special like glove that he wore, and they would perch on his arm, and he'd fucking send them after doves, and they would hit the dove mid air so hard that feathers would poof out of them. Uh, and, and and retrieve the doves back to this guy. And at the end of the day, he had like four doves, like his, which is you know enough to eat. Like, oh, like, oh, yeah. that kind of. I was like, is dove soup a thing? I don't really know. Like, dove is very tasty. So dove breast yeah. is like this very nice morsel of white meat that's better than chicken. Uh -huh. um, it's really really tasty, and uh, it's doves are so like ten like like there's barely any bones in there. The yeah. way you like get the breast out of the dove. You lit once it's dead, of course. You literally just tear the skin off with your bare hands, and then reach in and grab its breast and rip it from its body with your bare hands again. You're like, yeah, now I've got a dove breast, another one in the bag, and we would just make a whole bag of these things, and then yeah. you know, of course, wash them and clean them and trim off any fat or anything. Does and it taste like stuff. chicken? So much better it than chicken. Good. You take you put crimmed cream cheese in the middle. You wrap and then you like wrap it around the cream cheese and then wrap bacon around that and uh, stick a toothpick through, maybe a little jalapeno on there, and you grill them. And uh, they're called, uh, I think they're called dove balls. Part of me yeah. is like, no wonder it's better than chicken. I just put it on the George Foreman grill and add salt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, well then yours would not be that much better than chicken. It would be, <laughs> it would be comparable to chicken. You'd say this was a very small chicken. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, doves are pretty good. I, I, I just can't see the, the value of, like how, but how many of those doves did he have to feed to the birds? Two? 
Um, Even I, then, I guess he didn't, for him. Feed any, he didn't feed any of the doves to the birds that I saw. I think he had like some special like falcon food back home. Like I don't know what these birds ate. They looked expensive and they were large and uh, and, and and intimidating. Uh, he, he, his wife was there and she had like an old school. This is a long time ago. She had the cassette tape thing, like making the video. And uh, at the end of it, she she's she's like, oh yeah, here's a copy of our like greatest hits, and like gave us this VHS of like him hunting, you know, hours of him hunting. It was so lame and fuzzy and hard to see. Like you it mentioned, was the birds were intimidating, right? <laughs> I swear, I'm on a different page than you guys with regards to wild animals, and I'm not a hundred percent sure I'm right, or even domesticated animals. I just don't see them. Better yet. It, through my head, it looks like you see them as these like ridiculously strong, super mythical beasts, right? Like, yeah. like Woody. Oh no, no, no! If you went up against a sixty-pound herbivore, herbivore, that thing would slaughter you. And I'm like, that thing slaughters flowers for a living. I would fuck it up, you know. Th- th- that's what's happening in my head. I, I think it was two weeks ago. Or something. Kyle was like, "Yeah, we used to regularly shoot cows with paintballs. They don't care." And I'm like. You know, it, it, to, to, to paraphrase Wings of Redemption, cows are people too. They feel it just like, you know, anybody else no. would. Cows are walking around wearing leather gloves everywhere. With, with Very that, thick level with, leather gloves. Yeah, really thick with the well, fat You can make leather from our top. skin. Yeah, but not... If you could make leather from our skin, mm-hmm. we would make human gloves. There's a reason we use cow skin for that. First of all, there's a reason Buffalo Bill had to apply wait, wait, so much no, lotion no. there. Hold on. The reason we don't make leather out of humans is that it's people's brothers and sisters it and moms. It puts the lotion in the basket. <laughs> if that were a superior glove, we'd see more of those around. We only I saw one psychopath so. who made them. It's thicker skin. That's why it's very thick. You know, it's, Do you it's know like why ours is like, serial killers don't use human leather to make like chaps for riding their motorcycles? It's because it's too thin. That's why they use it for things like lamps because if you tried to use leather on a lamp, caught. it wouldn't shine through. Because they'd don't be like identifying tattoos on the thigh. <laughs> no, you want if you want a lamp made out of some kind of skin, human skin. You know that's why they do Very it. Nice, the light still the light shines, shines through. through. Yeah, can't do I, that with leather. I, these I, are that's true things, Woody. I don't know if you're aware, but there's a serial killer who did these things. I, like, he had yeah. these human skin lampshades. Here, let's look them up. Let's pictures of human skin Ah, let's skin not lamps. do that. We're having no, a let's do it. Here. I but was like, about to tell... Whether, I, we were about to go into, like, wild animal fighting. And the, yeah, okay, yeah, right, let's so, talk about that. Like, all right, let's take, like... Then human skin. A 300-pound calf, which would come up to, like, this tall. Like, like okay. it could one-shot kill you if it kicked you in the head. You would die. Uh, you, I, you're, I, I, I'm on board with that, right? This is a thing that walks around at 300 pounds it, on those legs. All the well, 300 pounds is a lot bigger than me, right? I most—that's a little one. I, I hear you. That's specifically cows, though. Like I, I feel like if I were to what tell animals? you, sorry, ah, I'm trying to think of a good animal that's smaller than me that you think would kick my ass, like. I don't want to go chimp. We've been there too many times before. I think you'd be on my team against a fox or something that's too yeah, small. Yeah, you could, you, it, it, you could definitely beat up a fox. Um, you could beat up, a, if you had like a stick that was, you know, like a mop handle, you could take like a coyote. Um, the animals that I've been able to handle, right, have not <laughs> been superhuman. You know, my, my dogs. Wait a minute, which animals have you handled? That dogs, your domesticated rabbits, dogs. Rabbits. 
Who um, are your slaves? <laughs> rabbits. Look, like God itself. They're like, that's God. I, if I pull Ugar, <laughs> he might just snap his fingers and um, maybe. I, and birds. The guy won't a a lot of people anymore. think that like an eagle would kick their ass. I would grab an eagle by the talons and smack it like Bam Bam. No, you would blindly grasp my eyes, my <laughs> eyes, as people ran away from the eagle swooping. In like, my head, is, you know dude, how when, when someone throws when, when, you oh, keys, eagle like, would fuck you somehow up. keys are very easy to catch. Like even if you do it wrong and, and you like didn't catch it's them caught. and they're on the outside of your fingers, you still caught it. You know, yeah. that, I, I think that's how catching an eagle would be. I go up, I might get some legs, might get some wing, might get a little neck, who the hell knows. But you grab an eagle and you're like, I caught it by something, and now it's fucked because I'm ten times its weight. And I think it's that going you're to right. do some I, fucking damage. I, I think that you might require a lot of stitches <clears throat> on your hands afterwards, but yeah, you would crush the eagle pretty much no matter how big of an eagle we're talking about. Although they have those that are like six or eight foot wingspans in, in like South America. Like maybe not that guy. Maybe that guy you've got to like like ground and pound. I have a six foot wingspan yeah, with a whole beach. lot of me like holding me down. Him out. Right? I, I'm like, I don't need to put a rear naked choke on a bird. I'm just way bigger and, and I think stronger. I just but they're I, I, so much faster. Like it would first of all, it has that element of it can fly incredibly fast. And so you're gonna be on the ground <laughs> and let's give you the benefit of the doubt that you see this it's a very sporting eagle. And hmm. so it comes in straight on. And so you're standing there in eagle fighting position, which I imagine <laughs> to be hardly differentiable from a, a blind panic. Like and, and it'll come in hot. It's gonna come in with those talons out. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You're gonna put your hands out. Hopefully, one of those talons doesn't punch right through your palm right off the start. <laughs> oh, it can't do and, that. And hopefully, yeah. no, it, it would fuck you up badly. I'm it's not like saying I won't get animal. scratched. I just don't think it'd puncture right through the back of my hand. What I'm saying, okay, then even then, let's say, I, I said, I was saying best case scenario is it gets stuck in your hand because then it's a little bit further away at least and it's going to take it a split second to realize it can now peck your face to smithereens. But if you don't catch those talons they're gonna hit you in the face of the chest they're gonna fuck you up it's gonna remove an eye uh it's 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 beak is gonna be coming down too wop 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 like it's just gonna be a flurry of damage and you will go so quickly from i'm a large bipedal ape and i will not be intimidated to like oh oh and that's where the the fundamental difference is like i i just don't assign these superhuman like attributes to the other animals like like cows don't feel pain eagles you know even though they're one tenth my size will destroy me and start ripping eyes out instantly you know like cows do not feel <clears throat> all right so it's just huge like and i have seen them like take gory injuries that i, I mm -hmm. didn't do they just happened to them right right and they they're they don't cry or like Mm -hmm. Go in a corner and like, oh, my my poor my titties hanging off ripped apart now because I jumped over a fence wrong. Like right, right. she doesn't care. She's pissed. And I, I saw a guy I've seen people get attacked by cows and the cow like gets them down and like wallows them with like the top of its them. head, like mushes them and it'll they'll stomp and they'll kick. Um, and now, cows like, gigantic. Just, just for the listeners. I didn't say I could take a cow. Like they get, I, I, I think size matters and I know that cows are herbivores and they kind of, but there's just so much to it. They're going to be strong, you know, yeah, in, 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 in the same way that a really heavy guy has strong legs, you know, uh, a cow is going to have strength all over it because it carries itself around. Yeah. And it's not even like an obese cow. That's like, Oh man, I'm really huffing and puffing. It's just, it's made, it's just big. You know, yeah. like it, yeah. That, like the only thing that keeps a cow from beating your ass is that 
for some like they're not bright and they're very afraid of us. And so, and like, t- there's like sixty thousand pounds of meat that could just trample you and take a, retake the whole town. If they had one ballsy bull who could rally them together, but no, they just you know but one sadly, guy you know, like me walks out. There's there. grates across the road, so what can you do? The people don't know. Like those little grates they put on the cows. Like, dude, cows, you could totally walk on this. I get it. You have hooves. It's a little tricky, but. This is not a showstopper if you would just put your mind to it, but for them it is. Remarkably <laughs> low ambition animal. <laughs> That's a, way, a great way to phrase <laughs> they have it. Nothing to achieve. At least like <laughs> you know, desert creatures and and Arctic creatures. You know, a lot of ambition. They always have to be doing something to survive. Uh, they get provided beautiful fields of grass by by kind humans to eat. So I, I you should definitely mute this because this. And this is the best quality I could find of this. I, I've, I've been looking for like a minute and a half. Full here, on mute. And the other, yeah, yeah, you don't want the, to hear any of this. It's, it's just like silly music okay. and none of the original audio. Called Eagle Attacking Sloth HD. All right, ready, set, play. All right, there's oh. a sloth moving slowly. Actually, Color this audio is not so bad. I no? was wrong. I just, you, you give it a little audio. A sloth in the open. The sloth really taking his time, as as they're known to do. They are one yeah. to do. They are. I'm told that when sloths move that slow, they're terrified. I read it on the internet. Oh. <laughs> well. Well, he had a right to be terrified. Yep. <laughs> he has been snatched. I wonder right now if he's picking up the pace at all, or if he's just like. No. He's doing that thing that like small dogs do when you pick them up out of the pool, where they just keep paddling. <laughs> really slow though. Yeah, real slow. <laughs> Man, you've got to be livid at Mother. If if those things had sentience, they'd be furious at the at their lot in life. I want to know what happens next. React as soon as they touch the sloth. Immediately, uh, it'll kill it and feed it to its, its babies, no right? Yeah, like I'm talent talent driven through its skull. Ah, so it is dead right away. It said it, it, its Nearly impact nearly always results in, in death. death. Birds of prey are <laughs> but I don't think it could get through my skull. Yeah, you have a much bigger skull than a sloth based on, you know, my knowledge of sloth skulls. I got that Homer Simpson thing going on. He's gonna, he, Dude, he'll hardly get through my hair gel. <laughs> Let's be <laughs> fucked. Double thumbs. <laughs> he comes away with, with a bunch of woody hairs behaving like splinters in his paw. He's like, ah, there's talent. Like, ah, shit. What do you if got? If you me? wear a motorcycle helmet, like even that level of rudimentary protection, you'll fuck that eagle up. It'll, you'll get some arm and chest cuts, but motorcycle yeah. helmet, that thing's it's done. I wonder. I wonder Tools. how it is because it'll like break its talons on the helmet because it won't be smart enough. Intellect yeah. is our finest. <laughs> in that, uh, in that, in that game we've been playing, like that, there's three different tiers of helmet, and the first helmet you find is the motorcycle helmet, and it's like, ah, yeah, I, I guess it's better than nothing. <laughs> I guess it's like a real life scenario. You'd be like. <clears throat> it is better than nothing. Like, like I can, I can yeah. totally imagine putting that thing on. Unless you need visibility we were... or hearing. Yeah. yeah. I, I, have you ridden? Have you had motorcycle helmets lately? I've had a racing. I've had racing helmets on. Which okay. I, were like real. They felt huge. <clears throat> like, like it felt like the part that you're touching is like out here. Um, and, and it's really hard to hear out of them. But they feel comfy. They're always so comfortable. Yeah, I think mine might be a little small. Maybe it'll help when I get smaller. But. Uh... 
Yeah, now motorcycle helmets, uh, they compete on how much sound they kill. They usually have like uh, chin curtains that come in more and stuff like that. Decibel so. ratings, I'm sure. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, anyway. Um, I know like uh, aeronautical, um, I think that's the right word, uh, headphones, headsets are always really cool. I have a set somewhere. Um, Do you? Yeah, um, that were that whenever whenever I was gonna do uh, went to like fly once and thought I might uh, get my pilot's license, I, I I got a set and I and a bunch of other things that I was potentially going to need, uh, but they they completely block out all the sound. They're super duper noise canceling, but they're not using any electronics to do it. They're using like old school. <laughs> they, like, some of huge. them do. Uh, the ones I had were, mm-hmm. were okay. Were not, yeah, um, I have. What I own are just Bose, like, noise-canceling things you might wear in a plane. You've got a parrot thing that's in the same family. Yeah. Um, you know what I... What, but Bose really also cool? makes aeronautical ones, and they're, like, $1,200. And I briefly was like, should I try to, like, modify this and mount it to a helmet? And then I'd have, like, the radio and all that stuff tied in. But I just decided it was too much money. Uh, I was in an armor personnel carrier, and it had the World War II era version of like aeronautical headphones and microphones mm-hmm. amazing the the clarity and the noise canceling on those things because it's impossibly loud inside that thing it's like being under the hood of a big diesel engine all uh-huh. the time um but you put these things on and it was like wow i'm having like a private conversation with the driver now that's like completely 100 percent clear i can't hear anything else but him and they and were and they were old tech, right? These, they this were old tech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I, I don't. It, it was it was very cool. Uh, it, it was a whole helmet you put on, and because it was, you know, it was you could just put on a headset. There's bullets coming too, I guess. Um, and, and it worked really, really well. And I just remember like not knowing how serious he was because we were going to McDonald's in an armored personnel carry, and I was like, I, I just kind of fired a shot across his bow, metaphorically speaking. I was like. We're stowed away back here, sir. Ready to, ready to rock and roll. And he went, 10-4, good buddy. Let's head on out. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, all right, he's fucking, in. he's on board. Because he was like the guy who owned the thing. Uh-huh. And at first he was a little iffy about going to McDonald's. But he like assumed the role right away and like wouldn't let any of his infer- uh, his subordinates drive the thing. He's like, oh, no, no, no. Putting the helmet on and his camo jacket. <laughs> he's like like fl- flipping the collar out and get, getting down into the into the damn thing. Have you seen the movie yeah. Fury? <laughs> oh, I thought there was... Fury's excellent. I, 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 we'll talk about that in one second. I was just going to say, oh, that same guy, um, he had an issue with DUIs, and, uh, and he, 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 he was like, look, I've been drinking. I can't drive on the roads anymore. So I'm going to drive my armor personnel carrier home straight through a forest because he owned it all anyway. <laughs> so to avoid, to avoid the highways and get home, he drove his armor personnel carrier through a fucking forest just ripping shit down uh, drunk. To, to <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> to and that's true because there are, there's no other traffic, and if any deer run into him, he's in an armored personnel carrier. Armored personnel carrier. There you go. That, yeah. You've had some really neat experiences <laughs> on, from the channel. Like, there's been some cool stuff that went down. Did Do you remember the movie Fury very well, Taylor? Have yeah. you seen it? Uh, yeah, I've seen it a, twice. I think I, I think I remember it pretty well. I've seen it recently, and what got me to watch it is somebody was like. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, the rape scene in that was, you know, like, everyone kind of gave it a pass. And I'm like, rape scene? Like, I don't quite remember that. So here's what happens. Um, in the movie Fury, if you've never seen it, uh, Brad Pitt is the star, and he runs a tank. And his tank and crew have been curiously successful through World War II. It's towards the end of the war. One of their guys died, so a new person comes in, and, and so does we, the audience, uh, to join this tank crew. 
Anyway, uh, the new person at first is a little gun-shy about shooting Germans. He doesn't like killing people. He was supposed to be a typist, and, and suddenly he's in a tank crew. They win a battle and go into this town where they've taken it over, and there's Germans in this town. Well, it, it kind of like a quiet little like you know, private spot away from the war, they find these two women, a mom and a daughter, who are civil, and they make them some tea and I think some eggs. And mm-hmm. uh, the daughter, they originally they hid her. And I, I don't know, I, I, I guess it's smart to hide your daughters from American soldiers in World War II, or at least in this movie it is. And uh, um, at one point, Brad Pitt goes, you know, like, I, I don't know how he phrases it, but it, it's something to the effect of, like, if you don't lay with her, I'm going to. And uh, Brad Pitt's a little, like, rough and tumble, and, and, you know, the audience, of course, wants this typist who is a better fit for this gentle, innocent girl. And uh, No, the audience I, wants I, to see I read Brad Pitt go there. back and give her the American experience, right? <laughs> America! So, so then, just to, to, to wrap Freedom it to fun. the end, um, they fuck, and she seems to really enjoy it, and they're, like, shooting, uh, like, cutesy, loving gazes at each other. And there's two ways to interpret it. You could either say, like, hey, we're having sex. You can choose to enjoy it or not, but we're having sex. I read it differently. Oh, that's oh. rape. What you I didn't see it that there. way. I didn't see it quite that way. No, no, um, I was saying, I what do you that, The way I saw it was that he was paying for that sex uh, with those eggs. That's why he counted them out. He's like, look how many eggs I have. <laughs> like, he's like rolling those eggs out, this precious commodity. Uh, and, and I think he had some chocolate bars, maybe two or so. He's like laying out the goods on the table real slowly. He's buying the girl, and, and she's all too happy to sleep with Private Joe over there to get all them eggs and chocolate. Um, the, the Russians were the ones who would come in and do the raping. Um, I, I think that you, usually if we went in and did some raping, like our, our soldiers would get in trouble. They'd get fucking hanged and shit for raping. Uh-huh. I took it as, as as purchasing that young lady. And it's funny because uh, they mentioned in other parts, like the, I think shortly before that, a tank drove by, a really pretty woman, and uh, one of the other people in the tank, we haven't mentioned him yet, goes, she'll fuck you for a chocolate bar. And like, yeah. I'm just like, really? I'm, I'm on the same page. <laughs> like, dude. I'm, a, I'm on the same page as Kyle. 1945 how Woody's would really do well in this environment. Yeah. <laughs> I would stock up on the Hershey's. You got that movie candy money. <laughs> <laughs> Woody just shows up in fucking 1943 with a ton of boxes of everlasting gobstoppers just getting laid left and right. Oh, yeah. and walk this will last you until the next time I come around, babe. <laughs> yeah. I, I saw the scene the same way as Kyle, where I kind of, you the way he was purchasing. taking out all the, I mean, the way that he was handing the shit out and the way that they were sitting down to dinner, it clearly wasn't like just, uh, oh, may as well share with these folk, like, like I, that kind of vibe. It definitely my, didn't feel like that. The first time I watched it, I thought they just kind of fell in love. You know, this is an environment where we could all die any day. Relationships happen in fast forward. And in this case about five minutes you know that's that's the way i saw it the first time and then i read on the internet the way i just described it like hey sex is happening you can enjoy it or not but i'm getting laid here and i was like wow like that was a rape scene in code that that's one way to view that scene and i never thought of it that way before so 
I don't, I don't know. Kyle might be right. Is this I like, I, that I like the war. Po- I, that, that was my least favorite part of the movie. Cause like when his friends come up that they, they, they basically they're have, very, an, they're, well, no, I don't even see it that way. I see them having a goddamn emotional breakdown. Everybody on that team is pushed to the limit. Like they're enraged and like crying over the loss of their friend at the same time when they're like spitting on eggs and licking and, and then everybody ends up crying at the end of that dinner. It's, it's not that everybody's mad at each other and like, how dare you, like, you know, come up here and have this special time with this with this new guy? It's like, God, we lost whoever that guy was. They're all they're all just falling apart over the death of that original guy. Still, it's a good fucking movie. Uh, Shia LaBeouf the apparently made a real ass of himself uh, throughout the whole like uh, production. Like he was wash uh, throughout the whole production. Uh, those cuts on his face are real because he cut himself um, uh, with a knife. Uh, so they so he'd have real cuts on his face. And uh, apparently he just stunk really bad all the fucking time, uh, wouldn't wash or use soap or deodorant and like wanted to be like a real tanker uh, and, and was just a real cunt about it. Nobody, nobody enjoyed working with him. Now he's hiding flags around the country. <laughs> <He's> hiding, <you laughs> know? That's, that's quite the career trajectory. Oh, even Stevens were growing up. Oh, fury. We're in difference. a real war movie. Oh, he's hiding between... flags and mad at politicians. Oh, now look at the difference between what happened when like Jonah Hill worked with Brad Pitt once. Brad Pitt's like, oh my God, well, we need to make a career out of you. Like Jonah Hill has such a cool career now. Hasn't he been nominated for two Oscars now? He's like 30. Oh, are you talking about Moneyball? Yeah, mm-hmm. well, he was in Moneyball first, and then he was in Wolf of Wall Street, and uh, and then he's in something. He was now he's now he's in a ton of movies. I really like Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill's a pretty good actor, isn't he? Yeah, yeah he is. I, I, I think he's it's, great. Yeah. Every so often, I appreciate. It, it, most of the time, I don't notice actors, right? Like I didn't. Brad Pitt in that in Fury, I thought it was fine, but I don't think Brad Pitt delivers the kind of performances that makes me say like, "Oh my God, this guy's got chops." But um, every so often a guy does. Brian Cranston in Breaking Bad is the biggest example to me. I don't know what kind of range he has, but holy smokes, did he crush that role in Breaking Bad. Um, who's the guy that died recently? Uh, he was in a film with Tom Hanks uh, about like Afghanistan and uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Uh, Philip yeah, Seymour Hoffman. Man, he had acting chops. And I never really appreciated when he was alive. Um, no, the, the, the Brokeback Mountain Joker, uh, Heath, Keith Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger, yeah, yeah. Keith Haring. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I jumped in. <laughs> <laughs> that guy had acting chops that it, I also didn't appreciate him until he was dead. Yeah, he, we all know Keith Hedger. That guy, Oscar nominated. Uh, <laughs> well, um, winner. Winner, winner yeah, yeah. Winner, winner. Chicken dinner. Um, anyway, yeah, every so often I see a guy with acting chops. And, and Shia LaBeouf, I thought he did a bang-up job in Fury. I think Shia LaBeouf is a very good actor. He just seems like a real like oddball kind of guy in real life. That, that, kind of a kook. He's I don't a, mind but, but, that. Hey, I, 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 yeah. I pay to watch him like, like pretend like, like he's someone else. I don't Taylor was, what he Taylor does. was kind of, I thought, throwing stones. Like, oh, his career trajectory is going down. Now he's planting flags, whatever. Uh, I empathize with that. I'm like, dude, this guy, I'm sure he doesn't need money. Now he's doing whatever the fuck pet project he likes to do. Knock yourself oh, out. He's, he's still doing movies and stuff. It, it's not like he's really just just planting flags. Like, like yeah. I, I can't name it, but I know he just did something. You mentioned Brad Pitt. Netflix has a new movie starring Brad Pitt and a bunch of other well-known guys. Uh, it's like a, I think it's like a, an Iraq war kind of movie. Is it out? Uh, no, it's coming. Like, there's a preview on Netflix oh. for their movie that's that's going to be released. A Netflix, Netflix original. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. I'd be Man, down Netflix to see that. Netflix is now bagging like Brad Pitt, people like that. That's pretty crazy. Who would have yeah. thought that just like 
three years ago, or even two years ago, I would you be like, hey, do you believe idea. Brad Pitt? Yeah. Like, like so, um, Louis C.K., what was it called? What was the series he made? It wasn't funny. It was kind of depressing. It was in a bar. Uh, Louis, or Lucky Louis, one of them. I don't think. Are you talking like, about Louis C.K.? Yeah, but it's yeah. called like Pete and Carol or Pete and Harold. You oh, don't know about this? Any. I only know about he did Louie and Lucky Louie. I don't know any other shows he's You're done. You're talking about the one that had um, where they're in the bar and it's really darkly, dimly lit and it had um, that guy Steve with... Steve Buscemi. Buscemi, yeah. I was going to say the guy with the fucked up teeth in it. <laughs> I love Pete Buscemi. and Horace. Mr. Pink. So it was called Mr. Pete and Horace. And uh, he and did nothing to Mr. promote Faggot. it. He did nothing to promote it and you guys didn't even know about it. Uh, well, we barely knew about it. Uh, I saw the whole thing. It was... It was. I enjoyed it. I, you know, it it wasn't funny at all. It wasn't meant to be funny. It was no. deep. Bad shit happens, and I cared. So I guess it was good. It just wasn't like you didn't watch it and be like, you know, man, like that was time well spent. Like you know, what a good forty minutes. No, dude, it was like, oh fuck, really? Like that hurt. Um, yeah, that, so that's... people were throwing stones at Louis C.K. saying, hey, like. You lost money on that. You paid Alan Alda. You paid Steve Buscemi. Like, you know, these were real actors with real fees, and, and it didn't sell anything like you thought it would. Your whole idea of not promoting it, hoping it would go violent, viral in spite of it, turns out promoting helps sell things. And he's like, no, you don't understand. I own the rights to that. Like, I'll be getting royalties to that for the... You think I lost money based on how it did in the first year? Ownership of intellectual property like this is worth a bundle. So I wonder, circling back to Netflix and these, like, Brad Pitt movies and all this other stuff, is this a good business model? Like, is whatever ownership yeah. they have of these you two know, Chappelle specials going to be amazing over the course and of And Chris it? Rock. And that two Chris Rocks coming. are coming. Yeah. What I want to know is, like... And I wouldn't think they would, but 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 like okay, so normally a movie comes out and eventually it gets licensed to uh, uh, TBS or TNT or, or, or NBC. You know, they, or if it like they they play a Christmas story every year, right? Mm -hmm. Like like they because they own it, um, or at least they own the rights to it uh, for a certain period of time. They're leasing it or whatever the fuck. But would Netflix ever do that? I don't think so because it would decrease their what they're all about. So if you ever yeah. want to watch that movie. I think you got to go to Netflix, right? Like, will you ever be able to watch this this Brad Pitt movie I'm referring to? Ever's a long time, of a Netflix, right? Netflix like, like maybe ten years from now, when it's totally not interesting anymore, it does what Con Air does and pops up on all sorts of random shows. Or yeah, that's, that's what I can stuff. see happening. Is when there's no more reason to protect it, and it's like, well, this movie came out 13 years ago, and nobody's tried to download it in a week. So <laughs> yeah. just throw we're it not up getting, there. we're not driving any more Netflix subscriptions because of this 14-year-old movie. We're gonna get more money out of this investment by selling, you know, leasing it to TBS or whatever they call it, leasing. Mm -hmm. But but yeah, so apparently owning these things is worth a ton, and we'll see. I don't know. But I, I thought that it only mattered the royalties only mattered if it was like successful. Like if it was, uh, well, what is with it called? Netflix, there are no royalties, right? It, yeah. Well, yeah. If, if something goes into syndication well, I was like, yeah. about Louis CK's thing, that was that, on, what was that on? Like a TV sh network or on no, Netflix or his website? Yeah. Oh, his website. Okay. Yeah. I, I think he's counting on someone purchasing that from him someday. Like that's what it sounds like. He's saying to me that, that, Hey, someday Netflix is going to want this show in their catalog to add with the rest of my stuff that they've already bought or, Maybe it'll be HBO, but 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 whenever Al, Alan Alda dies and it's a big news story and we all get nostalgia over that, I got some premium Alan Alda content over here that nobody's ever seen. That's yeah, that's clever. Maybe. Actually, I didn't think of that angle, mm -hmm. but he's right. You know, it, huh? 
I like Alan Alda. Uh, I used to watch MASH uh, mm-hmm. as a kid. It was, of course, reruns because God knows when that shit aired. But it's, you know, they're, they're the medic unit during the Korean War, which I didn't know much about as a kid. And uh, it was it was, that was a good show. It was a great show. They you had I the never one watched Mash. You had one character who was constantly dressing in drag. It's, it was it wouldn't work today. But there was one <laughs> character who constantly wore, dressed as a woman in an effort to get kicked out of the army and go back home. But they had just accepted that, like, yeah, he dresses as a woman. He's he's not really crazy. He just wants to go home. They did catch twenty two in one of the episodes. He, probably people are familiar with Catch Twenty Two, but uh, basically he said, "Hey, I'm crazy. I want to go home." And they're like, "Ah." The fact that you don't want to be here tells me that you're sane. All these other people are crazy. And they based an episode on it, and it was fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. Damn, that ah, smart little move by that CO, whoever the fuck <laughs> sa- saw through the dress and the mascara. Ah, yeah. you're not getting out of here. You're going to die in this fucking Korean forest swamp with the rest of us. Yeah, there's something Have called you, uh, a Section 8 that lets crazy people go home. Anyway, Kyle. Have you seen um, the new Norm McDonald special that's on Netflix? His comedy I special. It was good. I haven't finished it yeah. yet. I, I really liked it. I, I really enjoyed it. That last joke is great. The whole Hitler's dog thing. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, I, I liked it a lot. I, I watched it last night. I tried. I got my hair cut, and my barber, we were talking about Joe Rogan, and he's like, I don't care for his comedy. And I'm like, man, you got to see his new special. It's amazing. And he's like, no, Joe Rogan's comedy is not good. Like, I was on that team until this special, and he could not be convinced that Joe Rogan could possibly be funny. Speaking of Joe, like a, a boost to Joe Rogan, it's not a stand up. Mm-hmm. Uh, his most recent podcast with Jordan Peterson, I think it is. Uh, I, I listened to it yesterday, uh, and Chiz linked it to me today, being like, You got to watch this. This is really interesting. It was super, super fucking interesting. I don't listen to many Joe Rogan podcasts because I just go by the guest, you know, if it's like Jim Norton, yeah, Bill he Burr. He's a lot of or, misses uh, to me. He has a lot of people that I'm not interested in at all, like UFC fighters, so I just skip it. But I listened to a previous Jordan Peterson one, and it was really good. And so when this guy's popped up, it's like, oh, fuck yeah, let's see what this guy has to say. But he's got... What's it about? I, I, uh, What's his it's area really of expertise? Just like, he's a professor from Canada mm-hmm. who... Oh, I'm trying to remember what the thing was that got him into hot water. Are we sure it was interesting? It was really interesting because he bounced around to so much shit. Like the the whole thing is him like talking about how uh, you know cultural Marxism and postmodernism and all these things aren't just on you know an assault on language of trying to passively control people. It's also you know indirect, really just kind of uh, undermining all of Western civilization as a whole. And he he makes a lot of really really interesting points about all of this shit. So I'd recommend people listen to that. I can't possibly articulate half the stuff he said a tenth as well as he said it. And it was hard. Like it was one of those podcasts where like I never do this when I'm listening to podcasts. But I'd I'd like actually be listening for like four minutes and then be like, wait, what? Wait, I don't know. What the <laughs> fuck are you talking about, man? And then go back and I don't know it was interesting because there was some stuff that he'd say that like I'd be like, oh that that's so stupid. That doesn't make any sense. And then he'd get a little more into his reasoning and it's like, damn it, like against myself, I'm even kind of seeing his point of view. But yeah, definitely check him but out. But was it all about how liberals are mind controlling? No, 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 no. It, it wasn't it, it, no, no, no. his thing is more like he's frustrated about language. This is what it was. He he's like a he is very aggravated by people trying to take control of linguistics and say, like, you can't call me this gender pronoun because I'm a male, you have to call me Zer or Z or whatever. And he, he like started by getting, as you've heard about that, where they're like, I'm not a him or a she or a her. Call me, uh, you know, fee fi fo fum or whatever. I the sometimes fuck, fuck with people who assume my gender. <laughs> yeah, see, it's, it's that kind of thing. And, and he was like, 
he got in a lot of hot water initially for being like, no, I'm not placating to you guys. I'm not, you're not going to come into the English language and dictate how these rules are because it's not just a matter of the English here. It's a matter of this, that, and the other thing. And this, this is what you're undermining. And, and these are the, you know, kind of tendrils of influence and this kind of same movement to, to control speech and things like that. It was really, really interesting. And it wasn't some, uh, liberal bashing thing like liberals like joe rogan has a ton of fucking people and of course mm. even the liberals watching it are like yeah because most liberals aren't like that who are like i demand you call me z or zir or call them zim or dim like they're not no. like that they're like well let's you know back off that but he's really just attacking that from the intellectual academic angle of like these people are so you know they're trying to force things that they don't understand because they have a bankrupt ideology so let me pose this my impression on those people is that they are not organized and they don't have a cohesive underlying goal. They're just kind of fuckheads who spent too much time on Tumblr. Do you but he, he's not talking no, no, no. He makes a point about that. He's mm -hmm. like, I'm not a, these people individually. He's like, I have no problem with them at all. Like, if you're an adult, do what you want. What I have a problem with is these professors and academics and people in media trying to dictate that language must change now and reality, the reality of our language must change in order to basically adapt to things that aren't reality, that it, aren't verified. Uh, my observation on and that. I'm and I'm explaining this so fucking Kind back, of so barely on so this team. I think they're just trying not to be mean. I see someone who says, I'm not really a guy. And I say, oh, you're having a hard time. And I don't want to step on your neck. I'll call you Zimbabwe or whatever the fuck you want. I don't know. Z is that a thing? Like whatever the fuck you want to be called, because clearly you have a, a, a mental health issue right now in the same way that someone who wishes they had one arm instead of two has a mental health issue. And I feel the same sympathy for you that I would for some, for a person who wished they were an amputee. See, and that's why his, see, and then he'd be on the same side as you, at least with most of that, because Personally, he's like, yeah, I, I feel bad. I think a lot of these people are struggling or whatever. And I don't, you know, it's not, I'm not mad at them individually. Like, unless they're berating people saying like, <laughs> I demand you call me, you know, uh, Zim. Like, I am, I am not a him. Did I'm you, Zim. Like, did you see the thing on Reddit? They were like, I'm going to say four or five white guys. They look like frat brothers or something but they were they had a poncho on and they were celebrating Cinco de Mayo and and they got like uh, accosted <laughs> by this person with the camera saying that they weren't allowed to celebrate Cinco de Mayo cultural appropriation yeah did you see this video at all it would be hard to no, find but, 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 but I could visualize it very well yeah. I'm picturing five white guys probably khaki shorts flip flops they got a polo on underneath that poncho maybe <laughs> probably a sombrero their in the own group business. maybe a sombrero in the group lot of pbr in the mix they're on a sidewalk <laughs> lots of green grasses some frat houses in the background and and then some assholes coming saying, pretty ah, close appropriation. yeah and she was the one filming and she was just saying you are not allowed to do this you're like all these problems and uh I just like, oh my God, I was so on their side. And I don't oh, want to, well. Didn't you just want to crack open and like do a Mexican <clears throat> hat dance right in front of I just, like, uh, I guess I'm on the side of openness and peace and blending. Look, if you bring Cinco de Mayo into American culture and now we have a 4th of July, like another one, yeah. fine, knock yourself. To me, I don't really celebrate the 4th of July to mean the birth of our country. Maybe some people will get mad at that. 4th of July, to me, is a good time to spend time with people I care about and not work. Like that, that's We have a four-hour 
moment of silence where we just stare at the flag. <laughs> what well, 4th right? of July means to me hours. is like bad for you food. Uh, I don't drink beer, but it, like I think to a lot of people that's part of it. And it, it's just some good times, I'm, some relaxation, and company that you enjoy that's what What if a black person is celebrating saint patrick's day do we attack that person if we see a a black girl with like some (laughs) green shamrocks on her cheeks she's got one of those funky shillelagh hats or whatever the hell and she's like doing a little irish jig (laughs) out there while while with a with a big guinness in her hand like do we just do we just take her down from the I knees? I don't like, even like, no, know no, no, what St. Patrick's notable accomplishments were. I'm sorry, he, Taylor. He banished the snakes oh, no, but, from but, Ireland. But Kyle, Kyle, you couldn't do that. She wouldn't be racist because, see, on the hierarchy, the <laughs> black woman, she's lower than you, and so you have to treat her differently, <laughs> almost like a child. You I, wouldn't hold her to the same standard because that would be racist. What St. Patrick's you Day to is to me, it's nighttime 4th of July. Right? It's nighttime, 4th of July, and you go out and you spend time with people you like, and you drink beer, although I don't drink beer, and it's revelry and fun. Like, it, I don't know. Just throw a single to my We could use another one. Sounds great. Yeah, you but like, all of it doesn't matter what the fuck. days involve alcohol. I mean, all of, most of our Not so much Easter, alcohol. right? Not so much. <laughs> <laughs> That's at, well. I mean, okay, not so much that one, but like Cinco de Mayo. Let's get wasted. It's Cinco de Mayo, St. Patrick's Day. Let's get blitzed. It's St. Patrick's Day. Mm. All of them, right? Like like Puerto Rican Day Parade in New York. The most drunk I've ever yeah. been was on a Fourth of July. It was terrible. Mm. I remember, I was I was drinking, and I I went to this party. It was by a uh, the the house was on the beach. How old were you? Twenty, maybe. And, uh, and I didn't drink much, right? So, but that night I had like five beers or something, which to me was a good amount. And I'm like, man, like I must be pretty good at drinking now because this is going very smoothly for me. And I was like, maybe I should stop. But my decision-making wasn't at the top of its game. And I, I stepped it up to whatever it was, six, seven, which was way too far for me, like way too far and and now i'm the guy vomiting at a party uh thankfully i'm vomiting into the bay which you know is like a 12 foot drop off the pier but it doesn't bother any well aside from the noise and the yuckiness of it, it there's no cleanup i'm just vomiting yeah. into the bay and yeah, that uh, noise carries over water I'm <laughs> sure, you know uh, three blocks down i was trying <laughs> to be considerate vomit who, uh, like a really loud vomit oh i hate like, loud like, vom- my wife like, is a like, loud vomiter and and like, it's it's one of her worst attributes you know and 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 but like not only she's terribly sick she's really <laughs> suffering and she you know this is she doesn't vomit oh a lot she's God. a grown woman more but it, <laughs> it's just like you know what that level of noise in your vomiting is inconsiderate there are other people that live here. What 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 is wrong with you? You're like, is this attention-seeking vomiting? Can't you do yeah. this without me? The fuck, right? But it's Vomit often, sucks. it's usually not a good time to be that inconsiderate. So these are just thoughts in my head. Um, she's hey, suff- keep it down in there. <laughs> but oh my god, so loud! <laughs> I'm not a loud vomiter. You would hardly know. I am at the minimum vo- decibel level that you can achieve. <laughs> Yeah, but oh my god, she's a loud vomiter. It's terrible. Is someone vomiting in there? Is there a ghost escaping the fence? <laughs> like, when, like when Cartman shat out of his mouth. He just, <laughs> <laughs> it just, it sort of came out. <laughs> it just oh. plops. Yeah. Is there anything worse than having like than needing to vomit and having it in your head like 
one and done. Gonna hop in there, get this out, get the day, be fine. You know, you pump yourself, and then you like get that first vomit out, and you're like, oh no, oh this, oh, this is a whole day spent now. Like <laughs> I, I like when you vomit, and you're like, have you ever, if you've ever had the stomach flu bad, I'm sure at least once in your life you've sure. had the stomach flu bad. I haven't since I was young, but there's nothing worse than that retching of there's nothing in your stomach, and you still have that vomity urge. And That's thankfully, not the worst part I don't have that. Your abs start aching like so your, bad. Uh, throat I, starts to like bleed and burn because wow. of the acid. The worst part of vomiting for me is uh, like it's that I can't. I feel sick. I'm nauseous. I can vomit. All I need to do is like tense my abs up, and I'll start throwing up. But I don't know if I want to or not. Am I going to feel <laughs> oh, better post vomit? Like, I don't enjoy vomiting. <laughs> like, I, if I ever get the urge, I'm like, let's hit it. No, not me. Not me. And also, and this happens to me for drinking too. I'm like, am I faking it? Am I really that sick? If, if I have to like force a vomit, I'm not talking about finger down the throat, just like, all right, here we go. Yeah, yeah. If I have to you do know, that, did I even really have to vomit? Could I have healed otherwise? I have a... I have like a, a response. Like like I know how to make myself throw up. All I have to do is like get into the vomiting position and it'll mm -hmm. just happen. Like if I get down on my knees by the toilet and like put my <coughs> head close to the toilet bowl, it's like, yeah, this this alone is gonna make me vomit because I'm already like three quarters of the way there and there's just a there's just a reaction. I'm I'm, I'm always you. happy to have it out of me. Uh, it's almost always better afterwards, even if it's just a brief respite. You know, there's sometimes where you're like you feel good. But but you, it's slowly coming back. You know you're getting worse. And, but but like you said, like it's the worst when there's nothing left inside you and you're retching and it's just like foam. There's like foam in the toilet bowl at this point because you're just wow. just vomiting up Where you're bile. You're just vomiting. Yeah, just just stomach acid and bile. Yeah. Where like you go to spit and you taste the acid that you're spitting out and you're oh, like, yeah. well, anything that was in my stomach was is long gone. I've been so sick before. I got food. It's, there was this long rash of food poisoning where, like, I wonder now if Kitty was secretly just putting some monkey shit in each meal I ate. <laughs> like, like, just to make me, like, dependent upon her. Because, like, it's, it seemed like for, like, nine months, every eighth meal I ate had some shit in you it. You know, I asked you like, what your weight loss secret is. You never share this part. <laughs> it's monkey shit. <laughs> it's a huge, every meal. huge amounts of vomiting. Regularly, you know? yeah. That's why I have such awful, awful teeth. You know. <laughs> do you guys want to do the fitness run through? Brown. Where are we on that? I, yeah. I'll, I'll go first. There, um, so people probably don't see PKN. I know it doesn't get the same views, but um, but um, it should. And if you want to have the video for PKN, go on to patreon.com slash PKA. It's only $10 per month. Link you in get the description. It the moment it comes out, not a second later. And there's the video format. And sometimes we do stuff you want to see. Mm -hmm. So uh, I talked about it on PKA. So those of you who are $10 patrons are already up to speed on this. But I lost six pounds so far my top weight was 220 might have been 222 but i'm not sure so i'm saying 220 and i'm currently 214 uh, i measured myself tuesday and thursday i was the same weight so i'm kind of at a pause and uh been eating better today was my cheat day um it, it i'm doing this keto that's like the foundation of my diet and i'm still learning about it so i'm probably imperfect but uh you're supposed to get one i don't know if it's a cheat day or a cheat meal i've been treating it as a cheat meal per week and i took it today i went to thai food I got water to go with it instead of sweet tea, which was my old thing. And, uh, yeah, so I'm down six pounds. It's good. Um, 
I, I, my exercise lately has been skateboarding. I have this longboard I bought, which is awesome, but I hurt my knee because my form is bad, and I'm letting that heal before I hit it again. Did, did you go on the PKA Reddit and see the picture they posted where they're like, oh, I saw Woody at school, and it was that... Uh, Oh, old guy from The Simpsons when he's dressed up as Bart and he's got his skateboard there. And like, what a oh, bunch of assholes. So I, I, yeah, no, it was they, funny because he wants to joke about how old you are and it was, it was a perfect image from The Simpsons. <laughs> I guess, <laughs> I don't know. Like the hello fellow kids thing. Maybe oh, I'm I gotta kick out sensitive thing. about it. I, I just feel like I can't fucking do anything except drive a Buick Regal and complain about people breaking <laughs> like code violations with their porch. You know, anything out of that is just not age appropriate for me so if i want to like paramotor skateboard surf like it doesn't matter suddenly like i'm in a midlife crisis or something and it, it, to no, me you i'm made like the smart move by setting that anger with paramotoring because <laughs> now you can just fill in that gap between like motorcycling and paramotoring and they're like did you hear he got a skateboard did you hear he got a, a motorbike it's like well yeah he's already flying like i figured he'd eventually you know tear it down yeah I, I i i just feel like I, I don't know. Submarine. My fans are, are like naming all these things I'm not supposed to be doing, and I just do whatever the fuck anyway. So, uh, yeah, skateboarding is a blast. Uh, when I finish, I'm thirsty. I'm tired. I have exercise-induced asthma. That's a blast. And uh, um, I'm just, yeah. So I'm like, yeah, that was just absolutely a workout. But instead of working, it was playing, and I like that. So... How are you doing with it, Kyle? I'm having a good time. I've gained uh, two, two and a half, maybe three pounds. It's hard to tell with water weight and stuff. And there's so much water that I'm intaking. And I'm also taking creatine, which puts on water weight, too. So, like, I'm, pr I'm really just swelling. I'm, uh, I'm cultivating Getting mass swole. for sure. And, uh, and, and, there's, uh, <laughs> and, and there's a lot of work working out in between. I, I try to mix some cardio in because I'm, you know, I, I like doing cardio occasionally in small amounts. Uh, at least enough so that if I go for a little jog, I don't get winded. I want to have some cardio and just lifting weights. I've still got the kettlebells. Uh, I, 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 am not doing the kettlebells as regularly as I was. I'm definitely not sticking to that, that kettlebell like workout plan, but I, but I work them into whatever I'm doing for, I don't know, maybe five, six hours a week, something like that. That's uh, a lot. I've been six having a good time. A week. Taylor. Yep. Yeah. I try to do something I'm, every day. I'm doing good too. Sticking with it. How much have you lost? Um, like seven pounds, oh, eight good. pounds, maybe uh, right around there. I was okay being um, one behind you. Two is too much. Two then is it's too then much. seven. Then seven. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like because every other time I've lost weight before, I've done the the Kyle approach, which is like, wow, I'm really overweight. What should I do? Well, I don't really feel like working out that much, so I'm just going to eat nothing basically for like, mm -hmm. like three months. I'll eat like 1,100, 1,200 calories a day and lose weight way too quick and lose a bunch of muscle in the process, which sucks because if you cut weight that fast. But this time, because I'm working out and trying to like eat a healthier calorie amount, it's going way slower. But I'm still in the uh, phase of of believing this is probably healthier. Who knows? Yeah, I but think it is. Gotta be, I don't know. Right? Maybe I'll get impatient if, if the weight loss goes too slow and I'll just I'll just starve myself again. Because I fly, <clears throat> a lot of my motivation translates into like flying shit. I'm like, if I lose two more pounds, that would take it to eight. I can carry a whole gallon of gas and be just like I was Ooh. before, right? You can add a gallon of gas to my weight load and, and you know, it would just be like having a gallon less before. Oh, and if an I, eight pound bomb. <laughs> if I get into the, <laughs> I forget what it is. I think it's the, the mid 190s or something like that. So that's 
20 pounds from now. If I lose 20 pounds, I can go down a whole parachute size. Um, this is my reserve chute. And the one I have, my reserve chute, it's good. It's, it's known as a solid brand, but it's not like the newest lightweight fabrics or anything. So I'm like, if I went down a size into a lightweight fabric, it would pack smaller. It would be smaller, you know, both from the size of it and the fabric of it. Like I could upgrade. That would be a, like a, for me, a proper reward 20 pounds from now. Uh, That's a, uh, that is a 30 pounds from now gift to yourself, not a yeah. 20 pounds one. You do because not you want don't, to be on the You don't cusp. get to 195 and then go, check all this shit out, throw it away, give me my 195.0 parachute. <laughs> I'm going to bank my life. And I'm not going to open ever. that pantry tonight you're, you're and gorge like, on anything. <laughs> yeah, you'll you're, really you're have talking to stick to your diet. When you, when you see a chair has a rating of 425 pounds, that doesn't mean that you should slide it right up under a 425-pound <laughs> man. It means that, that, hey, that's all it can fucking hold, bro. Be careful. So and you're talking about doing this with a parachute. You're like, I, I, well, I'm a few ounces over, but it's ounces, right? No, it's a parachute. It's a parachute. <laughs> a bigger parachute is better it, because it's the emergency parachute, right? That's this isn't the thing about, too. like, style and, like, cutting angles. It's about slowing you down as fast as possible before you hit the earth. This I is want an emergency. my emergency chute to be the size, to be big enough to like cover the Braves field when I pull <laughs> that fucking thing. Just, I, want to be, I want to barely be able to throw it. I wonder if there's any <laughs> negatives. This is something I could research. But like, would having it, would a bigger chute deploy more slowly? You know, it, it, it is, is a smaller chute better, closer to the ground than a bigger? I don't know. I'd have to look into I it. I don't know. I've and at what distance would it just be better to be covered in a lot of sponges or something? <laughs> there is a dis- that is a thing, right? Like if, yeah. if you're going from five feet, the reserve is worthless, and the sponges worthless. have value. Just adding more weight. Oh, yeah. you're 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 uh, you're 50 feet in the air. Mm-hmm. Do you get a parachute, or you're you're uh, in a big mascot suit that you can fill with as much newspaper <laughs> as you want? At Which 50? one do you get? I think the mascot <laughs> shoot. I, I don't think. No, <laughs> I want the shoot. I want the. Pa- I, I. It's a parachute of my own choosing, first of all, and we're gonna do a little research. I'm gonna have a shoot that's it's not even gonna be. In, I'm just gonna throw that thing out like I'm casting a net over my shoulder as I jump. I guess. Ah, oh, 50 <laughs> feet. If I, it just slows you down a little, I, 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 it, just a little. At 50 feet's fucking deadly if you hit that wrong. That's breaking legs and it shit. It is, but I don't. Think... That, hey, hey, that 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 Indian maid or whatever that that, that was like. Ah! Didn't she fall from like fifty feet, like four or stories more, or something? Right. Uh, this yeah, it cites. Maybe it seven I, I found, stories. I found something here. The trauma resuscitation cites a medical textbook saying that about fifty percent of people die after falling four stories, which is about forty to fifty feet, and that ninety percent of people die after falling seven stories, which is like eighty, ninety feet, I guess. So I, I just think that a parachute. Like, it has to extend its line, and it has to spread out before it starts working. And I don't think that happens in 50 feet. Yeah, on a, that's what I was what thinking. If, like, 50 feet is not enough time. Gotta get you, the mascot suit. What if, you, like, got a, <laughs> what if you got a running start with the parachute sort of dragging it and letting it get, you know, three-quarters of the way inflated, and then at the last second you gave it a jerk, maybe get a little more air into it, and then you jumped more outward to try to make the line go tall. I think that works, Kyle, you know, because that's pretty much how I launch a paraglider. Like it, no, no, if, no, no, no. If, you don't. No running starts. An imagine it like Nightcrawler, the X Man, teleports you up to fifty feet, and oh, then no. you are now falling. In so my head, I was already falling. I thought I was jumping out of a. No, I, I guess in my head, I thought I was in a paramotor at terminal velocity, and then at fifty feet, I decided to do something about it. That that was how I was. 
230 <laughs> kilometers per hour, according to Battle Royale. Oh, okay. I uh, at least if you chose the 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 mascot option with all the newspaper, <laughs> it'd be a funny death. <laughs> and you're right. imagine your, moment imagine your family end. having to run up to the fucking you know giant uh, mouse costume like oh my god <laughs> Kyle Kyle are you okay I have to pull the mask head off and see that you're clearly dead and <laughs> I need to die in such a way that Philip DeFranco comes kill me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like what happened to Mickey uh, I think there's a chance you burn the suit I think there's a chance you survive in the mascot suit, but it's just a terrifying way to go down because you got to fall on your back, right? Like, you don't want to, like, land feet first. Side? I don't know what's best. You I would like protect your spine. spring shoes that, where I just bounce away. That'd yeah, be you'd want to be able to pick your shoes. team. Yeah. You want to be able to pick what team's drop. mascot. You right. <laughs> so you'd, like, you wouldn't want to be, like, the Utah Jazz or something, just like in a saxophone with your arms sticking out, whatever the fuck they have. You'd uh, want, like, uh, The Timberwolves, nice. who is, like, a super or, athletic guy. No, no, you want to be a Philly fanatic with a big old, like, belly yeah, and, and... biggest possible thing is. Yeah. Like, you want to be. The Mets, right? Don't they have that gigantic ball on your head? That seems like a That's helmet. That's true. Yeah. That's yes. the one... Definitely want to go with the Mets. But what does he have and for his body? Much, uh, think of how much newspaper you could pack. I don't know why I'm stuck on newspaper because it seems <laughs> cheap. <and fun. laughs> the worst. Like, like, you could be a better like, idea. Peanuts or <laughs> yeah, some bubble wrap. Cut off. No, <laughs> you could just cap <laughs> mattress and start cutting some sections out. That stuff would probably work well. Uh, now, hey, that's the thing. I think if you got a Casper mattress, you survive. If you have that and you jump from 50 feet, I think you're okay. Wait, what do you do with it? Are you saying like you... Like, I, like I'm going to take a twin Casper mattress because I'm positive that I can't like pick up and run with any sm any larger size. And I'm going to jump off and magic carpet that bitch. I'm just going to like hold on to the front corners of my hands and like loop my ankles through some those little loops on the side that you never knew what were for. <laughs> this is what they're for. <laughs> there were some <laughs> Mythbusters on something similar. They it, The myth was... That a guy was uh, building a like a sky rise of some sort, right? And he fell, but he held on to a four by eight sheet of plywood and used that like Mary Poppins style to get to the yeah. ground unhurt. I don't yeah. remember. I remember them struggling to make it work. I don't know if they ever figured out what was possible. I remember the clip of them doing it, and it was like ready, set, go, and the guy just like got released, the dummy, and he just. Just like straight <laughs> yeah. to the ground, like it was like yeah. a, like a, a, a ground seeking missile that, that, that would. But what, had happened to, what would happen to you, Kyle? Immediately is you would jump out at fifty feet. You'd have that grip. You'd be oh, I'm locked in. At forty seven feet, <laughs> you will have flipped, and you will be falling backwards with the mattress on top of you. Oh, was Kyle on top of it, Aladdin yeah. style? Yeah, I yeah. get it. I, I see. <laughs> Yeah, this is You're quickly gonna go but, from Aladdin to Mary Poppins on that but thing. Kyle, if you lay down and you like get all wide, like on a king size one, and then we lay another king size one on top of you, and yeah. we sew those together. Well, I think if we just no, we cut. Uh, there'd be a small air hole. A snorkel okay. that goes through the top of. Cool. Snorkel, maybe two. Just whatever. All right. Whatever. <laughs> I live. Yeah, I, I, live. Live. I would come with that. You put me in between two king size Casper mattresses, sew them together, get me my snorkel set up <laughs> as requested, and you toss me right off the five story building. Like, let's you know do what? it. Try not to go. Try, try not to put me down like I'm. You know, bread. This would be a, a fun video idea, but we need to work our way up, right? Can you jump oh. off a shed? 
<laughs> to start with. It would, it would not be like bread into a toaster. We'd have to like get two of us to kind of spin you almost. Oh no no! Like counterweight on the bottom. You want like you want uh, ropes from each corner going down to a central point with a weight. Uh, that that way you. Uh, How about uh, like yeah, a yeah. pilot chute? Same sort of thing, but like an umbrella on the top. Sure, you know? that too. It, yeah. And mm. the weight needs to be a bag of water. That way, when you hit the ground, the water mm. breaks and splashes. And you don't have a ball bearing in your spine. That's or, smart, because uh, wow. my, my cannonball thought was the whole reason I went to the parachute. That would have been a one strike in your out. <laughs> <laughs> ah, shit, we didn't even consider that. We got this princess of the pea scenario, but instead it's a cannonball. <laughs> I was like, I felt it. Casper <laughs> mattresses. Why not just tie a Casper mattress to the bottom of the two Casper mattresses. <laughs> oh, that's what you there you go. Uh, do we, let's do He's an gonna, ad and then a new topic. Gonna tell everyone about Smart Mouth. <coughs> <clears throat> this episode of Painkiller Already is being brought to you by Smart Mouth. Bad breath is an embarrassing problem faced by the majority of people on a daily basis. It's caused by naturally occurring oral bacteria consuming protein particles and releasing foul-smelling volatile sulfur compounds. Masking the smell with gum or mint juice-style mouthwash can actually make your breath worse since it can provide a new source of food for oral bacteria to produce even more of those sulfur, sulfur gases. To solve a real problem, you need real science. That's why every bottle of Smart Mouth actually contains two different liquids, a green zinc activator and a clear oxidizer. The oxidizer instantly eliminates existing bad breath while the activator releases billions of zinc ions that naturally bond to the bacteria in your mouth. The bonded zinc ions prevent bacteria from eating protein and producing sulfur gas, keeping bad breath from coming back for 12 hours. Go to SmartMouth.com and read about the science and how it's able to deliver such an incredible result. Visit SmartMouth.com by clicking the link in the description and use coupon code PAINKILLER for free shipping. Once again, that's SmartMouth.com coupon code PAINKILLER for free shipping or pick it up at Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, Target, Amazon, or your favorite store. Check it out. It's awesome. I use it every day. Twice a day. Yeah. I always I, have. If you ever meet me in real life, you'll be like, man, that guy's breath is, is incredible. That'll be the first <laughs> thing because otherwise I'm not very attractive. But it's really <laughs> helped me out. But tying into the, the diet thing we've all been doing, I haven't asked Woody and Kyle about it yet. But I've been having to guzzle down so many of those protein shakes to try and hit my protein macros or whatever you call it that I can tell my breath is worse when I'm when I do forget to use this because when you have like a high protein diet or low carb like you start to get that dragon mouth like they even like keto and paleo breath like all those people talk about it and this I really knocks know, that out because it helps I use smart mouth every day my there breath would smell like dog shit and that normally <laughs> there could be something severely wrong with me on the inside and I wouldn't know it because I use smart mouth every single day <laughs> like it, <laughs> the the truth is there could be a, a it's better than other mouthwash it's an ace in the hole there it, it is. is yeah an ace in the hole you're putting all this effort in with us to get in better shape and then you're gonna blow it when your breath smells like <laughs> shit so you know, i wonder do how many people are getting in shape like i i have this hope that now that we're i don't know three four weeks into it people are like all right i'm in like they didn't have to get on board week one door's still open door doesn't close anyway yeah yeah, yeah, exactly. You guys, don't wait for us to start another fitness challenge. Jump in on it now. You know, maybe you're a couple weeks late. Whatever, whatever, jump in. You'll be happy you did two weeks from now. Two weeks from now, if you don't start, you'll look back at the, the you of today and be like, God, that guy was a piece of shit. He should have got started. But if you do start it, you'll look back at the you of, of now and be like, well, you know, he, he got something right. 
you know? <laughs> so, so, so there you go. Smartmouth.com, everyone. <laughs> so check them out. <sighs> I wanted to talk about... Uh, I know Kyle didn't want to talk about this, but uh, and it's not hockey. Really I should have led in with hockey and then tamped it down to something else. So that I could have <laughs> got. Uh, I linked that. Did you see ten random objects that, that were actually made from human skin? That are made of human skin. Yeah, oh. I've, I've I've seen this list before. Uh, it's some terrible stuff. This is. It's really interesting to me. Yeah, know? I have no problem with it though. Like, like the, the terrible thing is that many of those items were like people that were like murdered, and then you made the skin suit. Um, but just something made of human skin wouldn't bother me at all, it, especially if it was nice. Like I see that book there. I guess the uh, the cover of that book is human skin, um, like the Necronomicon. Uh, I'd like to see what that felt like. Like is that like the softest calf le- leather ever? Does it oh. feel like a lady's ass? Like 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 how smooth? What does this feel like? Is are there like like like, like what does I bet it, feel it doesn't like? I feel know. as nice as like cow leather because cow leather's thicker and over time it probably feels better. Like oh, every time you simple. watch a documentary of like a serial killer's uh, skin lamp, it never looks like it's been preserved well. It no. always is clearly like it, when you look at it, you don't go, "Oh my god, he went to like Cambodia and got an exotic lamp." It's like no, a serial killer made a lamp out of someone's skin that he tanned in his garage. Like it doesn't. So, yeah, I I like I don't that know, those one. skin I don't trousers. Like those like Norwegian skin trousers. Someone went to yes. effort. They have to, Those are so good. They managed to skin the cock and balls, too, and include those in the pants. So I imagine that you would put your own cock and balls <laughs> in the skin of the man's who you're wearing. It's like I've got some underwear that has, like, like an elephant trunk for your cock. It's just like that when you put on these human skin trousers. You put your cock and balls in the skin that once housed the other man's cock and balls. Yeah, this is the description of these. And Kyle is 100% right. It's just... Imagine your body cut off a little below the belly button and then just skin pants. And they're like footy pajamas because the toes are there, too. But uh, <laughs> then 17th century Icelandic necropants or nabrock are the trousers for you. Oh, that's written oddly. In order to make the magic skin pants work, you have to get permission from someone before they die to use their skin as pants. <laughs> after after <laughs> they die, you dig them up and peel all the skin off of their bottom half without putting any holes or tears into your future money makers. There are a few more steps to activating the magical pants, but compared to peeling skin from a human being, they're a piece of cake. <laughs> what, what, what surprised me by this description is it said after they die, you dig them up, which yeah. lets me know that the first step of getting permission to use someone's skin as pants has not been fulfilled. <laughs> in these cases. Because you, you don't go, hey, can I use your skin as pants? And the guy goes, fuck off, dude. That's gross. <laughs> he goes, all right, I'm going to get him anyway, idiot. You know, <laughs> I, I didn't even have to ask Try you. and stop me. Yeah, this was a courtesy. <laughs> this was to save me an error to go get a shovel in a wheelbarrow. I'll get those goddamn leg skin, leg skin pants from you, Bjorn. <laughs> You're getting all the ladies. I can't wait to stuff my cock in your dead blasted skin sleeve and go to town on some Nordic <laughs> bitch. <laughs> oh, man. Skin pants double as a prophylactic. Mm. Yeah. Oh, man. This is... That's good this thinking. Is, it's, it's troubling how realistic that looks. It's like real. That. Yeah, there's mean? a reason for that. It's, it's all, I, I, no, no, but like, you know when you imagine stuff like that, you're like, it probably doesn't actually look like it. Like, it's probably been so much age that, like, there's holes and it's fucked up. Like, no, this... Like, it it's looks... It's fun pair of pants. Yeah, it's a nice pair of pants. I'd wear those out on the town. You'd get a lot of lot of looks. Maybe some high tops. Finish it some off with like tops. a <laughs> retro. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wear a thirteen. He wore an eleven, so we're already in trouble. You know, so, 
So we're really going to have to cut oh, those toes so off. fucked. Yeah, yeah. I, I would be okay with human skin products. The same way I'd be okay with cannibalism. You know, like, I, I, people act like eating another person would be like, oh, God. Like, I always see them in the movies where they're starving, and it's clear that we have to eat the other person. And it's just like this agonizing decision. And they never even go, they often don't go to the effort to make it even taste good, but like some hot sauce packets or something. They're just like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you're on a weird. plane, you'd think there'd be all sorts of seasoning and stuff. Peanuts. Yeah. Like, like, I, like you, get a, you get a couple Prepare of those dish. nuts, have like, a little stir fry. Um, I, I don't know why you don't go through a little trouble, make it nice. Like, like, once I'm in the position where it's like, I've gotten into that mindset that like, look, it's me, Woody, and Taylor. The dehydration is clearly taking Woody faster than Taylor and I. Um, he, he, he's just, he's not going to make Tough it. Tough break. We start <laughs> looking at those calves hard, Woody. Uh-huh. We start looking at them what real hard. What is the hard. first thing you eat on me? I, I, would, I would honestly eat this piece right here. See I've this muscle? Mm-hmm. It looks just like, it, like imagine like, uh, 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 like a, uh, a drumstick, like a chicken stick. Grab the thumb and you got it. Like it's just that that nice. I would chunk hope of muscle right there. that when you ate me, you were hungry enough that that wasn't enough. Oh, it won't be. No. If someone no. eats me, yeah, you're gonna, gonna go bad snack. quickly. You're gonna go oh. bad quickly. I'm gonna gorge myself on Woody. I'm gonna eat the thumbs. I'm gonna eat like the backs of your calves. You know why in my mind we're not right going bad butt? that quickly? Because the plane went down in Alaska. It's a movie, right? Ah, well, I, I chose I chose life raft, and we're in the ocean. I'm gonna drink mm, your blood. I, I am. Wait, this matters. Are we doing life raft, or are we doing like island or last? I don't. Life raft stresses me out from the start. Let's not do that. blood. An island. Isn't there a movie where they? Uh, that explains the dehydration comment. Is there a movie where the airplane went down in Alaska? It was like a soccer team or something. Um, it's called Alive, um, and I don't believe it was Alaska, but yeah, it goes down like up in some snowy mountains, mm-hmm. and it's a true story. And a few of them hike out and get help, and it comes back to them. Spoiler alert! But during their stay there on that like mountain and their plane, yeah, they they eat the dead bodies. And people were I judgmental. They felt like they didn't eat for sure. They felt like they didn't wait long enough. They're like, oh man, <laughs> like I totally skip lunch. It's time to eat some Taylor. <laughs> yeah. I would start yeah. eating right away. You don't wait until you start getting weak un- until maybe the cold takes you one night. Like, you want to be strong every single day. I watch those old movies, like, like by old, I mean when they're depicting swords and shields in the mm-hmm. Dark Ages. And they'll be like, eat for your strength, my lord. And, I, and, and, you know, nowadays when somebody tells you to eat for your strength, you're like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to eat. You know, just chill out. I'll be fine. I, you know, I, I'll have a Coke later if I need to. But back then it was like... <laughs> No, bro. Eat for your strength. If you get shaky out there, it's it's game over. Like you have a hypoglycemic attack, your blood sugar gets low. We leave you in the ditch, like Larry. Remember Larry? He didn't eat breakfast either. Do you yeah, see? Old fucking hypoglycemic had to keep Skittles in his pocket. Larry didn't pan out one of those days after he left <laughs> the Skittles in his pocket in the wash. Got all ruined. Did you guys see Wings was working out? <laughs> they bled everywhere. There were just a bunch of white BBs there. Yes. I, I don't know. No, somehow the, which we, one's we, rich? We've talked about eating Wings before, and somehow it made me go to him. He's working out now. Like it. So apparently he's at an all-time high in weight. Right. Bummer. And uh, Wait, is, this, is this new? Yeah, yeah. He's this? been making videos about it. Like it might be two days old. You know, has he not done like a one of the way day things in a long time? I saw no, he, he hasn't. He I hasn't saw his shown video. the scale. So he's got a chair like hidden, like halfway through his like workout walk. So he like walks, and then he's like, "Oh yeah, I got to duck in here and sit in my chair and recuperate so that I can continue the walk." But, but that's I got not a terrible chair. to me. Like like. To look, I, I bet when Taylor and Kyle do workouts, they do it in sets, you know? Yeah, yeah. There's a point where you sit down and rest. Uh, I, I, I would like, 
I'm I'm wondering like if he did the Michael Scott thing though. Remember when Michael Scott had the 5K uh, run <laughs> to defeat um, uh, uh, rabies. rabies? Instead of making it a circle where you come back and where you started, he just made it 5K in one direction. He, and Toby's like, "Where are we?" <laughs> like I'm wondering if, if if like he could forego the chair if he just made a short circle back to where he started from. So, but, but then he'd have fewer steps. He's counting his steps, and it. So I know he must be more than two weeks into it. I he held up a notebook and it showed how many steps he had every day, and yeah. uh, and that's how he's measuring his progress. Like a on a on a really good day yeah. he'll do 3000 some steps and on his worst days he does like 1000 some steps does he he has a pedometer then clearly yeah, uh, it's, yeah it's, it's built into his phone so like or a something. fitbit thing yeah. yeah i think he literally I, has a fitbit yeah. you don't like that we tried to we tried to force him to do it when he was here uh, and he was like, who uh, cares how many steps we take per day and i was like really that's the only thing that matters <laughs> yeah. I, I i hope it works out um i, I saw like a real clip i, I saw a quick clip of him like with his chair and talking about that this was his break chair. I don't know how it got to me in that maybe somebody time stamped it and linked it to me to show me that particular part, mm. but that's all I know. Um, yeah, I hope he sticks with it. That's the hard part, right? Like starting is is the is the easy part, I think, because like you're usually motivated to start. It's not like you just it just pops into your head like a light bulb, like, hey, I think I'll get healthy. It's like ah I, I, you know, something happens to you. You don't, you're not able to lift a box or after lifting 10 boxes, you're exhausted and you're like, you look around and maybe someone else isn't exhausted quite as badly or something shows up. Something like, happens oh, that makes you important. deem this unacceptable. Yeah, totally. And, know, and, and, it, it might be a pass in the mirror, you know? I, yeah. If yeah. you make videos of yourself, you know, you make me like, ah, oh, God damn it. I can see the double chin. Like the sun is shining right on it. Like, like, the, you know, something will, something will get the ball rolling on you. And, and that's the easy part. I think it's sticking with it when you're not seeing any results at all. But, Maybe you even gain a pound, uh, and, but you're sore and you hurt and you don't want to do it anymore. The that's the things, hard part. The things that motivated me, one, like Kyle said, like there'll be an unflattering angle or something. Like I uploaded a video of me, uh, it's just a couple of weeks old. And if I look up at a camera, I, I feel like I look pretty good, but I was in a truck. So I had to look down at it as like, inside my own truck. Yeah, no and, one looks good there. Oh, but I looked unacceptable, <laughs> you know, in my own <laughs> the <beard end>. helps. <laughs> I, I was just not happy at all with that look. And I'm like, Oh, I'm editing it. I'm like, is this even necessary for the storytelling? Can I just clip this whole thing? Because I felt too fat. And then the other thing, back to paramotoring again, people will ask you how much you weigh all the time. It's like a normal thing that you need to know. When you talk about wing size, shoot size, you know, uh, how strong a motor is, like it's all relevant yeah, yeah, yeah. how much Makes you... Makes sense. That's a really important thing in it's, that yeah. activity. Are there any fat women paramotors, motorers? Not very fat. Are there yes. any? Are there any very fat paramotor people who like have special gear? Like like that guy's got an eighty horsepower engine on that thing. Look at that. It's it's like, usually not it's just like a dragster where like three parachutes come out. <laughs> <laughs> At a minimum, you need to be able to put like I'll say eighty pounds on your back and run a hundred yards. That's like a good estimate. If you can run a hundred yards with eighty pounds on your back. You're probably fit enough to do the training. The tricycle, then. Let's let's let's, let's start yeah. there, then. Let's, so that's let's, what let's happens. Let's stuff a, a fatty into one of those trikes. How fat could you be and still be in one of the tricycles, <laughs> um, paramotorers? I know the record. Things. There is a guy who was 460 pounds. His oh, Wings is on board. <laughs> well, <laughs> the show. <laughs> the, 
He was so wings would have to lose Get seven fitter, pounds. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the way a paramotor works, if you give it full throttle, you you get altitude, not speed. And uh, um, this guy just never let go. It was full throttle from begin until he was ready to land. And even then, like he only got treetops high. And uh, and then he came in for his landing, and he hit it well enough. And he only had one flight ever, and he switched to an aircraft that could handle more weight. Uh, there's something called a powered parachute which has like bigger motors you need a license for it and stuff but yeah cool that's uh that's outrageous 460 or whatever yeah 460 i I saw i I was i thought you're gonna be like yeah 325 pounds he Mm. was a hoss like no that's a big dude 460 or whatever i could find the video if you wanted to see it but that's okay it's funnier if i picture it in my head (laughs) Like a graphics card with all the cooling fans, like in sequence. Like, like I imagine, like a, a whole cluster of fans <laughs> behind Dude, it. Dude, you come else... down like it, out of the sky in one of those. It's like, have you ever heard of that like missile program where they're like, we'll throw giant, you know, Odin iron spears at the Earth that are just yeah. like made of titanium and they'll hit and explode. Yeah, like that's what a crash from a 460-pound man is gonna do to your home if he's in the paramotor. That's going to punch a hole right in your roof. That's a lot of kinetic energy. And what if imagine, it's a kid? Uh, there, you wouldn't be able to determine Dead. the kid from the man. There'd just be a big pool of goo. So, yeah. first of all, I was wrong. He was 447 pounds. I think I just saw that. Uh, and on screen, people see what he looks like. Uh, I, I can share it with you guys. You don't have to watch it, but I'm at 33 seconds. And uh, that is the, the heaviest guy to use a paramotor so far. He was on a trike. Jeez. Yeah. That looks like a specially made track. Look at that thing. They did actually. They they um. It's very similar Look to one he sells, but they I think they widened it and they just made it a little bigger for him. And the uh, the, the the central uh, um like drive shaft is like is like bent up so that it's gonna flex. I bet when he sits into it, it's like a coil spring. Um, where that are is you? A very 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 girthy seat. Yeah, I'm like, around. Kyle and I could sit in that together like a love seat. Oh man, look at him go! This is hilarious. <laughs> I, 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 he's like a the paramotor community is very small, and I don't want to like throw stones at him personally. Oh, okay. I, I, you I, might I, run into this guy. Yeah, literally. yeah. Literally. Or, or I, I'm almost certain to run into him online. <laughs> like you know, I, I don't want really to be a jerk about it. But you asked about the heaviest guy, and I just happened to know. Um, you yeah, know, there he is. The red bomber. <laughs> so uh yeah and i'm told he flew this once he went wide open the whole time and then he switched to equipment that could handle him a little better i mean kudos to him that's pretty ballsy to do as a 450 pound guy yeah yeah i i but it, it usually it's fitness wait not wait a minute it slows you down is Go he on. gonna he take would... off ever no oh, i just think I, I just think that that they should start so there's a weight that your aircraft can be before it's something else right I think we should start calculating in calculating in the uh, the pilot's weight with the the, the piece of equipment's weight because clearly they did not foresee a 450 pound <laughs> man getting up to altitude and then perhaps crashing into something. They're thinking about your your ass like ricocheting off the side of a two story. He'd go right through. Yeah, this it, guy could take it down. It does make a sense bridge. to start considering pilot weight, but it does. Yeah, uh, he's the Moab of paramotors. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of ordnance sorry paul if you're out there watching this (laughs) okay paul it's all me (laughs) yeah woody has been nothing but courteous (laughs) um but yeah he comes in for a landing and and i 
I'm just going to fast forward to the landing because I think people might be curious about it. Uh, I saw it. It like it. It, it doesn't. It, it wasn't worse, smooth. You wouldn't have expected a crater that big. No, stop. Have you ever seen those that footage of when? Have you ever seen the footage of when like those moon rovers come in and they land, and you see the incredible science that humans can make as far as how much tension and shock that metal can handle? Like you see a minor version of that right here in this video, where it comes down. <laughs> and you so happy. That's <laughs> yeah. <he is. laughs> well, I'm at uh, 4:30. I don't know where you are, but he's so happy. He just it. it uh, the, I have the volume off, but what he's saying is like, man, I had that thing pinned from beginning to end. You know, I never let go. And I used 87 uh, gallons of fuel. <laughs> <laughs> the, you, can, you can only hold five. But anyway, yeah, so I, I don't know. I'm excited for him. He's having a little moment for himself there. He's, he's very happy. Yeah, I like that too. Dude, I like I, 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 really I, having a great time. I totally don't mean to bury this, this podcast in Paramotor Park, but I have a thing for watching people lose their para virginity. Like you know, the, the second they land, they're so like happy, and it, it just like exudes. And and, and um, Aviator PPG, they put up the pictures of the people who like the moment they land, like within ten seconds or so, they have their picture. Some guys are just like, yeah. There's another guy that cheated. Not cheated. It kissed his wife. My next thought was going to be they just cheated death. Like all the reactions uh, that, that come with like, I can't believe I just flew around the air in a chair. It, like it. I uh, I get and a I'm real... alive. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. There's a pilot in That's me. what you're getting. Like, you would get the <coughs> same pictures if you just instead took them in, into a back alley and put a gun in their mouth and <laughs> said, count to three, and like went click, 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 and then pushed them back out there with their loved ones. They'd be like, yes! <laughs> what was a rush! Dude, you know? yeah, yeah, I, 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 same thing. There's a guy, his name is Gabe. He's, um, I, I fly with him sometimes. He's local to me. And, uh, He's like, I, 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 he gets, he lands with such a charge, right? Such like, oh my God, he's happy. My wife has told me like, I'm a different person. And he's like, I think that's part of it. I think you just cheated death. And, and now you're happy that you just flew around without dying. And that's part of the joy. It's, uh, but yeah. yeah it's like I, a skydiver where they're like, their adrenaline is so fucking hot. That's how you get addicted to that stuff. It's like, you just, you can't get that <coughs> adrenaline any other way. You want it, you need it. So people do that stuff like Richard Ryan, where you just jump out of planes thrice a day. And, <laughs> and that's the way you live your life. Uh, Falling. <laughs> <Yeah>. Falling. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think, so I've never met a wealthy paramotor instructor, but um, I think I would love that job. Part of me wants to just volunteer. Like, yo, bro, you need an assistant? I don't want any of the responsibility of like making sure that they, they don't have any holes in their knowledge. But I'd be more than happy to just like tag along, get some exercise, and hang out with people losing their pair of virginity. Cause that, that's... When you said pair of virginity, I picture a tandem rig where you're literally fucking a chick as you fly. I'd like to watch that too. I mean, now that's going to be Woody's kink. Pair <laughs> <laughs> of virginity, I picture like. We finally put that clips. rig in the bedroom. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but but the only way you can get off is if you have the like like a loud tape of the and a fan blowing at you in your face yeah. real hard. You know those you know those like things you, like in high schools where the football captain will take like the paraplegic handicapped girl to prom and everybody cheers. Yeah. The end of the night, 
is when that girl loses her pair of virginity. <laughs> that's what I thought about. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to oh, move those legs around and, and <laughs> do, do his business. Because she's crippled. Because she, she is handicapped. Para. Oh, okay. Para. I, I, thought, I thought we were talking about a crippled person. I, I thought you were You're saying there's something wrong with her head. No, no, they're definitely crippled. <laughs> oh, okay. Just saying. All right, all right. Now we're clear. All right. No. Oh my God. Did you think I was saying they're retarded? No. <laughs> no, no. You can't fuck them. <laughs> no, you can't. Uh, but if way. they get it in their head that they want to fuck you, you have a uh, uphill battle. Well, <laughs> you don't have much of a choice. It's a hard no. It's it, you know, and and, and sometimes that doesn't go. What if go they away. say yes? I feel like you're uh, you're really being condescending if you don't allow them to make their own decisions. That's true. You got to well. Maybe. <laughs> 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 yeah, like that's a certain kind of prejudice right there, right? Should 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 they be allowed to fuck who they want to fuck? Prejudice <laughs> <laughs> against me won't. Won't prejudice against me. <laughs> uh, uh, I've been, yeah. uh, but if go ahead. <laughs> I was going to talk about that TV show I've been watching on Netflix. It's called The Last Kingdom. Um, I. I I don't is like it Viking? To, 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 where is it set? Look it up. All right, so it's set in like the earliest days of England. Uh, it's post the Roman occupation there, uh, but so so like Hadrian's Wall is, is there. It's it's a part of the show. But you've got like the early early Saxon kings like coming to rise, and you've got the Danes, the Vikings are coming and like invading the island, and there's constant war. It's a lot like Game of Thrones. Not in the fact there, there there isn't like all these characters that we're constantly popping in on and seeing what they're up to. There's basically like one main guy that we follow. Who's My like knowledge John of history Snow. is woefully inaccurate, in, inadequate to follow this show. I'm like, there's a the wall, Hadrian's Wall. Like, I didn't. I, there's one wall to me, and it's in China, and, and ah. it's an upcoming in Mexico. <laughs> and, all right. uh, it, 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 you know, it, it's like 1800 <coughs> years ago or something like that. And uh, so it's swords and shields and uh, Vikings and Englishmen, although they're not quite Englishmen yet um, because there isn't quite an England yet. And uh, it's very good, I think. It's, it's not great. It's just not. It's certainly not on Game of Thrones level with their special effects and their, uh, their, uh, their budget and all. But it tries its best to be. And it takes a, and there's a, the sword fights in particular are fairly good. But the main character is pretty interesting. He's a guy who was like born an Englishman and then kidnapped by the Vikings. So he was raised a Viking, and now he's like, a, he's he's in both camps, and that allows him to to be really uh, crafty and powerful and kind of play one side against the other. And all he's always rising up. Everybody's jealous of him. All the bitches want to fuck him. The, the guys like even his scars are pretty. You know, like everybody's jealous of this guy. So all, all of the like, all of the women are trying to fuck him, and all the men are trying to kill him, and uh, only half of them are successful. I picture him played by Jack from Sons of Anarchy. Who, who plays no, him? No, the half that want to fuck him succeed. Yeah. The, the men who want to <laughs> kill him never do. Ah, uh, damn! I may as well not even watch. No, but uh, the, the, did you say it was super high quality? Like the production not, value and everything, because I'm looking at their Wikipedia right now, and it says the budget is five million pounds per episode. Yeah, it's not. That's it's not, not Game bad. of Thrones level because Game of Thrones level is probably like, like fifteen million or something like that. Five billion is huge. Yeah, it's 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 a well produced show. It's just not Game of Thrones, and it's kind of set because of the swords and shields, and they they they'll have like <clears throat> like big big battles with shield walls and horses and stuff. Um, so it it's um, like didn't it the BBC not, do Henry the Eighth? Yeah. 
Exactly. It's really it, they're kind of in the same circle as Game of Thrones, and and it's like shit. I've seen the top tier of all time at this, so I can tell that this is somewhat lesser, but it's still a good show for sure. Uh, Henry VIII, I think, was a show that uh, BBC did, in the and it's the same kind of like fantasy, What's like it not fantasy again? but historical show. It's King, called uh, the last. This is called King- Last Kingdom. The Last Kingdom. Yeah, there's two seasons. The second season. The second I'm gonna check this out. out. Oh, and shit happens. <laughs> I want to lay right up my alley. Because I was thinking about how to pitch this to you, and things happen. If you've got like a big bad guy who like kills our family and rapes our sister, don't worry. We're gonna get him within <laughs> seven or eight episodes, and he's gonna pay the iron price. If there's like, we, like, like, you know, there's one episode in which an entire year passes because like a, like a main character gets kidnapped, sold into slavery, and for an entire year he's just rowing a slave boat, just just like being broken down emotionally and mentally, and then like a whole year passes with just that happening. Like like shit. That's happens. good, because if and that was Game of Thrones, like <laughs> that'd be a whole season. Yeah, that'd be right? Eon spending a whole season getting but, tortured. Like yeah. several yeah. seasons. Like I, I want to Game of Thrones. They, uh, when Tyrion got on that that Stone Man cruise in the books, you remember having to sit and read that, where it was yeah. like, oh, and then he's still on the fucking boat, and there's still Stone Men, and it's still shitty on this. Bo- that they didn't put that in the show, thank God. So but yeah, I will they say, were okay with some of it. Theon changing into Reek and then stop being Reek. I guess that's true now. It took like four years or something. Like that was just yeah. a real law, and I don't even think it took four years in real life. It just... No, it was almost like they got him to reek, and then it was like, all right, well, we got to get all these other characters to where reek is right now in their development so that then we can all move forward, you know, because they kind of just let reek stagnate there, which makes sense because reek would just sit there and stagnate with his, you know, no dick and figureless hands. <laughs> That's the, the thing about Game of Thrones, like like the no dick and the... and um. Losing his good hand as the best sword. Who am I looking for? Jamie Lannister. Jamie. Like some of these things are irreversible and a big deal. Like to take Theon's dick is as bad as taking Jamie's hand. It's worse. I don't know. Jamie's hand is his whole sense of self worth. Jamie just can like still jerk dick. off. He uses the other hand. <laughs> and you know why he he also can still jerk off? It's because he has a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Two strong points. Two strong points. But I, I mean, just dude, his whole Too sense strong. of self worth, his his He's job. He's fucking lazy, his... bro. Let me tell you, one of a main character in the Last Kingdom gets his hand cut off. Two episodes later, he shows up with a sword hand. He's like, oh, I kind of like it. <laughs> now, now in private, he's like. It hurts all the time. Constant pain to his brother. But to everybody else, he's like, I prefer it. Kind of hard wiping me ass, though. He's got like a a leather scabbard that goes over his sword hand. That's like what the guy uh, selling it, Kyle. Because the Walking Dead guy who got his hand cut or had to cut his own hand off when he got uh, Michael Rooker, right? His old guy, right? Was it? Oh, his leg. Rooker. Yeah, that's it. That's the actor's name, right? Herschel. Fucking Mike. Herschel. No, yeah. not, no, no, no. The guy who gets his hand cut off. Who oh, gets, oh, 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 oh. Daryl's like brother. Daryl's oh, brother. Mel, Merle or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah whatever yeah, the fuck yeah. his name is. Yeah. When he cuts his own hand off, and then like two episodes later, he's got the, the like fucking thing on there, and he's got the knife and everything, yeah. and he's actually using it well to kill things. That was one of my favorite parts of the show because it was what someone would probably for real do. 
in that situation is just yeah, make a fucking knife hand and, and see how you go from there. Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't like that. Like, Jamie having that golden hand pisses me off so much. It's like all these possibilities and you just put a gold hand there. Not even like a really, really, really hard metal. Just something really valuable that's like, hey, come mug me. Come steal my shit. I only have one hand. You know why, right? He, he, the hand's all about Cersei. He doesn't care about the hand. The hand's about making Cersei not think he's disgusting so he can fuck his sister some more. That's all he cares about. That's, that's but, all that's about. You know, I, I never had a sister. I be a weapon. I, why is it teenage boys don't want to fuck their sisters? That's, that's true, right? Most biology. of them don't. It's biology, yeah. yeah. You just not, don't want to. Not generally speaking. Same reason you're afraid of spiders. I'm not. Yeah, or snakes. Yeah. I, I, okay, well... The same I reason just, you don't want to fuck you ever your fuck a spider. Thank God I don't have a sister because I really feel like if there was a hot girl my age, roughly, in my house, I mean, not saying I'd do it, just saying the thought would cross my mind. It would just, okay. I just think so that would. Stepsister would have stood no chance. Ah, oh, she'd be seduced. She could. She'd have been kissed under the boardwalk for sure. She'd have been like. <laughs> Get back to me when you hit puberty, you hairless <laughs> jackass. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just, I just don't understand why guys don't want to fuck their sisters. They, they seem like hot girls. Uh, at, I mean, Kyle has a sister. I don't. I mean, neither of us have sisters. Kyle does, and he, he, I guarantee he didn't. Or maybe he did. Who knows? In private, he no. says yes. <laughs> no, of course not. Like it's just another biology thing where it's like, oh. Intrinsically, I don't want to have sex with this person. We have two similar genes. We'll make it, it won't work, you know. Yeah. These things the, are uh, barriers to the teenage man's mind. Yeah. Uh, not not the, not because of those reasons. Well, it is because of those reasons. But we're not coming to the. We're not saying, oh, but our babies would be retarded. We're you know there, there's something like chemically happening inside of us that makes that seem repugnant because it would be a bad thing for us, and we've evolved to to feel like it's a bad thing because the ones who didn't feel that way, fuck their sisters. And they made all these fucked up three-armed babies who couldn't pick wheat or fight off wolves or whatever they were doing back then when they had the three-armed babies and we hadn't yet evolved the, 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 the idea that fucking our sisters was a gross thing. Like, I bet the British royal family... I bet they aren't nearly as grossed out by the prospect of, of fire. Of course not! <laughs> of course not! How else are we going to keep this place pure and white? Pure for 5,000 years now. Yeah, this stuff not going to get any better. In for a penny, in for a pound. <laughs> yeah, they're all, they're all interrelated so much so that, like... Is that still true? I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, absolutely. yeah, it doesn't stop being true. Like, like, like all the royal families, like, like, like you'll it's often real find that, like, I know. Sure, they're, they're, they wouldn't matter, but they're related because there was so much of it going on. And, and it seemed like, like, like I, I feel like if you look at, like, the ancestors of the king of Bulgaria or whatever, like, he's definitely related to the, the, the royalty from France and the royalty from England. There was a lot of, like, swapping daughters back and forth to, like, sew up kingdoms and make peace and like everybody's kind of related in those royal families but the the, yeah. the diversity doubles right every generation so e even if it's just like your grandparents are the same then you only share an eighth right yeah but it's cumulative right like like I, is I it because like, i feel like you can re-dilute it like i feel like, like incestual like like when 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 you have two individuals who are the product of a little incest and <laughs> they are a little related and they have sex and make a baby that baby is more genetically compromised than he would have been had his parents get, not also been the products of incest. But to come to current times, right, all you need to do is get like two generations deep and someone who's pure incest suddenly becomes 
25% incest. Well, of course. Why would we do that? <laughs> yeah, I that now. Like Kate Middleton mm-hmm. probably wasn't uh, uh, closely related to them. Or maybe she was. I don't know. Those, those people have been fucking them, their, their cousins for, for fucking... Kate for Middleton is a genetic specimen, so probably <laughs> not incest. Possibly. <laughs> uh, very attractive. Yes, yes, she is. Um, I was trying to just look up what the biggest problems are in like where, like where there is in the world that's not royal, where there's problems with like like incest, like actual causing real stuff. Can, can, I get, can I guess what you find? Did you find that it's within? Muslim I haven't found. I haven't found anything yet. I yes. see. I know that that's true in the Middle yeah. East, Big but I'm problem. trying to find other shit. It says America has an incest problem. No, it doesn't. No Where problem. are you hanging out, Mr. Atlantic Rider? Maybe you uh, have a problem. Clearly Georgia problem. or, or <laughs> Alabama. <laughs> West Virginia. Oh, man. But yeah, that's a serious thing. If like, like that incest, it's cumulative, you know? Speaking like if of it just s- keeps going for a long time. I have a segue topic. News. So sleeping with people you're not supposed to sleep with. This guy slept with his wife on the surface. That sounds okay. But six days oh, after no. she died, and he corrected. Oh no! Yeah, and oh, slept next to his dead wife. Uh, yeah, oh. I, I should have mentioned that. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is so. Um, here's a picture of the guy, and I presume okay. that's his wife and his son. I think that's what it says in the caption. And yep. um, he's like a real sort of naturalist kind of she nature. Looks a lot. Granola type dude. She is in the picture. That's funny though. (laughs) And uh, she died of cancer, so it was like a slow thing that they saw coming. It wasn't like there was a horrific car accident and they just shoveled her into a bag and slept with her. So, um, uh, and after she died, I forget if they prepared the body in any way. Yeah, yeah, they would for sure. And six um, days have passed. No, he. he put her in a lovely flower summer dress, lifted her into bed in an organic cotton-lined wicker cocoon, and because uh, he didn't Sorbent. like the word coffin, and then he just slept with her. He's like the first night he sobbed next to her for what seemed like ten hours. He got out, he got his Kindle out, he read, and he went to sleep. And the next morning, there was nothing that upset him about being in a room with a dead body. It was the opposite. She was still there, and it was really comforting. And he goes on to talk about how he slept with her for six more days. There was no leakage, although he did put it depends on her just in case, but there was no leakage. Um, He read that the fingernails grow after they die, but really that's just the skin shrinking. And he saw some of that. Her fingernails were a little bit longer. But basically, she just shriveled a little bit. She never smelled. She never leaked. And he recommends the experience to everybody when he felt like that's all I ask from a woman. Don't mm-hmm. stink. <laughs> Don't leak. Don't leak. <laughs> and, and, and a little shriveling is okay, but, but nothing excessive. Uh, you can handle that. We got a night on the town. Let's 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 make this happen. Oh so, my god, that's just that, that's real fucked up. I, I get why he did it. It's not like he's depraved and he's fucking the dead bodies, though I suspect that at least one in three uh, <laughs> mortuary employees fuck the dead bodies. There's no other reason to do that. It doesn't pay that well. You could Agreed. teach and make more money. It's fucking ridiculous. Those people are creepy and they fuck our dead, but it's okay because they're trash. They're just bodies at that point. And they're just I wouldn't want to stay in the same room with anyone I cared about. I'm a little iffy about funerals. They say, oh, yeah, it gives you a chance to say goodbye, but mm-hmm. let's, uh, you're saying goodbye to a vessel 
kind of, it, it, for for all intents and purposes. Sure, it, sure. You know, it's, it's just a bunch of flesh, and it's not even alive anymore. It's it's decomposing, and we're just putting we're caking shit on it, and like. But there's putting, something about closure and seeing the vessel yeah, too, right? There's definitely like, something closure. I've never it. felt. I, I okay. in all the funerals too, it's always been like, no, nah, I saw Grandma last week. She was like dying in pain, and we said goodbye and everything, and like now this is like just a body in a box. One like, of the steps of de- of grieving is denial, right? And then, like, you negotiate. Is negotiating? Is that what they call the other one? Bargaining. So I feel bargaining. Thank you. So you know, maybe the funeral helps you get through some of those stages or forces them upon you. Where like, yeah, you know, definitely dead. Did the funeral? I, this this story makes me sad more than yeah. anything. For it him, is a it's sad just story. Like, yeah, this is someone who like loved his wife so much, and you know that like it wasn't some or like, you would hope that it wasn't some, like, any creepy shit going on for those six days. Like, mostly, I bet it was a dude laying there crying that the love of his life was gone. He's like, everything, nothing's going to be the same ever. Like, <clears throat> I've got my son, but this person, like, they were my other half. Like, I don't know, that's really, really sad. That's yeah, the thing great. about death, and it's so obvious. I am not hear what I'm about to say, but it's so <laughs> permanent and irreversible. And, like... Or the, is it? <laughs> the, when I was... Uh, when I was young, my grandmother died. You don't want to open that box, Morty. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first. It was like, man, like this stays this way forever. There's, there's nothing you can do to fix it, to make it better. I think we'll fix it. I think we'll eventually fix it. No, event, like, no matter what we do, or maybe there's a way to like preserve your brain forever or something, but even then, like your brain breaks down. Like They're going to have to replace... Your well, brain we, eventually, we if, even the if they can get your body part, right? Like, like your cells are always reproducing, and the the, the copies are are less and less good every time mice. they do it. Right? They reversed aging like, in mice. Yeah. So, so if we reverse aging, there, there's a they'd have to make crazy breakthroughs in a lot of different science to do it. But I'm I'm saying like I think there'll come a day where we're just immortal, and there will be a problem because only the rich will be immortal because we're not going to make like some dummy immortal. Like there's plenty of people we run into every day, and we're like. I'm glad you're not going to be around forever. <laughs> I mean, at <laughs> Most this rate, acting like that, you'll last <laughs> three, four more years tops, you cunt. Um, but but you wouldn't want people just becoming immortal left and right. But I, if you could get your consciousness out and put it in something else, that's immortality. Or if you just facsimile another body and then put your consciousness in that. We were talking about the head transplant the other day. Now, I bet that guy, even if it does work and he's not lost in some mental limbo that's anguish and torture for, for whatever amount of time he's left alive, even if it works... He's going to look fucked up. He's going to look like Frankenstein himself. But fast forward that 100, 200 years, maybe we clone another Woody, put him in a tank, and he's like 22-year-old, eight-pack Woody. That's a good and, Woody. And when Woody gets to 55, <laughs> him and his wife are like, are you ready? And like, yeah. And you both go under like it's surgery. That's you a good both Jackie. Wake up, <laughs> you both wake up 22 years old, and you go about your day. It co- oh, yeah. Well, it costs... Eight hundred thousand dollars each, but goddamn, if it wasn't worth it, let's 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 live another life now. Let's like, just no die. reason that yeah. <laughs> if you can't afford it, it's easy to get die. rich. So here's my thing, right? Getting yeah, rich immortal. incredibly easy if you're immortal, right? You can just put money in the S and P five hundred, ignore it, even small amounts for like a hundred, two hundred years, skyrockets, right? Amazing. That whole idea of like it doubles every 10, 12 years. You don't have to start with much before that becomes real cash. That's how you ever see Bill with Gates, a you know, in 30 years will turn 87 billion into a trillion, right? It seems like he's a far away, but if it doubles every 10 years, it gets there quick. So, yeah, it, 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 if you could live longer, it'd be easy to get wealthy. 
in all the yeah. intelligent vampire movies, the vampires are crazy wealthy. Because they've been like, he's, he's like, yeah, I mean, I've been investing since before the Confederacy. You know, I had, <laughs> I had Confederate dollars. <laughs> you know, like, there's all kinds of, uh, you saw that in True Blood, but also in like Interview with a Vampire, like Brad's Pitt, Brad Pitt's character was like super rich by the end of it. Uh, yeah. I always like that, that idea that like immortality would instantly equal wealth. Yeah, yeah it's not, it would just be it would just become a waiting game of the, like oh, like uh, maybe we can get into startups. So by the time I'm fifty, I'll be rich. It's like no, nah, I'm just I'm just gonna leave it there in the low and just let it build. And <laughs> yeah, if right? it doesn't happen by the time I'm seventy, fuck it, I'm only seventy. I'll be hundred <laughs> soon. You know what's the rate on a two hundred fifty year certificate of deposit? Let me get that two hundred fifty year CD. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, are you sure, sir? Like we. <laughs> We don't. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Give me the quarter millennia CT. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> this is worth a boatload. Yeah. I uh, yeah. The hard part about getting rich is doing it while you, you still like it. You know, while you yeah. still need it. So. But like that, that that hypothetical thing where like you could just get even if it's taking your physical. It, it's I, I I feel like by, if we ever get to there, then the idea of taking our physical brain like that gray goo in our between our ears and putting it somewhere else will be like. Silly. It's like, oh well, we don't need your actual brain, sir. We just, we just take a reading of your brain waves, and then, and blah blah blah. Yeah, and something. then code a different one the same way. And, yeah, and there yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah. You, you'll wake up and you'll remember all of this, including this conversation. See you in five seconds. And you're like, what? What? <laughs> and then you'll wake up and you're 22 and you're ripped. Like, like that would be the best. That'd be the uh, best. I would get my front handsprings back. You'd pay anything <laughs> for that. Like whatever that cost, you'd start working on that. That's the problem with capitalism in medicine, right? You need or it so it's, bad, it's, you just pay for everything. Maybe it's the best part about capitalism with medicine, because <laughs> how would we ever fund our immortality drugs and techniques if, if we had a socialist system? Yeah, we wouldn't. I hear if both sides. If we're ever going to get to fucking we make, immortality drugs, we make we everybody capitalism. live for five extra years instead of making the rich live for 500 extra years. I need <laughs> to be alive 200 years from now <laughs> to let people know that the rich shouldn't be able to live longer. I'm doing it as a service, if anything. People. You know what I'm saying? It's like, Bernie, you're in the body of a Greek Adonis. You couldn't get a new voice box? It's the, not the per. It's so you know I'm the same person. I know, you can totally see, I still right? left the shit in the corners of my mouth so that you know. <laughs> he's 22 years old. You. He's fucking ripped. He looks like yeah. Logan or something. And Wolverine. And his hair is all <laughs> fucked up, but brown. Kyle, I found this and I knew you would love it. Oh, Ukraine banned Steven Seagal as a threat to national security. <laughs> Hilarious. Look at that picture of him shaking uh, Vladimir Putin's hand. Wow. What is he wearing? Look at that shirt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's one of those Japanese fucking shirts he wears with the buttons all the way up to the neck like he's Keanu Reeves from the fucking third I, Matrix. Movie. He must recognize that that shirt hides some of his fat, right? You uh, put him yeah, in a t-shirt and he looks like a he's sausage. Wearing underneath it. That dude's got got a restraint underneath that thing. He's got some like he's got a girdle. He's got some shit, some medieval shit where like little Japanese women are like eh, eh, turning know, fucking sticks <laughs> to tighten it up in the Steven back. Steven Seagal <laughs> lacks that inner voice calling himself a piece of shit. You know when we pass the mirror and we're like, "How did you let this happen to you?" He's just like fucking awesome, I'm and then he rolls cool. on. The Dalai Lama made him a deity. The man thinks he's a god. He took that very seriously, I'm told. He did. The Dalai Lama that's hilarious. regrets that, I bet. <laughs> he came out and he was like, so uh, the Dalai Lama and his, uh, 
and his great knowledge decided infinite to, wisdom and his infinite wisdom <laughs> yeah. to, decided to imbue me with the uh, well he, he may be a deity and uh, since he did I, I just feel more powerful I feel more focused uh, <laughs> he's like god this guy is such a joke like, is the I, Dalai Lama a deity can you well, just bequeath that to people I, I think the Dalai Lama uh, I think there are people who believe he's a deity right I have no idea. I don't know much about the Dalai Lama. I don't Neither know do either. I. Do we care I, about him? I, so right now I'm showing I, I the picture. I got one thumbs down on the Dalai Lama. Mm, I'm going to go thumbs up. I think he's he does no more. Pope. He does a lot of good for the world, I think. I think his he's influence no is positive. I, right now I have the, <laughs> the main screen overlay showing Steven Seagal because you, you like, hey, look at him. And it still says episode 269. What episode are we on? Is it 334? Do you remember what I said? I love that we're like a hundred episodes past when we made this, and it's so out of date. It it, <laughs> it ruffles people's feathers, and I think it's funny. That's like two years. <laughs> it's just so long. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out. Oh, so there's a. Wait, what? Episode three sixty nine. Dalai Lama will... Tenzin Gyatso. He's been the Dalai Lama since 1950. How is that possible? Episode 369, well, I'll update the background and fix the audio. Nice. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm linking this to you guys. because right. God, Taylor. I'm, I'm not surprised that he's been around. But he was 15 when he became the Dalai Lama. How does that work? He yeah, was born in 1935, like, and he became the like Dalai 82. Lama. Right? 82? He's yeah. like 81, yeah. I'm no. I was saying the shocking thing is he was 15 years old in 1950. Well, meaning that was, why would they put a 15 year old in charge? Um, do you think that they waited till Jesus turned like 21 before they said he was God? No, he was God from day one. That's why the wise men showed up. See, and you're surprised that the Dalai Lama did became one at 15. Ah, it took him long enough, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> That's the, honestly, if you put him on the Jesus path, he's a bit of a slacker. Yep. And I can't and, name a single miracle this this lazy piece of shit has done. Jesus peaked early. <clears throat> peaked early, you say? Yeah. Well, he died at 35. Oh. Yeah. Oh, tell us about John. I, I, maybe you're not prepared, Taylor, but I was thinking about this earlier in the week that, that I would love to hear about Jonah and the whale. Oh, Jonah and the whale. I'll, I'll have to do a, yeah, a refresher I, I on that before yeah, I do I because I haven't read about Jonah and the whale in a while. And the funniest part about the Bible stories is reading through them again beforehand and being like, I, I, they didn't, they did not mention this part in Sunday school. They glossed <laughs> yeah. over this. <laughs> I remember this from so, Pinocchio. <laughs> Jonah and the whale. I, I promise I will do Jonah and the whale next week. That's a good suggestion. That is a good one. That. And anybody uh, else who has good Bible stories, leave a suggestion of them. And, and the more obscure, the better. Cause there's some interesting obscure shit in there. Yeah. I like it when like, God like is really shitty to people for like some some really dumb uh, seemingly Old Testament reason. God. Yeah, yeah, when when he's like he, he's just like petty. I, I want I, I like more petty God stories where like some guy is like he didn't like say a prayer before he ate the fish that God gave him, and so God knocked all of his teeth out, and then like he he pissed his teeth for all time or whatever awful thing God would do to people for no apparent reason at all. He, uh, with Elijah, I'd have to remember the full story, but like he he ordered Elijah at one point to like as a demonstration to his people that they'd been like super shitty for so many years. He's like, all right, Elijah, you go up to that mountaintop alone, lay on your side for 40, 40 days, lay on your side for 40 days and you have to only eat bread that you cook over your own burning shit. That's what God told Elijah to do. 
Said, I thought keto sucked. <laughs> <laughs> and this is I'm on the part. Elijah diet. My side is raw and infected. <laughs> and it's just... bread. This bread. I'm going to tell you right now. You want to lose weight, you eat a loaf of this bread. bread. <laughs> it looks like rye, but it is not. You know? And I'll tell you when it gets bad. It's not the first loaf. It's when you start cooking shit bread with shit that's composed of shit bread. And that's that... when things get rough. And God even backed off of it because, like, he told them, I'll have to, like, look at this story to get all the details more. But he was laying on his side, and he's like, Elijah, you can only eat, like, bread that you cook over your own shit. And God's, like, turns to the angels, like, <coughs> I mean, and Elijah's like, are you kidding? Like, God, like, I don't want to be out of line here, but this is pretty ridiculous. And God actually goes, like, you know what? <laughs> You're right. You can use cow shit. <laughs> and, that, and that was it. He lets Elijah burn it over cow patties because and Elijah, the way that Elijah, like the way the way I remember Elijah explaining it is that you can't just go back to God and be like, this is disgusting human shit because God will be like, you defy my will. And, but like Elijah had to go the thing of like, Lord, I'm a beacon of you and your things and, you know, ah, your essence inside me. Like you wouldn't want me eating human shit like that's dirty. That's for like pagans. And God's like, well. I mean, there's probably one of the rules I made up earlier that's a pretty good line with that. I did put you in charge of knowing that. So, all right, cow shit it is. But, um, oh, man, being a prophet yeah. was not a, didn't seem like a fun job. You got to, like, talk shit on people, though. And, yeah, like, did, and no matter what you did, God was going to let you to heaven. For I, the think, most part. I think the best job is if you're one of God's, like, war kings. Like, if you're one of the guys who needs to go kill people for God, yeah. like, he, he seems to have a lot of leeway for you. Like, you can fuck bitches and, like, forget about your the law of, the, of god but you can just be like god i look at all the cities i got you and he's like well you did get me all those cities i mean fuck hey, all right all right you make a point and but uh, elijah uh never died did you know that yeah. was he was, he was carried of, away is he in the still alive chariot? no 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 he was one of two people in the bible who never died elijah was yeah. taken up to heaven before his death in a chariot of fire which also, probably killed them in route because or, <laughs> it might have been a UFO, too, some believe. They believe a UFO came and took Elijah in his chariot of fire. That's even sillier than God. I heard you know, a joke. Do you know why right? God made Abraham <laughs> kill his son Isaac at 12? Uh, why he instructed him to? No, what'd you hear? Uh, because it was supposed to be a sacrifice, and if he waited till he was a teenager, it wouldn't have been. Oh, okay. Get I was it? looking for an actual biblical thing there for a second. I was like, oh, no, I've, I've been hoodwinked. Like, <laughs> that was pretty bad. <laughs> Damn it, I didn't see it coming. <laughs> uh, like, yeah, that, bad jokes are better than good ones. <laughs> and now, a word from Movement Watches. <laughs> all right, all right. The past few months, we've been working a lot with Movement Watches. We love them. Mm -hmm. You guys love them. So I asked myself, why do I only have one? You see, Movement offers different colored bands, different faces, and different styles for each of their many watches. Movement Watches start at just $95. So do some quick math. You could have a couple of Movement Watches, and it would still be a better deal than just having one of those department store watches. Get a blue and a white one, maybe sandstone is your thing. Whatever your style, Movement has watches and bands for every outfit in your arsenal. There's no hassle. Just order online with free shipping, free returns, and a 24-month warranty. So join their more than 1 million social media followers and get a movement watch today. Go to mvmtwatches.com slash pka today, and they'll give you 15% off your entire purchase. That's mvmtwatches.com slash pka. 15% off, and it'll upgrade your look. 
Do it. Yeah. Yeah. Kyle, here's a um, so we have a Patreon level. Is it included at ten dollars? Where you get to ask questions in the show? Not sure. I think it might be. Um, but anyway, there's a Patreon link. You can check out the different benefits and tiers and stuff in the description, and it'll take you to the page. How often do you go out and shoot your guns, Kyle? Uh, probably like if, if nobody's around, like if it's just me doing it mm-hmm. by myself. I go probably two or three times a month, and and really? if I shoot my guns, I try, I, uh, I practice the things that I actually want to be, that I need practice at. Like like I I could go out and with like three days of practice, I could get very very sharp with a shotgun. I don't really need to practice that regularly, but um like my concealed carry pistol shooting, I feel like I'm not great at that, and that's probably the only thing that will ever matter ever. Um so I I try to go shoot my nine millimeter a good bit, or uh, my car forty, or I shoot my concealed carry pistols. Uh, I try to take the, take two or three of them, and uh, and I shoot from a draw. Uh, I shoot targets at seven seven yards, and and you know then I plink around some too. Hypothetical, you're gonna go to dinner. Uh, it's casual, right? You're wearing what you're wearing. Which concealed would you pick? Um, out you- of the ones that that I own. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a car. I've got a forty caliber car that's very compact. It's a semi-automatic uh, pistol. Um, I think the capacity is like seven or eight rounds, but it's a forty caliber, and I kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also like the form factor; it feels really good in my hand. Um, or my LCP or an LCR, uh, just small pistol. I, I'm really not picky. I'm pretty good with all of them. I'm not great with the LCP. Uh, I don't like carrying that, but I keep it like in the mix, just like 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 an underwear gun or something, you know, for when I get kidnapped and I need to like <laughs> dig in my shoe for my shoe gun or whatever uh, bullshit scenario I came up with to justify that purchase, but. <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I think a small Glock is the way to go. I always space on like the uh, there's a 380 uh, Glock. Maybe it's a Glock 42, uh, but I always space out on the the designations of the Glock because it's just a damn number and right. instead of a name that I can. Uh, I think it's a Glock 42 though. The 380 Glock, the little one. Man, that would be nice. Uh, mm-hmm. I like all that ammo, and you could get a. Uh, I definitely put like an aftermarket trigger and some aftermarket sights, and then you've got a fucking great concealed carry piece. I just don't like stock Glock stuff, like stock Glock st- uh, sights. And triggers, uh, I find to be absolutely shitty. Even their grips, their grips need stippling. Their, their, uh, I feel like the trigger guards need uh, expanding. Um, but with a little customization, the Glock is the way to go. I feel like it's just fucking, it's gonna work. Um, with those additions that I just put out there, you could fucking dump the mag in just a split second if you needed to. And uh, I'm glad I'd go with Taylor's back. So Taylor, we're doing Patreon questions. Ooh. Where are you getting your kettlebell? I'm sorry. Where are you getting your kettlebell exercises? Do you have a specific website or app? I'd like to get into this too. Um, you seem I, to I have a routine to, that someone made. Uh, someone didn't make it. I went to bodybuilding.com and found like a beginner's kettlebell thing and did that for like two days and just did exactly what they said and it was way too easy. And so I just went through all their other kettlebell plans and picked out similar exercises and then kind of just assembled like an A, B, C, D, E, F, G or whatever, how many exercises I do on that day and then like how many times I repeat it or whatever. And so most of it's upper body at this point that I'm doing You're there. You're skipping and leg day? With this, a lot of it is in the <laughs> legs because when you're like yeah. moving something up, you're like also getting down and 
pushed yep. it up or whatever. I but, always do that. And you're like, doing like, that like, like swinging thing that is so much harder than you think it, it is. It looks easy, and you're like, that can't even be a workout. And you're, you're kind of going down to a squat, and then this thing's down between your legs, and you're like opening your hips and popping up and doing like this power clean motion, yeah. bringing it up. You're basically like, like humping it up, and you're like, what you want to do is use your arms to help you to like pull the, it up and make it easier on your like, I guess it's called a. Uh, some kind of chain, like the your posterior chain. Maybe yeah, that's what maybe. it's called. Yeah. Your posterior chain is better, but like when you finally figure out the way you're supposed to do it, where you're just using your arms as like something to hold the kettlebell, and you're like off this part of your arm, you're like pushing out with your almost like just like you're humping it. Like it is, you do like four of those, and you're like, this is stupid. Nothing's burning, and then you get to like thir- like twenty five or thirty, and you're like, oh, oh, like your arms are shaking, and, and like your, your groin so much and everything is sore. Is being utilized. That's why, because you're using like like so much of so many muscles are being activated at the same time when you're doing that. Yeah. That each second of it, each movement is definitely more than like you do an arm cur- curl. You're mostly working like your bicep and like this muscle and you know there's some connective stuff yeah. but when you do those those kettle, that kettlebell stuff it's like everything from like your back and your shoulders to your butt and your like your feet and like i feel muscles all in my legs and in my core and in my arms everywhere yeah it's not um, like scientific the way i'm adding the exercises it was more just like like it told me the first one told me to do like cleans or like you just like pull it up and then you drop it back down you pull it up and I did that for a while. I'm like, this is too easy. Like, I'm I'm getting rid of the entire clean thing, and every single thing is a clean and, and press now. Like, and I don't know. It's I, any anytime it seems too easy, I just add a, a harder workout I, to it or I'm increase the weight. Imagining and, like a Taylor sexual partner, like fucking hold your slow your roll, Thor. <laughs> you know, it's like a fucking the Incredible Hulk here or something. Have you been doing hump exercises? <laughs> yes, every three times a week i'm doing humping exercises my humping you know my, my really i was hoping you'd compliment the form, the form of the humping Just you know like a my regular back dude straight, with a you know? massively strong lower back who humps like a monster like a chimpanzee you're like oh, oh. Just fucking... like three thrusts in and all the sheets are off the bed you know <laughs> the fucking elastic is off and it's like yeah it doesn't happen until later in the lovemaking you got it off <laughs> Uh, oh, it's funny. But yeah, it, I would say just pick one of the easy ones that you think from bodybuilding.com and then just look around for the other exercises you think you like. They got tons of videos showing you exactly how to do it, which start off with a low weight. I'm glad that I did uh, instead of like I'm glad I started with 25 pounds for a lot of those instead of just jumping right up to like 35 for some because it really is important to make sure you're getting the form right because you can tell very quickly when you do an exercise and you're like holding it awkwardly or something because of the way the weight hangs like it's not just like here that the weight it's just like it like almost wrenches you down like so it's yeah form's really important for it i don't want to i don't want to hurt myself overall because i'd feel like a real idiot next question i I don't know if if the guy was asking about that too but i I purchased mine on amazon that was definitely the way to go with prime with prime shipping like they'll ship a fucking 50 pounds of iron to your house for free, right? Dude, I, I, just a quick <laughs> yeah. note. I, like two years ago, I was looking at um, whole house generators, and it was available by Prime. And, and they had <laughs> next day shipping for an extra like $5.95. Wow. And the guy was like, yeah, fuck it, I guess. <laughs> you know, <laughs> let's see what happens. And they overnighted a fucking like, like, if you know these generators, they're the size of like a riding lawnmower. 
Like they're yeah. big, and and yeah, he's like, yeah, they just, believe it or not, it came the next day. <laughs> next day, <laughs> another, yeah. next day, land uh, for that. Yeah. But here's a, another crazy. Patreon question: Is dating someone who does drugs when you have no desire to do drugs a bad idea? Well, that that depends what you mean by someone who you. does drugs. Are you talking about a girl who smokes pot every night when she gets home? Are you talking about a girl who smok- smokes pot constantly all the time every day? Are you talking about a girl who smokes pot once a week? Or are you talking about a girl who who snort who snorts pills? Are you talking about a girl who shoots uh, heroin? Are you talking about drugs. a girl who has a lot of druggy friends who are also into harder drugs? Like you. you, you all right, you so I'm gonna really pose the. I get it. I get that it's too wide, and, and and that stuff matters. So I'm gonna say it's a girl who smokes pot, like a lot of people drink a beer. You know, maybe one when she gets home from work, along with video games, weekends. Uh, so she's, she's. But she's not like a wake and bake stoner kind of person. Right, but but. Whenever there's, uh, you know, uh, whenever she has some downtime, she likes to take a joint with it. <laughs> Sorry. What happened? She has linked that video, and I've seen it four times, but it never gets old. Uh, yeah, I can't look at that chat. I will link it to you. All right. So, yeah, anyway, she's uh, like a wine drinker with pot. Is this a problem? No. No, I... And it could all, like Kyle was saying, it all depends on the drug. If that's all that she's doing, then I say, you know, no, it, it shouldn't matter. Let her do her thing. And if you don't want to do it with her, whatever, just don't do it. But if it's she's got a bunch of like druggy friends and they're sketchy and they're doing harder drugs often, that's not a crowd you want to roll with. If they're bragging about Especially the copper if, wire they just scored. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> doing PCP and such, but the like, yeah, you don't want to hang out with those people because eventually you will get sucked in. And even if you're the guy who's not doing anything, you know, they'll get they'll get raucous one night, and you'll be out with that group, and you'll it'll be almost as bad as having done it. I yeah. feel you, like I you should sync up. Like I, I even think like take make it not pot, make it beer. <sighs> I don't know that I w- would want a partner who wasn't on the same beer page as me. Like, you know, if she's having one every day as a way to, like, relax after work and I'm not, then, I don't know, that's just an aspect of us that's not on the same page. Not saying she's bad, just that you should be a match. That's kind of where I come from. Yeah, I feel you. It, yeah, it's really just a matter of what you're comfortable with. And mm. if it's just pot that she's smoking and she's not doing, like, coke or a hard drug or He's something, like, I think you're probably to be. I'm trying to be uh, more into the relationship with the needles. I just, I just don't <laughs> like them. <laughs> if yeah. that's the issue, then back off. If it's the fact, yeah, the fact that he said drugs makes me think that it's not just pot. <clears throat> because if it was pot, you would have said she smokes weed or whatever. Yeah, man, like, get, get get back to us. What kind of drugs are we talking about mm. here? Because it, it matters. It's a big deal. Because you know some drugs are terrifying and will ruin your life, and some drugs are recreational drugs that i mean alcohol i think is much worse than marijuana I, you know if, if i hear that someone drinks every night when they get home from work i'm worried about that guy if i hear that he smokes a joint every night when he gets home from work i'm i, I couldn't care less like like if you're drinking if you're having multiple drinks every night after work like you, you're an yeah. alcoholic if you're if you're smoking a joint every night after work you probably got a stressful job there you're not but you're not gonna have a hangover or or have any real medical issues your liver's not gonna fall out you're not gonna become addicted you won't uh, gain a bunch of weight but then you again, might. you know, if if this person, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, you probably will actually just snack it on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's downfall by Funyuns, but <laughs> you won't end up like sucking dick for Coke, like Bob Saget. Yeah. No, that's true. That's a true fact. I, 
I somehow doubt that. I know you're both straight faced, but I'm not gonna. I will Google it. I mean, it's no skin off my back if you don't believe it. You can Google it. Go right ahead. It'll it'll just confirm to you. Yeah. Bob Saget is absolutely sucked cock. Name's Bill Seeger. I I I watched. (laughs) Yeah. I suck cock for coke. It's from a movie. We're we're just teasing it. Aha! I knew it. In a movie. All along. And it was this very same argument. It was like, uh, it's from the movie, uh, it's that Dave Chappelle movie uh, where they're all stoners, and one of the stoners gets uh, arrested because while being stoned, he fed a police horse a bunch of junk food, and it passed out and died. And so he's in jail uh, and complaining that he doesn't have weed in jail. And Bob Saget's like, pot? You're addicted to pot? Bitch, I've sucked cock for coke. And it's just like such, it's like a it's like cold water in the face when Bob Saget comes out of nowhere and is a prison bitch and he's like I've sucked cock for coke <laughs> like it's the first thing the guy from little from uh, Full House says to you in that it's movie. It's a good use for him. Yeah, Someone yeah, asked yeah. me if I've ever thought about flying an airplane or a helicopter in the future. Uh, the answer is yes. I thought about it a ton. In my life, though, helicopters and airplanes, like the kinds I could fly, are no more useful than paramotors. They're really just I don't know toys that let you see this world from the sky and uh, uh they're very expensive and i'm just like man i don't know that i want to make that kind of financial mistake like I, I was reading about airplanes i've done so much research and it said if you buy a plane this will likely be the biggest financial mistake you've ever made in your life <laughs> right <laughs> so you know great just, hobby though yeah just <laughs> no going in and it, it was pro plane the article they're just like yeah. that's going to be your reality it'll be worse Aren't than buying Aren't there some some like services or, or, or setups where like you and say twenty five other guys co own a plane and you share all of the maintenance costs and everything <clears throat> like a time shared plane? Exactly. Yeah, definitely. Um, there are people who have co ownerships, like you talked about. Twenty five is a lot. I think they usually like four to six. And, or maybe uh, you have like a club. Like, like and there's there's, like there's co leasing situation where you might like a, a bunch of you, four or six people, get together and lease the plane as a group and share the maintenance and whatever. But uh, um, they're expensive too. You know, like that you're on the hook and you're competing for time. Uh, if you own it yourself, at least it's always ready, but you have to pay for it all. Um, the hangar fees are very expensive, and uh, you know that's a problem. The like whenever something needs to be worked on it the number of people who can work on it is so limiting. Like you almost have to go to college to be an airplane mechanic. So they charge you out the wazoo. And, uh, I just thought about it and I'm like, man, and for what? Like if if the kind of helicopter, like a personal person might buy, isn't that useful? It's not like you solved the transportation problem. Uh, the same is true with like a little Cessna. Uh, very few people actually need to get from like remote airport to remote airport and there's nothing there when you get there they call it the hundred dollar hamburger because if you're lucky there's a hamburger like grill there so uh not at our local one like you land and they've got complimentary like reese's and cokes and stuff uh, it's, there's yeah, one it's, i joined I, I i actually didn't hang out keep up with it this year but they're known for having like uh like uh popsicles and stuff in the freezer they're like yeah, oh stuff like that Canabec is great their freezer's just filled with like frozen Coffee stickers machine, bars fully stocked clean bathroom a yeah. little little little, little, little tv a couple couches and everything but these are uh, not world-class things we're talking about this is less than a, a burger grill you know yeah, this is, yeah, yeah. This is a snickers air, you know, bar in tiny airport it's something neat I, uh, about one flying thing I would rec- and and like getting a like doing a thing there but still it's yeah, so I've thought about it a ton, but I think it's just a tremendous expense for mild gain. 
Yeah, I uh, what you might want to do, and I don't know if you would enjoy it or not, but I fucking loved it. Was the time I went and took that uh, two hours of flying lessons, mm. and you know you're in like a she has uh, controls and you have controls, and uh, but but she was hands off for everything that we did, and she was there to like keep us safe, and so I got to take off and land and you fly literally around. took off and landed. Yeah, yeah, it was so much fun. Um, it was terrifying for parts of it, but like I got, she was like, where do you want to go? And I was like, well, I, I live over here. And she's like, well, let's go. And like, we go and like fly over my dad's place. And, and, and like, I, I had called him and told him that I was flying over soon. And so like, I make a real sharp turn, like right over my dad's place and then like shake the wings at him and, and go back to the airport. And it was cheap. It was, uh, 150 maybe something like it was a couple hundred dollars like it was so uh-huh. little money that it was inconsequential like it wasn't even a thought it was like oh okay let, let's go all right let's go you know it was uh it was well worth whatever it was we sat through like an hour not even that long maybe 40 minutes of like basic aeronautics and uh-huh. like what the left is called and what the right is called and none of it really mattered you know we talked about how the pl- how the flaps in the plane worked and how planes work um, and then we just went and got, and then she showed us how to walk around the plane and check it for, uh, all the things to check planes for. And, and then we took off and flew around for a couple hours and landed. It was that very, does sound like a fun thing to do. Like, yeah, I don't know. I'm thinking like, is that something? One of the problems when I think of gifts, I thought with my daughter, I'm like, Hey, it's your last kind of summer, you know, like soon you'll be in college. Do you want to go to Spain and learn to paraglide? And they're all like, no, Woody, that is your idea of a holiday, not mine. And, and, <laughs> and just now, I'm like, Hope's birthday's coming up. Maybe she'd like to, you know, go take a little trainer plane ride. And again, it's like, oh, yeah, what else are you going to get her for her birthday, Woody? That new reserve parachute you've been thinking of? <laughs> you know? So, yeah, I, I, but it's, I, don't, I just, it seems like I, I, I'm still done. Like, that's such a great idea. Take her for a plane ride. She'd remember it forever. But I really enjoyed it um it, it, I, the idea was to get my cousin acclimated to planes and okay. he flat out refused to go it was like scott let's go i got two hours i'll fly the first hour you fly the second hour this would be great uh and he I, like flat out refused so i flew both of his hours you know the idea like i said was let's put him con- in control of the plane right, right. and let him and let and, and maybe that will get him over his fear of, fi- of flying commercially but no no go no go uh, hmm Anyway, so yeah, I thought about it, but uh, it's just, it's not that useful. It's well, you ever get constipated and your grandma's nowhere near to, <laughs> finger, <laughs> to, finger, we out all? That, to finger out that hard, obstructive turd? Well, there's a new solution discovered by a somewhat innovative man in the Guangzhou province of China. He, it's actually, he didn't innovate this. I just read through the article. This is a, a somewhat, you know, tried and true practice, I guess, in that area of China. Uh, You put an eel up your asshole to cure constipation. Mm -hmm. And this gentleman uh, put a 50 centimeter, 50 centimeter, a long eel in his ass, and it swam through his bowels as owls are, or owls, as eels are one to do, and started, like, eating away at his stomach. To be be, be clear, 
To be clear, it, it ate through the intestine and continued on within his body cavity. It sounds yes, better it than keto in terms of weight loss. And and the way that they, it's written in the article makes it seem like the guy showed up and was like, oh, my stomach. And they're like, what's wrong? He's like, it could be anything. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then they well, like, got him into I surgery. I a bed to cook a pile of chicken last night. And I also shove an eel in my ass. <laughs> yes, no, but he didn't tell him. He just got down there and they're like, oh, my God, they cut it open. They find, they find a, a fifty centimeter eel in his stomach cavity, just swimming around, and he has to like, what do you even? Uh, I knew that I undercooked something. that But good God, that is. Dis- I don't, I don't understand how it could c- cure your your constipation because you're just oh, adding something else. Of course it would. Else. I'm gonna break up the poop. It's swimming yeah. up in there, breaking everything, like 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 making space between your intestine and the poop. Maybe like it's, it's so the poop grab If I used it? earthworms, would they eat the poop and then poop out no. the poop? No, no. That, that's why they use an tapeworm. How do you know this requires a test? That's why they well, use liquid, uh, whatever they're called. What the fuck is it called? Enemas. That's why they use enemas that are liquid. You wouldn't want to squirt a solid up there because it wouldn't help. Oh, the, it, it, there's a difference between a solid. And a solid creature who's gonna up his own volition <laughs> swim around inside of you doing a little work. Like this is like sending nature's miner up into that asshole to 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 do a little bit of God's work in there and clean things up. I, I this is very holistic. Uh, I notice there's no electronics involved with this, no electromagnetism, mm, uh, which, which causes cancer. Quite frankly, most that that that's that's what's causing all the cancer we have. It's it's all of the uh, the medical techniques that are now employed by modern medicine if we went back to the old tried and true eel up the ass method which cures virtually every disease we'd be a much much healthier society and more in tune with nature why wouldn't you like this is even if this did work why wouldn't you at least like take a string or a rubber band or some floss (laughs) and tie it around the head of the eel and so that it doesn't get stuck in your ass and then make sure that the head of the eel is always there's nothing you're like Almost there, <laughs> and you just get a collar and a leash. Oh no! <laughs> Not again. Just pulling it out like a magician with all those kerchiefs <laughs> right out of your ass. No, that I don't know. It's just if I were, if someone said, "Hey, you have to shove this eel up your ass, but you can do it any way you want," I'd be like, "All right, we're gonna get that thing's head under control because that's not coming anywhere near. We're gonna go tail first, and we're gonna make sure that there is some sort of clamp or vice, making sure that it doesn't go puzzle." Yeah, and slide right up in there. You'd make sure that it's coming right back out afterward. This guy, if you're going to do something like this, take a little bit of care. Like, I feel like you should just muzzle the face and then let it swim up. It needs its mouth to bite through the fo- the, the turds. I just need the turds broken up. Well, he's, he's, he's going to do what he can, but sometimes <laughs> he's got to stop the turd. Like, just just have just like a cup of the head, but all those turds in there with his soft <laughs> eel head, Woody. He needs his mouth. I, you know what? He could have just drank it. He could don't have cut drank. him off his eel knees. Well, but but right I don't want him to swim, bite through my intestines and go find I just imagine this other eel stuff. Like, 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 testing, like the, the, the eels form a union. Like, don't you shove me up your ass and cut me off the knees at the same time. Uh, <laughs> Send me in there with my teeth. So that's how they it. start, I mean, but they trick you. Then all of a sudden, they're poking out of your scrotum. Oh, this or a, a, a cup of black coffee. You know, those are your choices. <laughs> you can have, and then, oh, maybe if you're like, you know, at that point, if you've really got to shit that bad, start smoking cigarettes, start drinking so much coffee, start taking 
laxatives. Like there are so many steps that need to be taken before live eels are introduced into the pooping realm. You know, watched the, uh, the 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 late. I'm up to date on Better Call Saul, and uh, you're right, Woody. Some stuff happened, and it was so satisfying when mm-hmm. it happened. It's what I've been waiting on for so long because that whole situation with him and his brother was is very annoying. And it's it, and you know you want someone to just like slap this old man around and be like, but this brother's crazy. not without a point, right? Like Jimmy, slick Jimmy, Saul, he's not a perfect person, but I, I feel like his brother's not on his team, and it it's a very complicated situation, and they present it fantastically. I'm definitely on Saul's side. Um, his brother's holding that shit against him from when they were children, and he thinks that Jimmy was stealing from the register. But really, the situation was, if you remember, Jimmy had realized that his father was just a fool, just an absolute fool, and, and was always going to be taken advantage of by someone. And he was like, well, I might as well take a dollar if, he, if this guy is such a, a, you know, a fool born. E- they say a fool's born every day, but this guy is a fool every day. And, and, and I'm just going to, I'm not going to deal with it anymore. And, his, and he, he was still, like, holding on to that in those court proceedings. But, yeah, I love their little... The trickery he pulled, the the little <clears throat> Matlock moment there at the end, and it was even great because his brother was like, uh, "You probably thought that like bringing my ex-wife here was gonna throw me all off, and I was gonna fall apart here on the stand." Well, do you have anything else, Jim? And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, I do. I'm gonna tear you apart now and ruin your life." And <laughs> and, and, and it of course goes back to like three episodes ago when Jimmy's out there smoking on the curb, waiting on the cops to come arrest him, and he's like, "They're gonna come for you and take you away and put you in a hospital." And I'm going to watch. <laughs> that's all he says, like smoking a cigarette. And you're like, yeah, that's what's fucking coming, you cunt. Like, I, I'm looking forward to that. I hope that happens. Yeah. Yeah. Take him away. Yeah. Take him away. Dude, it's so heavy. And I love that we're overlapping with the Breaking Bad timeline now. So you see, like, how things got together. Better Call Saul has taken three and a half years to get good. And it's good now. Not, Where not, are you guys watching it? Like, uh, what app? I purchase it. $3 oh, like on Amazon, or uh, probably I've got I've got like everything there is to have, and so like I I have this thing where I can click and it'll show me like the cheapest ways to buy it, and there's usually like three or four, and I always just pick whatever's cheapest. So it could be anything. Well, I need to start watching this. That's season, what I do. Too. You're making it sound really good. <laughs> yeah, I figured you did that, Woody. Uh, <laughs> I, I I look at all the sources and I find the lowest price I can. I then find, you find the, you the know, one with the, the most peers also sharing, and, <laughs> <laughs> and I never seed because I'm an asshole. You know? <laughs> uh, or uh, unless you're on someone else's internet, of course. Then just everything. <laughs> I um. I lost my train of thought, but yeah, Better Call Saul got good. I'm enjoying Veep. That took a, a fun turn. Uh, Silicon Valley is taking a fun turn. Haven't started Archer, and there's another one that's cooking right now that I haven't started. Boo either. to Archer. Boo to Archer, huh? Boo now, to Archer. The thing is, I've liked seasons Taylor in particular that Taylor didn't like. I've liked all the seasons up until now, and I find uh-huh. it to be pugnant by its very nature. I love um, the cocaine season. I loved it too. I, 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 even though it was a bit repetitive, I liked, you know, the the hot Pam. I liked her cocaine. I loved body cast. Her getting all fucking crazy in the cocaine body cast. This season, I think I already said, but you know, it's Archer's in a coma, and all of the events of this season of the season take place in his head in a dream sequence. Like we're at season four, we're at episode four and five, like halfway through the whole final season of Archer, the way I understand it. Ooh, I didn't and know none that. of it. Had, and none of this counts. It's all so maybe Archer, Archer dies at the end of this. Yeah, maybe Archer dies at the end. Yeah, and I won't fucking care 
because they wasted his last season. Hmm. Uh, it's they, shit. I really they took I Bob's really Burgers care. off Netflix and then only put season two back, which Bizarre. is a bummer. My son loves Bob's Burgers, so we're kind of like, ah, it sucks. It does yeah. suck. I like the Bob's Burgers too. Head on, head on over to the bay for that. Yeah, I will look around for the lowest prices. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Click that button that shows you the lowest price. It'll say yeah. zero at the bottom. Usually there's one site one. in particular that's hard to beat. <laughs> Usually the issue isn't even price. It's just how long it takes. <laughs> it's just a matter of speed. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, Chiz just linked to this. I figured you've probably had experience with this, Woody. Uh, ABC News. Uh off of California, there's a paddleboarder guy, and he's surrounded by like 15 great white sharks, and they like wow. have to tell him to get back in. Like, that, to make an this is why I'll never paddleboard or go out that far in the ocean. Like, oh man, even though it's not reasonable at all. There's a, Dude, let's watch this video together. Out. Can we start oh, over? Yeah, yeah. This is. I'm hearing the audio. The audio is not great, but it's super compelling. Uh, you guys queued up at zero? Yep. Ready, set, play. Attention in the water. Attention in the water. This is the Orange County Sheriff's Department. Be advised, State Parks is it's asking us to make an announcement to let you know you are paddleboarding next to approximately 15 great white sharks. Uh, they're advising that you exit in a the second, water. second, you'll see in a all of them. calm manner. Uh, oh, man. The sharks yeah, are as those. close as the surf line. Thank you for your cooperation. They're as close as the surf. The Orange County Sheriff's Department. Please be I don't see any paddleboarders, though. Uh, right? Who are they talking to? <laughs> hey, I guess someone closer to the... I don't know. I don't uh, know. Yeah, no, I've, I've, um, I've, seen a, I've seen a shark more than once. I don't know, two, three times. And, uh, but I have never been surrounded by 15 sharks or anything like that. And did he say they were great white sharks? Yeah, he did. Yeah, indeed. great whites. Wait, they're, which ones are, are great whites really aggressive? Uh, great whites are the biggest ones. They're I think the, the tiger Bull sharks, sharks are, are the most aggressive, right? Uh, who knows, right? Like, what are we, what are we taking sure. personality tests or are we <laughs> just gauging by how, how often people are attacked? Because what if we just live closer to the tiger sharks and all the scary sharks li live somewhere where there aren't any people? I'm not 100% sure. Dangerous um, sharks to humans, let's see. Would you say the you great white's up? probably among them. Great white is number, I don't know if these are ranked. Uh, great white, tiger, short fin mako, uh, ocean, oceanic white tip shark, bull shark. And then it took me to another slideshow. Which is the shark with the long tail? Is that the thresher shark? Thresher shark, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I always read that. It's probably a wives' tale about it, like jumping out of the water and the tail cutting a man's head off. Uh, I've heard a wives' tale of like it being the thing that people saw coming out of the water that they thought was like some mythical beast because from a distance that enormous tail looks almost like a neck and a head or something mm. like that. I, yeah. Sharks... They freak me out. I, one of the times I kept surfing. You know what it is? If I'm with other people, I'm like, all right. Well, I guess we've collectively decided this is safe. If I'm yeah. alone, I'm afraid of sharks even when I don't see them. Like, that, that's how I'm wired. Uh, I am... It, it, it's that, the subreddit is called Lassophobia, I think. Mm -hmm. It's like L-A-S-S-O phobia, um, which sounds like you're afraid of cowboys tying you up. But that, <laughs> that's not... 
that's not what it is. It's it's. I think it's. It seems to me that it's a fear of the ocean's depths, or at least the the unknown of Based the ocean's the depths. Maybe, yeah. fear maybe that is the oh. fear. Yeah, and, and there's all these like videos and, and gifs of like undersea scary monsters. Just like it'll be like blurry gray ocean water, and then emerges this beast that that you're just oh god, it was right there the whole time. It'll you know, be like a flower shit. sticking above the water, and then underneath it, you realize it's like the Kraken, you know, with the flower antenna. Oh, yeah. Something. Some of yeah. it is like fictional. Yeah, they'll yeah. have fictional like monsters of the depth. But then, of course, they'll have like a shot of just an infinite number of fucking deadly jellyfish floating around in a death cloud in the ocean or something like that. I always think it's weird when they give like phobia to things that you're supposed to be afraid of. Like, I, I always think of phobia like as homophobia. Like, an like an irrational fear. <laughs> Like that, that's what phobia. No, no, is phobia just fear or irrational fear? Because I, I always think fear. of it as irrational fears. The like, so people who are phobic mm. of like cotton, uh, or phobic of turning left in their car. Those are two examples from a show that I watched where one woman uh, got in a car accident turning left once, and so now she just this bitch just takes right turns everywhere. If she needs to go a hundred yards to her left in the car, she will take Three a right turns. and a right and a right. And, and that make it should back be a GPS way. setting. Like, right. I need to get to Orlando. <laughs> right. All right turns. <laughs> yeah. Like the, the reverse NASCAR setting. Yeah. But, you know, that, like I always think of it like that. But when it's like, oh, thaso or lassiphobia or whatever the fuck you said it was, fear of total fear unknown of in the depths of uh, the ocean. It's like, well, yeah, of course people are afraid of that. Like so your, our ancestors walked over and looked at big, deep pools of water and said, Hey, you know what? Uh, most of most of the time when we jump in these, it does not pan out. So let's 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 be wary. If you can see the bottom, so, we'll go there. I would be so afraid if I were in the ocean, uh, like in a life jacket or something, just bobbing up and down, and just just with no like shoreline in sight, That's and no I knowledge, love. and no knowledge of what's below me, because so because the answer is everything. The answer about what's below you is everything, and any of those awful things that you can even dream up might be down there below you. It's not necessarily like the land where it's like, if I'm in South Carolina, there aren't any fucking lions here. No lions in South Carolina would run them all out of here. <laughs> That's not exactly the same with the ocean. There might be a giant squid down there who just, yeah. maybe he's sick today, and he came up real high, and he's sick, but he saw a, a fucking naked monkey up there bobbing around, he's going to drag you down and then peck it and then like chew at you with that beak they have alive until he why is you drown or it could be a shark or it could be just, just it's a whole ocean of awful. enemies it's just enemies in there like <laughs> everything not wants to hurt for. you I everything wants it. to hurt you because they can <sighs> see you and they go that does not belong here so i can yeah. tell when i was a lifeguard lifeguard stories uh if there were three people working that day which was unusual but sometimes happened i would definitely if, if unless i was the lowest ranked guy I'd take a guy below me and he had to do whatever I said. Like, it was like, that's, that's kind of how the, the thing was run. It went very strictly by seniority. And I'd make them swim out with me. We'd swim so far. It wasn't that we couldn't see land, but we could only see like the telephone pole tops and stuff like that, like the tops of buildings and stuff. You just certainly couldn't see the beach. We were out way too far for that. And we would just swim way the fuck out there. Like, that, that was, I really enjoy that. Sometimes when I think, um, I don't know if it's still open or whatever, but in my mind, that invite to uh, Sailing La Vagabond, like, hey, Woody, you should come with us and, you know, whatever, do a sailboat thing. I'm like, oh, they could totally make this happen. We could go like 10 miles out and I'd swim where it's a thousand feet deep and like nowhere near anything. To them, I bet that's just a casual thing that they do sometimes. To me, like, I've never gotten that done. I really want to swim 
in the middle of nowhere. That, oh, that's, man. That's, that's, that's that sounds last, awful. That is so close to the bottom of the things that I want to do. That <laughs> yeah. list is long as fuck, and that is so far to the bottom of it. It, it, it sounds like every moment of that, my panic levels would be rising, and it would be a real thing where I would have to master that. I would have to concentrate on that the entire time to keep that fear at a manageable level and, and resist panic. You know, That's it's what like flying been, was for me. Have I, you ever been in a claustrophobic situation where you're like locked into something? You have to master that fear and get in control of that, or it'll take complete control, and you'll be hyperventilating and clawing at whatever you're hiding in. For me, it was, yeah. it's always like, all right, let's let's lock me into this. Like I've been locking vaults and safes and barrels and stuff for of course. whether it's a prank or it's for a video idea. Like I've been locked in like an actual like safe, safe, like a gun safe. And then uh-huh. wait till the guy gets back and he open, and I'm like, ah, and I'm in your safe waiting. Uh, it's like, how did a man get in there? It's like, you, know, you, got, you, t- you take all his guns out and then you got to hope, hope that he doesn't put his guns away loaded because then he just kills you. <laughs> <laughs> you got to. You need an accomplice for that. You need you need a second friend there to be like, yeah, you don't have a gun, do you? Yeah, yeah, open the safe now. <laughs> Man, I, I would rather take my chances against the eagle than swim out there in the depths with all those enemies. Come all those sea enemies. That's, it's just so scary because it's not like, like you don't have a chance. Like anything that's aggressive in the sea, like it's, it's built Even if to it's swim. Like, it's funny Even like, it's like when you fish, say that, amongst uh land animals like oh Woody, a wolf would kill you i'm like i don't know let's give it a go but in the water i don't know (laughs) but but in the water i'm like yes absolutely they are so much better at swimming than even the best version of me like even a little fish like one this big i feel like would be able to just come at me take bites and get away from me that's exactly what i was gonna say i would have a very hard time stopping it from doing what it chose to do right you're not gonna punch a fish i i can if i had it (laughs) trapped in an aquarium i would have a very hard time grabbing it with my hands let alone trying to swim and being in the ocean in every direction you could never touch this thing if you wanted to but he's just like a a guided missile who like eats you at his at his will so i used to keep a reef aquarium right if you asked me to catch a clownfish, which is like a Finding Nemo fish, with my hand, very hard. You, you need a big, fat fucking net to trap it into a corner. So the, the idea that even Finding Nemo would have a hard time biting me is wrong. He would just succeed Some kind of weird it. little fish would swim up your urethra. Oh, that's in, like, rivers, though. I in think. Amazon, yeah. Those, they have barbs so that, like, go in and you, can't, you don't get them back out. Those, that, that's fucking terrifying. That's why I don't swim in the Amazon anymore. I've yeah, one time is too many times. I've never swam. Have you swam in the Amazon? Or oh, I... Of course I haven't swam in the no. Amazon. I don't now know. That's the thing. So. <laughs> I've, uh, I've swam in the Ganges. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, a few times in the Adriatic, but no. no I no, swim no. in the Amazon. I bet people swim in it all the time. Uh, I bet, I was. Do you know what the Ganges River is? Uh, no. Is it a whitewater river, river in India where everybody throws dead people in there? And they and they bathe and wash in there too. Oh, uh, let me find a a picture uh, of find the, the floating there, bodies. There are floating. some rivers in I'll India it, that have been depicted is, as so dirty. I have to want like ever see the flooding footage? Like this is the flood. This is the great flood of like never heard this town, Georgia. 
And then you're like, oh, yes, but you have very selectively framed this shot to imply that this flooding goes on and on and on when really it's just these two stores parking lots, right? Or you see people like, oh, they're trapped in, my, in this house. And then there's a Marine walking with an inflatable boat, like res- rescuing people. who cl- It's only shin deep. That is how I wonder if they're framing this river. Is it really that dirty? Yes. Or are they just like finding, like, framing the dirtiest part on its worst day? I'm trying I, to I, find a good video of it, but it's like mostly still pictures. Oh, this is this is they Nat put their bod- they put the dead bodies in it. They you know they already have that pro- whole problem with shitting in toilets, um, and, and so <laughs> they do. They struggle with it mightily. They have <laughs> nuclear weapons. But not, not, not a toilet for every man. That, that, I think their uh, prime minister or president or whatever said that that was one of his goals going into the 21st century. A toilet for every man. Kyle's right, though. Like, for all of India's advancements and their tech, they're big on IT, but they really seem to be at the bottom of the totem pole for toilets. And hygiene in general. Yeah. They, you wipe your, hand, your ass with your hands? With your fucking hands? Uh, they don't even wipe it. I've seen them shitting on those beaches. They <laughs> squat, drop a, drop a hot load like a dog. And then pull those fucking shorts up and fucking go about their smelly ass day with like, <laughs> like, like, you know, and, and their ass. You're going to get a like rash. Smearing, their ass cheeks are smearing that <laughs> shit all day. And so, like, I guarantee if he, like, bent over, you'd see, like, his ass is all covered in shit. They are covered in yeah. shit all day. Like, these are shit. You could light a match on it. Just fucking. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> so, <laughs> disgusting. That's so awful. much dry. Yeah, I just, I, Indian. People, like you, really got to step up your toilet game. You, you're Man, doing well in other right. aspects of the civilization game, but you skipped an item on the tech tree. You know, yeah, it, I imagine. I imagine most Indian people, like if if they if someone in India who doesn't have access to a toilet was listening to this, I feel like they would be like, I'm sure "Oh yes, listening. we have. We've yet to think of the toilet. It's not that we cannot afford it or anything. It's it's we ha- we cannot have. It. It's not that we don't want them. It's, we like shitting in holes. We enjoy it. <laughs> we enjoy shitting in holes on the street. Like, Dude, they like do. I feel like that they, would be I, it. They are shitting with no shame. Like like it would be different if they were out there just like popping a squat and like, oh, I hate they have to do this on the beach in front of every. No, they're just they're taking proud. But part of what Kyle's talking about is, so India has a gigantic income disparity, right? And in America, even our poor people have cars, right? Like, like, oh, I get it, I get it. You're driving a 1997 Civic or something, but you have a car. In India, the poor people are poor, poor, right? There are guys making the equivalent of 100 grand a year, and then you've got other people living on whatever a dollar a day or something ridiculous like that. Yeah, our poor is their 1%. (laughs) (laughs) No, they've got rich, rich, too. Yeah, pretty much. But, um... Uh, uh, their income disparity is gigantic and it's like a source of national shame in India. They don't like to talk about it. But dude, even your wealthy people, even your middle class, you're wiping your ass with your hands. Is that true though? Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like once you've got middle class, upper class, like you spring for a toilet. No, they have That's toilets. Not, they don't have toilet paper. And, and I'm telling you, like the people I work with had servants at home and they wipe their ass with their hands. Yeah. But what? But there's toilet paper so readily available <laughs> everywhere. Like you're here, you can go to any store, like anyone you want. Like pick your favorite one and go get your favorite brand, favorite paper to wipe your ass. Drug with. stores, you know, grocery just, stores, convenience yeah. stores, gas stations are carrying toilet paper. You know? Yeah. There are more like, just pick up some leaves. They don't want your toilet home. paper. They enjoy the smell. <laughs> I don't know. I, it I, can't I, be like the ladies a, love it. Dude, that, smells like, that seems like it's disastrous for public health <laughs> that you've got 
little bits of feces under your fingernails and whatnot, and you're touching stuff. Well, I think they wash their hands too. Other people. I think they they wipe their with their hands and then wash their hands. That's the idea. But I still don't feel like that's yeah. The, in that's, the river, they shat in. Yeah. Well, now you're talking about the very poor, like the very, very, very poor. Look, I'm, I'm going to extend a lot of leniency here. You know, like I, personally, I think you should hop in the water when you do your pooping. That's that's all. That's me. But uh, you know, if you have a servant, I really think you should have some wet wipes. You know, Did, skip right past the paper game. I think you guys are doing just paper. Are not at the top of the uh, the hygiene list here, but True. get some wet wipes and you will have an ass that is as clean as it came. The driven snow, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or something. Let me do. Let me read about CISO. All right, CISO. Comedy nerds rejoice. CISO has the comedy you crave with the debut seasons of Shrink plus more from your favorite comedians, including Paul F. Tompkins, Dan Harmon, the McElroy brothers. Uh, Jonah Ray, the UCB Four, which includes Amy Poehler, Matt Besser, Ian Roberts, and Matt Walsh. In hilarious knee-slapping CISO original series, the Cyanide and Happiness Show is the perfect combination of offensive and hilarious while exploring the absurdities of modern life, politics, and history with a heavy dose of cynicism. The great thing? It's only available on CISO. With CISO, you get unlimited access to CISO original series, next day late night, uh, next day late night hilarious stand-up specials, binge-worthy classics, including 42 seasons of Saturday Night Live, the entire Monty Python catalog, and more. A mind-bending superhero epic from Cyanide and Happiness? Check. An animated fantasy role-playing game starring Dan Harmon and hilarious and famous comedian... Uh, uh, hilarious and famous comedians? Check. A famous reality show that lampoons the reality show genre and relies on fabulous improv performances created by the genius minds behind Comedy Bang, Bang and Reno 911? Yep, CISO has that too. CISO is the new home for all of your favorite comedy, Britcom, stand-up specials, bingeable classics, and more. And it's all in demand and ad-free. You get British comedies like The IT Crowd and Mighty Python, or maybe you prefer classics like The Kids in the Hall and Parks and Rec. How about every season and episode of Saturday Night Live and uh, Late Night TV, including new episodes the day after they air? Uh, just go to, let's see, uh, click too far. Access CISO content from anywhere at any time using iOS, Android, Roku, Amazon Fire, uh, Apple TV, Windows, or Xbox One. Ready for the punch online? CISO is just, or, ready for the punch line? CISO is just $3.99 per month. No joke, $3.99 per month for all of the comedy you want anytime, anywhere, ad-free. Just go to SEESO.com right now to sign up for one month for free with promo code PKA at checkout. Uh, this is the best offer CISO has going right now. One month for free of laughing your ass off comedy at CISO just by using promo code PKA. That's CISO.com, spelled S-E-E-S-O.com, promo code PKA. I own CISO. I downloaded it maybe three or four months ago, and my favorite things on it are definitely the Monty Python stuff. I like going back and watch, watching SNL, and whenever there's some late-night stuff that like makes the news, I like going and watching that too. CISO should consider um, airing our ad read because that shit was funny. Are you ready for the? Are you ready for the punchline? Are you ready for the punchline? Well, I guess that we are now. Dense and wordy. <laughs> ad. That is uh, that one does not roll off the tongue. <laughs> well, check out CISO. Uh, check them out. Yeah, uh, what, what someone... do you get for the promo code PKA? It got by me. Free month, mm-hmm. maybe. Uh, yeah, month free. Oh, cool. A month free PKA. Check it out. I uh, I just linked a story that I only know about because I heard someone talking about it today. It happened here a couple of days ago during a Cardinals game. 
this lady was just sitting at Bush Stadium watching the Cardinals game, and there was like gang activity, a block over with some shooting, and a bullet went like a couple blocks or like a block or whatever into the stadium, and this woman got shot through her coat and like grazed her elbow. Good old St. Louis. Ah, uh, this shot. sounds like horse shit to me. Uh, all right, let, oh, let me read this okay. first. St. Louis police said the woman 34 was sitting in her seat in section 141 at about 9.40 p.m. when she felt pain in her arm. She removed her jacket and noticed a small abrasion to her elbow. She went to the first aid station, and the workers there contacted an off-duty police officer working a secondary security job there. Police said the victim could not be reached for comment. Her mother told the Post-Dispatch the victim had retained an attorney, and they had been advised not to speak to reporters. Uh, said, wow, you've just been shot, quote, just as the eighth inning was coming to a close. Thirteen-year-old <laughs> son. Get to what matters. She says a, a wow. bullet slug was found in the immediate area around the victim's seat, according to oh. police. They said it appeared the bullet came from outside the stadium. In I the need statement, to see the car and come in, in like the, like a catapult. Yeah, it would have had to come in like a uh, an, an arc and, and, and arced in <clears> like like someone shot at a very steep angle and it came in, but more likely a very straight up angle and it fell in. There are millions of dollars being spent on additional security personnel. Blah blah. We're in shock, sitting there. Yeah, it. it, it well, I, don't be in shock. Like I gotta see the bullet. I gotta. It is St. Louis. I have to see the bullet. If I saw the bullet, I'd be like, "Yeah, that's that's what that is." Or, or no, it isn't, because I've seen plenty of bullets that got fired but never hit anything, which is kind of a rare thing that usually doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go to the end of like, like Knob Creek is really famous for the machine gun shoots they have. And uh, I've been downrange at Knob Creek a bunch of times, um, like all the way to the end of the range where the bullets fall out and where the water like forms pools and little small rivers and stuff and, and drains away. It, the, uh, the bullets will be concentrated in those areas because they kind of, you know, they get they get uh, eroded down and they concentrate. There are handfuls of like bullets that you can like scoop up lead and copper and stuff That's down cool. there. Are bullets it's, still uh, lead? On the inside. On the, they're just coated with copper. Yeah, to to prevent fouling of the barrel. I just read recently that like Trump made lead bullets legal again, and I was like, I'd yeah, to be shot in um, uh, at waterfowl in certain areas before they had outlawed lead because you're shooting lead into a um, into like a Oftentimes swamps and estuaries, reservoir and stuff. I, I don't know about that, but I think it's more about wildlife. Uh, mm. The lead gets into their little ecosystem, and it's not so great. So they make you shoot this stuff called heavy shot. I know the guy who invented heavy shot. Um, it's um, it, it's 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 not as heavy as lead, but it's not <clears throat> toxic. I think it's bismuth. Bismuth is one way they do it, but there's another way. The guy I'm talking about, he came up with something uh, in addition to bismuth. Anyway, uh, yeah, he made that legal again. I read. Oh, was or that good or that. bad? Do we know? Or do you have to be like I mean, an environmental for, scientist well, to know? It's good for businesses who make bullets. It's good for uh, hunters who want cheap ammunition. It's not great mm. if you're a duck, because <laughs> <laughs> if you're a duck, you are two thumbs down. Yeah, to the duck, st- ducks tend to be Democrats anyway. Oh, I guess I got on the politics. Have you watched this Comey thing? Yeah, like, yeah. Again, so, so, week after week, I'm like, I wonder if Kyle and Taylor are still Team Trump on this. Oh, or- of course. It just seems like everybody's conspiring against Trump with this Comey guy. Clearly a plant. Uh, absolutely a Hillary <laughs> shill, right? 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 There's only, <laughs> no. there's only uh, a couple things it can be, right? Like, one <laughs> is Comey actually was going to uncover something, and so he, he gave him the boot. Yeah. Two, Trump 
is so not good at planning ahead that he got mad at Comey and fired him now, and no, none of the people around him had the balls to say, hey, Trump, that's a really stupid idea to do right now. Either you're so bad at trying to cover this up that you make it look like a worse cover-up, or you're so eager to just get it out there and be like, let's just end this. You know, there's nothing there that you make it that you make an innocent thing appear like a cover-up. It's like you... He it's just he handled this so badly. It's like the timing of it is the most suspicious thing to me because it's like his excuse of, I don't like how how he treated Hillary. It's like well, oh, no, yeah, no, that no. Doesn't, he said that insubordination. Doesn't... They 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 said their firing was insubordination that, because he true. wouldn't brief them on what he was going to say to the Senate. That's the truth. What, I think what, what Kyle's should... right, but that's not the official message. The official message uh, was ah, uh, she got fired. He... Uh, Comey got fired because he didn't handle the Hillary emails. But, he didn't he didn't treat Hillary fairly. Yeah, fairly. if that were the case. Like he, he definitely has a right. Like everybody has a right to be mad at Comey with the way that he's handled shit. He's proven that he's not good at his job. The way he handled the Clinton investigation, the way he's handled uh, being so politicized during the election. The right move, if that stuff really pissed Trump off, would have been to fire him right away. Like as soon as it starts, be like, hey, no one is going to trust the FBI or put any credence in what you people say because of how bad Comey is reflected on your organization. We're getting you out of here. But the fact that he waited until now and the fired way him, Democrats like, see it is they're like. All right, we hated him when he, you know, politicized the the email thing on um, Wiener's computer and such, and and we think that he made the Hillary lost the election. But now that he's going after Trump, he feels really nonpartisan. So maybe this is a good person. And then he got fired. And and like Kyle said, um, I, what I read is that Trump hasn't been happy with Comey for a while. They didn't like that. He didn't sort of like pre-testify. He didn't tell Trump what he was going to be saying. And then just recently he asked for more budget and resources to, to investigate this Russian thing. So Trump fired him. And, yep. and uh, Trump made it seem like, I'm going to get the name of it wrong, but it's like the guy under the attorney general recommended it. And then that deputy guy like attorney nearly general. threatened, yep. yeah, deputy attorney general, threatened Rod to quit for, the, for like putting it all on him. He's like, what the fuck? You make it sound like this was all my idea. I want. Yeah. He nearly yeah, quit that, about it. He, uh, he dated <laughs> it. That's the thing too. Good point. Is that like if he had fired Comey right away, I feel like everybody, like of course some Democrats would have hated him because it's Trump. But for the most part, if it was right at the beginning of the presidency, everybody hated Comey because everybody felt like he'd done it bad. You know, like everybody would have been cool with him being fired or at least cooler. But that Rod Rosenthal letter that uh, the deputy. Uh, uh, attorney general that was dated the, the the letter that he wrote was dated the day before he was fired and so it's like okay so so this really wasn't uh, a large planned thing at all was it like i i really do think this boils down to a lot is that trump is super impulsive with some things and that he gets mad and you know we do know from history with trump that he has a propensity to fire people and he he just seems like a guy who's running it his way and is like, all right, you're fucking fired. Like, you're out. I don't like what you did. I don't care if this reflects badly on me. And I really think he's got a lot of yes men around him who aren't talking. Because if he didn't have a yes man around him, like, imagine if you were there, Woody, and you were and he was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fire him tomorrow. You'd be like, uh, I'm, honestly, I'm not your biggest fan, Trump, but don't you see how that would reflect badly on you? Like, yeah. it doesn't look good for timing. Here's be what like, the stories are going to be. This is what people are going to be saying. This is going to bury you but i think trump was trying to derail the investigation against him and and you know this is 2d shoots and ladders right like there's no investigation against me because i just got rid of the investigator like i, I no, think there's still, no the investigation continues like, oh, it doesn't this matter is, who this the, is my trump impression 
Nah, this oh. is I, I know you can't tell. It's like my regular voice. <laughs> I got it. I was following one hundred percent. Sorry. Yeah, it, because it, because this seems like an eight year old is the president, and and that's why I don't think that that is what he's thinking, Woody. Because even an eight year old would know that just because you like fire the sheriff. He's got plenty of deputies, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like that position will not remain unfilled for the next four years. He's the director of the FBI. Like, it's a big, big deal, right? Like, like someone else is going to yeah. fill his shoes. The but investigations fact- will continue. My thought, you ask if we're still drinking the Kool-Aid or whatever. I guess my thought process is <laughs> I'm still... It much I'm, <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I, you know, I, I'm still on board for, with with most of it. There's plenty of stuff he's done that I don't care for. That yeah, lead with the waterfowl thing is among them. Like, like... Jesus mm. Christ, was that really necessary? Like, like I don't care. And, and like I said, I the, result, about that. the result <laughs> of that, and I know a tiny bit about it, is it'll be cheaper to make bullets, it'll be cheaper to buy certain bullets, and, you know, the waterfowl might get a little fucked because their habitat's got a little more lead in it than it used to. But uh, He needs someone around him to say no. Like, he needs someone around him to tell him when he's about to make a stupid move, and he doesn't have anybody like that. Like, if, if he really, like, knows in his heart... Like that, he didn't do anything with Russia. Just let it play out. Just let it play out. Like, it, and the truth will come out eventually. Like, there's still no hard evidence at all that there's any Trump-Russia collusion. Just let it play out. If you're innocent, you're innocent. But firing this guy, they're still going to investigate it. And if there's nefarious shit afoot, they will find it. Yeah, like, I, I, that's. I, I'm with you 100% on that. And I hope they do find it if there is. I mean, if, if Donald Trump did some bad stuff to get elected, then we should get rid of Donald Trump because we don't want that in our system. Yeah, um, what I'm okay with is this like is like a wild card coming in and 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 really like kind of flipping the 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 monopoly board off the table and and maybe we can find a better way to do some things or a more efficient way to do some things. I'd like to see that because I feel like anything that he signs, any of these. He's not making new laws, right? Like he's just signing these executive uh, decisions or whatever they're called. Orders. All of this can be easily fixed with an eraser and and just another term, right? Like like he, this is not the end of the world. He's taking some steps backwards, but he's not driving the 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 car that we're all in backwards, right? Like like he hasn't. Nothing awful has happened. What what concerns me the most is this Russia stuff and whether or not he went around our dip. What is it about the Russia thing that like is so troubling to you? Like it's still uh, well, all right. So there's, so there's no, a lot of smoke. There's, there's no, no fire evidence though. of it, it. I don't like how much smoke there is. I don't necessarily think that we're going to find fire. I hope we don't. But I think we should keep digging until we know for sure, a hundred percent, who knew what and when. You know, that's always the question that comes up. I'm pretty up sure Manafort yeah. and Flynn were working with Russians. Right, like that. Oh, well, they were working with Russians, but but I don't think that they were colluding. But there's with no Russians. evidence of collusion. I mean, I, I mean, the fact that they removed the thing about the Russians in the Republican platform, like they removed that plank on how they wanted to deal with Russians, was really concerning to me. I don't buy the Flynn thing of like you've heard like Obama told them not to hire Flynn or whatever. Like I've he told them that. that like a long time ago, and even after the Russia stuff came out, like Obama <clears> still like re-upped Flynn's security clearance and shit. So like he wasn't out of that loop at all. That, right? One, I thought the timing on that was the opposite. That he re-upped it a long time ago, and yeah, because Obama had fired Flynn. Uh, he, yes, and after he fired him, he re-upped his security clearance. Like he oh, he I was still allowed to that. to observe that shit. So mm-hmm. I don't. I, it is a lot of confusing shit because it's hard to know who to believe. Because everything like you get like three paragraphs into any article on any site, and you're like, God, like I, <laughs> I can see exactly where you're trying to get me to go like 
But regardless, I, I, I'm happier that Donald Trump is in there than if Hillary Clinton was in there. Of I see course. the Russians flying off the Aleutian Islands in their 1950s-style bear bombers with with fighter escorts flying right off our coast and stuff. And I can just see Hillary like escalating that and, and like, making that a global fucking problem like a huge like i don't care that they're flying their 1950s bombers up there like like hanging their dicks out like we give a shit like you've got the economy of italy and we know it right like i like i feel like there is some issues and i can't remember what it was but i've heard you guys argue it maybe it was syria saying like we cannot allow them to cross this line the bombing was a very good idea because oh it was that they used the bioweapons i think on people yeah. and we were like if they they do that we had to destroy their airport otherwise we look weak right but then you know the russians are flying fighter jets across from alaska and it's like ah, i'm so glad we're not overreacting to that it it seems i, I didn't say that i i thought the bombing well, you, you was a bad idea i said it the whole time I, okay I didn't like that. well i didn't mean you, to you misquote respond, you but... you can't respond to russia the same way you would respond to and also, there. Russia did. And I think a, a lot massive of has, difference, right? You got the Syrian, yeah. you got the Assad regime using chemical weapons <clears> against his own citizens and killing scores of them right there in his own country for the news cameras to see. And you got the Russians in, in international airspace, you know, just flying military maneuvers that are threatening in a way, but they're perfectly legal as far as international law is concerned. It's just posturing. And yeah. we have been doing it to them, and they've been doing it to us for since yeah. like, like <laughs> yeah. the 50s. If that's Something the that's case, and I'm on the same page, really where I was coming from was, I find this to be complicated, and I never feel fully informed. It, we it, never it's are. almost like you. every source I read has a motive, you know, like, like and, and shucks, the facts of what we did to that airport. I have heard people say, it was just a wasted thing. That airport was functional the next day. We put some build holes in buildings and in uh, the airport itself, like the, literally like the tarmac, and it was bullshit. Then I've heard people say we destroyed like millions or maybe a billion dollars worth of planes. We seriously impacted their entire air force. Like I've heard both sides of yeah. that. I don't know what the truth is. Each side seemed to have a motive in their description. Well, we definitely didn't hurt the, the, the operational... Uh, abilities of the, of the airport, right? And, and Trump oh, spoke to this because Trump came out and they were like, people are complaining because there aren't holes in the runway. This is a military runway. They have teams of people, he said, I didn't know this, whose job it is to fix holes in their runway. Like, there's a guy whose job is runway hole fixer. I know and he we trains have that. to fix holes in runways. Well, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. yeah, they have people like And, and, and when he sees you drop that $1 million bomb on his runway, he's like, oh, I got $50 worth of asphalt, bitch. Get the shovel. Like, he just doesn't care. Um, so, but the the munitions that they used, from what I the YouTube videos that I that I saw, like are like airburst, and they're shooting <clears> lots of projectiles down from a height of you know a hundred feet or something down on planes. Who knows how many planes we hit? Who knows what kind of planes? Who knows who really owned those planes? It's entirely possible that we fucking paid for those planes and like <laughs> gave them been. to them. That gave them to the Saudis, and then the Saudis sold them to them. Like those are probably our goddamn planes, for all we know. I mean, they're probably Russian MIGs or something like that. I, I get like the whole feel. Like I understand like when Obama did like the red line of biological warfare. Like that does set a precedent of like if someone's going to tease you at that, you know, if you've set a red line, you have to abide by it. Like to make sure that people respect you. But I also there's something that just seems wrong morally almost with being like all right we're gonna jump in when it's biological stuff but but if they did the exact same thing killed you know twice as many people with just regular bullets we're fine with like, barrel well bombs, we can't we can't jump in there you know they, they used a barrel bomb that's not biological. you know what i mean like it's 
I yeah, do. Yeah, like it's yeah, like yeah. The, the people are still dead, regardless. Like, mm-hmm. and the barrel know. bombs are pretty awful too. It's a barrel full of explosives and shrapnel. They're dropping from helicopters. Like, it's some shit that like any of us could cook up, uh, you know, in our backyards. It's just a matter of hoisting it up on a helicopter and dropping it on some fucking civilians, and that's what they're doing. And and I remember Sean Spicer in the press. Uh, the press was kind of asking him basically what we're talking about right now. They're like. So there won't be a response if barrel bombs are used? And he's like, we are here to talk about chemical weapons. They will not be tolerated. And they're like, what about barrel bombs? We're not here to discuss barrel bombs. And it's <laughs> That's like, the right answer, though, because otherwise yeah. they'd be like, all right, well, then barrel bombs are in. How about just regular bullets? Like, <laughs> and he, are they less valuable because they got shot in the head with a, you know, 5.56 five, or whatever? Like. I hear you start making this crooked line that they're not supposed to pass. It's weird. And in the end, I don't, I don't know. I just care feel about like... those Syrian people anyway. Like, there's no reason for us to care about them. We we've covered really this. Care. They're not real people. They're not! <laughs> I mean, we've got plenty of people here that we should be looking out for. <laughs> Think of all the veterans getting screwed by the VA. You know? If they you told know. me we, you know, it costs like $100 million to fuck up that airport. If you told me I would much rather if we spent that $100 million on like some, some underprivileged Canadian children. Dude, do you like, know how I many like college it. scholarships Canadians. that could be? They're no American children. A million. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, not a million. Uh, I, I'm a just lot. thinking, like, I, I'm going to say a hundred grand gets you two scholarships, right? Like, you know, that, that takes you pretty far. And a uh, hundred million, <laughs> is that 200 scholarships? Maybe? 200,000? 2,000. 2,000 scholarships? I was off by an order magnitude. 2 billion scholarships. That's right. Almost <laughs> Two, one yeah. third of the humans on Earth could go <laughs> Everyone to Everyone gets 50 that cents. That is enough money to pay for all of my homes for a thousand years. So, <laughs> I'll, I'm, yeah, I, I'm considering purchasing a fourth. <laughs> there's always better things to do. A- anyway, yeah, I just, it, it, like, it seems like all the Trump news is bad, and all of it seems to be big and bad to me, right? Like, I remember at this point in Obama's term, people were complaining, like, oh, can you believe he bowed to an Asian guy, right? Like, maybe he bowed to the China guy, or I forget. And they're like, Saudi Arabia. Was it, it Saudi? Was Saudi? Okay. Yeah, so he bowed in some culture where people bow, and they're like, oh, my God, I can't believe he fucking did that. America's terrible. What an embarrassment. Or um, he, he took Air Force One to visit, like, it was like a tour. It was like India and Europe or something like that. And they're like, oh, my God, we're spending so much money on Obama visiting foreign dignitaries. Like, this is... And it was just like, I, I feel like in those cases, maybe I'm biased, you're fucking complaining about nothing, right? Then with Trump, it's like, oh... Your national security advisor didn't disclose the fact that he was actually a foreign agent paid to represent the interests of Turkey and Russia. Like these are big things. Oh, you're just um, Turkey. No, because it, it was the um, Russian PR state-owned news that also paid him too. Ah, Russia Today. <laughs> and uh, Manafort, I forget his exact things. As a barometer, though, I don't think it fully works because I, to pretend that the media treatment of Trump and Obama is even vaguely comparable, I'm not talking just about not true. media treatment. I'm talking about the actual things they do, right? Like Obama I know, but that's was actually for how net much neutrality, they turn it to and Trump is against net neutrality. Trump was for advertisers selling your private browsing data, what was previously private browsing data. Uh, Trump is for financial advisors no longer having to represent the people they're advising. In what world is that okay? Like, it, these are just money doctors, right? They're doctors for your finances, and now they no longer have to heal you. Like, that, uh, that obligation is gone. And, like, that's one that, that strikes close to my heart. I feel like that's the thing. And, uh, like, the list is goes it that on. they no longer have to, or they can't be compelled to? Can you describe that again, what it was? 
Yeah, yeah so because it almost sounds like like like. Uh, I'm, I'm, let I, me I try to present it in an unbiased saying. way. It used to be a financial advisor, right? So you would go to them and you'd say, "This is my situation. This is my debt, my house, etc., my income," and they would put your money in places uh, like you know, high risk, low risk, etc. They talk about your goals and your retirement dates, and um, so basically they're telling you how to invest, and they get paid for that. So. Trump made it so that they no longer have to represent the person they're advising's interest. And I'll, I'll explain both sides of it. On, on one side, uh, like the Trump side of it is like, hey, this opened them for lawsuits. You know, they may have even had your intent. You know, they may have had the best of intentions, but they're getting sued because it didn't work out. So we should just make it so that they don't have to, like, you know, that you can no longer sue them for giving you bad advice. On the other side of it is these people, when they um, suggest funds and stuff, often they're getting kickbacks. Right? And I've had this happen yeah, yeah, to yeah. me. You know, like if I say, hey, yeah. Kyle, put your money in the S&P 500. Well, no one gets paid for that. But if I say, hey, this fucking Oppenheimer fund that you've never heard about, I get paid every time I convince an idiot to put his money there. Now I tell Kyle to put all his money there because that that I make more money off of it. So when Trump says you no longer have to represent your clients, that's the kind of stuff that can happen. So there, it sounds I, like he's I, also preventing. Can. It's making it, it like also. also it sounds like he's protecting the guys who give financial advice. Who like you know he, it's financial advice, right? If it were a sure thing, they wouldn't <clears> work in the business of giving that advice. They would be in the business of using that advice to make trillions. But it's right. Yeah, like, I hear you. I hear you. Advice. But and, and there, that's the argument that I laid out, right? You know, now they can't be sued if things don't go your way. But it really opens the door for me fucking you on purpose because. I, but I won't the you, market like, get it rid of the though. fuckery? No, because it's complicated. You will, those those firms will lose business. If it turns out that all of those financial advisors, it, like a whole firm of financial advisors, hey, this firm fucking sucks dick. Everybody who goes, they have a horrible rating. Everybody who uses them is not seeing returns. Like, I, I've heard about what you're saying here, and I do understand, but it's also a way of preventing the hindsight's 2020, you should have known better thing, where it's like, oh, this didn't pan out at all, and you invested my money badly. You weren't acting in my interest. And it's like, well, I, I was. It didn't pan out. Like, you knew going in, this is... This isn't a surefire thing. Right, so those people don't win their law their lawsuits, right? And and those people typically don't even make those lawsuits. It's it, it the really the intent was to stop them from advising you to put the in in the wrong place, you know, because I get the kickbacks. That's what it's all about. The industry's filled with it, and uh, it's just with financial instruments, just like medical stuff. It is so easy to bamboozle other people when they're an expert and you're not. You know, it, if you go to a doctor and you, you, I, I can't even tell if a bone's broken in an x-ray. You know, I can in the most obvious of cases. Yeah. But when they're like, duh, do you see that subtle gray shaded line? No, no. I got, I, I, oh, you, yeah, like, I have no idea. When, when I, well, the Lozon handbrake thing, some of the bones were slightly further apart than you'd expect them to be. That was what was really wrong. And they had to like pin them together and stuff to make it, dude, I like, I have no idea if he's telling. It seemed to work because now I can hold a plate with that hand, and I couldn't before. But, but like that's not a thing that a layman could do. And I'm telling you, even at my level of sophistication, I can do that to people who don't know anything about money. You know, like that's. So I feel like. I, know, I've, I but part of it really is is like, you. He's saying that you have a right to do what's in the best interest of yourself and the company you're working for. So. 
It, it, that's really what it is I, at the I end really of the day, draw right? A parallel to doctors, though, right? Like, like you no longer have to represent your patient. Like, you no longer have to do what's good for your patient. You can you can line your own pockets, and. But it's not the same as that. Like it, it's it would be similar. the it would be the same as that as if like, uh, a doctor was trying to give you a surgery or something, and they gave you the fucking wrong one that yeah. they thought you needed. They were like, "Hey, we we gave you an appendicitis surgery to save your life, and it did end up saving your life, but we also you know fuck you know up your abdominal wall or whatever." And they're like, "Hey, you fucking saved my life or whatever," but that's not the way I wanted it. No, like they, it, 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 what it, what would go down is like, oh, you know. This guy has stomach pains, you know, because he ate fucking cream corn and that doesn't agree with him. But this is a good chance for me to sell an appendicitis. So I'm going to tell him that's what's really wrong. Fucking perform the surgery and line my pockets. And that's def- that's a huge problem with uh, Medicaid and Medicare fraud is when doctors do that shit where they're like uh, someone will be like, oh, I have a tummy ache. And they'll be like, oh, we'll take you know, three paper cups of water and two of these <laughs> pills and take this Ziploc bag with you. I'm going Lost Taylor for a second. There you go. So, dude, like I, that's, I, yeah. I, I don't even know how much money. Uh, decades ago, I used to own my own company. It's a tiny little thing. And I like worked on uh, networking and, you know, this independent businesses. They didn't, they don't know how to back up their own stuff. And I just like, you know, set them up, right? Oh, now all your computers share a printer and you have automated backups and things like that. So um, these things weren't as widely known as they are today. So um, one of the companies I work for, I don't know this for a fact, but I think that's kind of what they did. They sold like medical devices, I think, to like fake car accident victims and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, I'm just... I'm just backing up data. It's not my job to, anal- to do the analysis, but I'm just like, I don't know about this whole fucking organization. It seems shady as fuck. And yeah. Like, that's that, a thing that happens. When you, like, I've known someone who works in, like, uh, Medicare fraud, like, where they, their job is to catch people who okay. do that. And they'll say it's like, they've, they've said it, it's just, like, bananas. How much money, like, when they finally do catch someone, like, it'll be, like, you'll find out they've been doing it for 10 years and it's in the millions and millions of dollars that they've falsely billed to the government for like just bullshit nonsense like saline and like it's it's almost like they I say it's so it's so crazy that they're like there's no how did you think you were gonna get away with this it's like <laughs> well you did get away with it for 12 years and you live in a dope house it's the walter frey thing guys. it's too late to lose i already lived a great life fuck y'all yeah. <laughs> i guarantee <laughs> thing, yeah. i guarantee there's a smart way to do that like like of course you could be an idiot and be like oh yeah everybody gets an x-ray you know just to add an x-ray to everybody and and, and get rich that way but I bet there are like innocuous items that aren't necessary, but could be. You, if you ever got caught, you could be like, "Well, this, this, and that," and it made sense. It just made sense, and you could you could explain your way out of it. But if you're giving, if you're just writing X-rays that never happened to thousands of people for millions of dollars, you're gonna get caught. But or just give them X-rays if, that you do give them because it costs them jack shit, and mm-hmm. they well, that's what it all is. That's what that that's what the fraud is to begin with, right? You're bilking Medicaid for for millions of dollars. Yeah. I just heard about a guy the other day who got caught doing this and it was millions. It was like 15 million over the course of a few years. Yeah, it's obscene. But yeah. Trump's going to fix it, don't worry. I'm sure. Everything's going to get fixed, starting with Syria. You know, people say just cuz the Middle East has been in constant turmoil for thousands of years that it can't be fixed in one term. Well, 
It's a lot easier I than did. people think it is. Right? Does he say that? He's like, I think fixing the Middle East is a lot easier than people say it is. All and these then, people complain. I can't wait. The Jews or the Arabs not getting along for thousands of years. You need three years of Trump. Get it taken care of. Maybe five years of Trump. Four actually. months from <laughs> now. Four months from now, he's going to be like, you know what? The Middle East situation, very complicated. Nobody knew. Nobody knew. Turns out that <laughs> <laughs> this is complicated. Speaking <laughs> of which, have you, have you ever considered slavery and the Civil War? I mean, my God. It's like, we, we never talk about these No things. one ever it's asked like, the question you, why you, we did this. <laughs> like, yeah, people no. ask that question all the time. Like, <laughs> yeah. and it, it's very simply answered. Like, you just say, like, well, there, it was a state's rights and slavery issue. Yeah. Th and, there, you, there you go. And the, every new state, there was a battle to see which side they landed on, and then it had to be settled. Um, yeah. I, 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 to me, every day is another, like, showstopper. Like, like. If there was a democratically controlled Congress, they'd be pursuing him in such a way that he would get, you know, Nixoned out. But uh, with Republicans, it seems like they're in charge of all these investments. Like Richard Burr is you know, one of the top guys, and he's laughably pro-Trump. So it's, you know, your best friend is the cop chasing you. You're fine. Yeah, yeah, he'll be okay. I've been saying that all along. Trump's, Trump's going to be fine. I mean, he's got to—he's he's literally got to like break some laws, you know. And we just haven't seen that yet. We've seen him be a fucking moron and irresponsible and embarrassing and, well, all kinds of awful things. But not—not yeah. not a criminal, not yet, anywhere. We'll see. Yeah, I don't think it's likely that he fired him because he's actually colluded with Russia. And I also don't think he fired him because he was just so so upset for Hillary Clinton <laughs> and just so sad about it. It's like, no, I poor, really... I poor, really, cricket Hillary wasn't treated fairly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really think, I think that things get under his skin easily and that one of the things I bet that pissed him off a lot is when he came out with the, the wiretapping stuff and Comey didn't back him up with that at all yeah. and was like, yeah, we... Uh, we don't see what you're talking about here. I bet that pissed Trump off bigly. Because <laughs> Perfect. He, like, I really do think, like, <sighs> I think that kind of stuff gets under his skin. And I think he ended up firing him here because he's so upset about, like, because in his head, he's like, I didn't do anything wrong. Wrap this up. Get it done. This is bullshit. You know, but they, he's like, good God, like, can no one in that office just say, like, hey, not right now, bud. Like, the this is, is like three I, months I ago. I think there's a reason. I think that. So if you were to hear it from Trump's perspective, he says he really, really values loyalty, right? He wants people on Team Trump. If you're disloyal, that's, that's one of the biggest offenses you can have. Uh, he kept Manafort when things looked terrible because he was loyal to the guy, right? Loyalty is, is Trump's thing. But when you value loyalty that much, you surround yourself with sycophants? sycophants? Yeah, with the yes-men and sycophants, yep. Sycophants. So he surrounds himself with sycophants, which are people who are just like, super fans undying unquestionably fans and uh and that means he's not getting the sounding board that he needs to prevent some of these mistakes you know but in yeah. his head he's just surrounded by loyal people from the outside he's surrounded by sycophants who can't tell him his ideas are bad and yeah really he he needs someone in there to be telling him no and to, like at the very least prodding him on things and being like are you like let's play it out you know you know that no matter what you do, you're going to get a lot of heat from the media. Do you think this plays well right now? Like, just play it out in your head. And in, in, in his head, I bet he was like, oh, no, the Democrats hate Kobe, too. We're all good. <laughs> like, like it, which is true. The Democrats hated, hate Comey, too. But, but the, it, still, I think it's, it's just, fair for the Democrats to change. They hated Comey when he ruined Hillary's chances of getting elected. 
they started feeling like Comey was pretty independent when he was pursuing Trump and his Russian ties. But it was more of like, a, it's a problem of his reputation at that point, of like he'd gotten so involved with Hillary, uh, ending that investigation badly, reopening it, and then closing it right before the election again oh, without that was, that was any good up. conclusions. But I just it was like just they've stupid. been nailing like, these Democrats to the wall saying like, you know, you didn't like him in October, and now you seem to like him that he's chasing Trump. And from like from my blue shaded lenses, I'm like, yeah, that makes perfect sense, though, right? I, I don't think it does because there were like Maxine Waters, uh, so many high level Democrats were calling for him to be fired like a couple weeks ago, and it really wasn't until this happened that they were like, actually, yes. did you treat he's a Trump hero? That out? Trump tweeted uh, out a compilation of Democrats calling for for Comey's job. I saw that. Yeah, but they, I, again, they were all from like you know pre-election times you of know? course no, they're from october of no, no, last it, year most of them for, were yeah, yeah. from post-election because they or, all blamed her barely post-election right you know like, like hot off the election and then the other thing so trump's gotten rid of comey for investigating him he's gotten rid of yates when when she was investigating him and he got rid of that new york attorney general guy bartolo or something i forgot his name because he was investigating him and it just seems like if you investigate Trump Russia ties, he fires you immediately if he can. And that's well, right. bad. People will learn their lessons. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, the, now that it's three, it's you know, it's obvious. It seems like this isn't. We're not jumping to conclusions anymore. He's done it three times now. Yeah, well, I can't wait to see how all this pans out. It's been entertaining as hell. Just, just, just. <laughs> I, I, I enjoy it immensely. I, I'm looking forward to I want him to do one of those. I don't know what you call them um, when the president sits at his desk and addresses the nation, maybe just a presidential address uh, when they like, you know, it'll be like oh, yeah, prime yeah. time. All of a sudden, the, all of the channels are like, whoa, whoa, president's got something to say. And it, I want one of those from him. Um, I don't know what it would be or why it would be warranted, but it would I'd like probably to see him. play well. I swear, anytime Trump reads from a teleprompter, then everyone's amazed that he didn't just like ad lib word I'm, salad I'm, shit. When he reads from Not, a tel, I, I reads, when he reads from a it plays well in the press. You know, like it, when okay. he did the State of the Union address, it reads well. You can read it what he said well mm -hmm. after the fact and and be like, yeah, this is pretty good because somebody else wrote it. But as he's reading it, it it remind it's like it's like someone who's reading something they haven't read before mm -hmm. because he doesn't know when to emphasize the words, and so the whole sentence he's not, has become he's not good at it. Become disjoint. But like the State of the Union. You know, they were like, this is the birth of President Trump, right? We've seen candidate and loose cannon Trump. This is the birth of President Trump. It didn't last very long, but, but that's how the media reacted to it. Yeah. In the, as he was running, as he was campaigning, the media seemed to be really impressed when he didn't go off message, when he just, you know, like was a little more restrained. Um, so I, I think if he did what you're doing, it would play well. Um, but... I don't like, like you said. I don't know what he'd be talking about. He'd have to address yeah, the yeah. Russian thing or something. Yeah, he he needs to create his own news. He, he needs to wag the dog here. He's uh, the, the, we're, the news is Trump, and Trump needs to come up with some something else for everybody to look at. Because um, because we just keep there's a lot of smoke, and there hasn't been any fire necessarily yet, or not not the good kind of fire, not like a smoking gun or anything. And if that happens, fuck him, you know, get him out of there. But until then, I'm I'm on board. I like uh, I like the entertainment. I I, I, don't, I didn't really care for a political system to begin with. Um, I feel funny. like it, I, I feel I, like it could use a little bit of like humiliation. I feel like our our political system could benefit from a little humiliation, a little bit of dragging through the mud, so that maybe next time around people are like, look, this is important. 
You saw what happened when we didn't take it seriously. Like, maybe that'll happen. Maybe that'll come of this. I, one of the things that I was hoping would come of this was the Democrats get rid of superdelegates, right? Mm. I feel like that is just outright blazing system rigging bullshit. Um, yeah, it doesn't look good at all. But almost like because the Republicans didn't have superdelegates, we got Trump, who I predict is going to turn out to be a very unsuccessful president. It, he might make a case for superdelegates sticking around. Hell, the Republicans might throw him in. And that's the opposite of what I was hoping would happen. Yeah, look, good or bad president, he should be chosen by the people, according to me. Yeah. yeah I, I was sort of uh, chills last night. I was like, this is a cool time to be alive. Like, the Donald Trump presidency is going to be fucking poured over and mm-hmm. looked at 150, 200 years from now. And it's going to be like, what? You know, if we're still here and everything. It, yeah, well, it, depending on how badly he does, it might be looked at a thousand years. And that was the fall of the Americans. <laughs> and, I don't and, even know how to pronounce our name anymore. <laughs> regardless of, um, you know, what you think of Trump, it is undeniable that the Russians played a role in getting him elected, right? Yeah, he yeah, he yeah, may sure. or may not have colluded, but everyone has agreed that the Russians you know, worked with WikiLeaks and, and published stuff and they have messages and they're apparently motivated to do it again for the midterms. And, uh, like this is a kind of thing that will be studied, I think. Yeah. And, and I don't necessarily think that that's a, a, on the surface, that seems like there is an evildoer putting up, a, propping up an evildoer when in reality it's, it's another country who's looking at our elections and knowing that if Hillary wins, it's going to be very bad for them. And if Donald Trump wins it it's an unknown and they preferred the unknown you had mm-hmm. hillary talking about a red line talking about a no-fly zone and talking about and of course their their, their oil business is a big deal to them and it was it was going to cost them cost them billions of dollars more perhaps throw them into a war with the united states which no matter how much blustering those cunts do they do not fucking want it just wasn't going to go well and so sure a donald trump presidency definitely benefits them but that's ne- not necessarily a bad thing. We don't even know anymore 100% though because they were pretty upset when uh, we struck against Syria. Oh yeah, I'm not talking about collusion. That- I, I'm talking about like, 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 look, it's just it's a binary decision if you're Russia. Just like it was a binary decision for no, all no, of I us. I wasn't talking about the collusion either. I was meaning like, like if Putin was like, this is going to be way better and then he did that because they were clearly very unhappy about that. Oh yeah. I, I, it did I last long. Right? Uh, yeah, I, They're in the I White House right now hanging out with Trump. Yeah, I thought that Putin's reaction to our bomb in Syria no. was like no, uh, I thought Kislyak's that, there. I thought yeah, it was this, I thought it was the weakest names. thing that they could have done and still like kept their like, you know, international machismo or whatever. You know, they were like, "Ah, we didn't like that at all." But they weren't like, "Ah, oh, we did, we condemned this act in the United States as an act of war and it will not be tolerated." And there wasn't all that blustering and bullshit. Even I, uh, they do, because they are. I, I get the UN and NATO mixed up occasionally as far as which one has treaties that prevent this or that. But I know that the Russia is a member of uh, of one of them, and and they are honor they are not honor bound, but they are bound to uh, to enforce the rules against chemical warfare in the same way we are. So they had no reason to be blustering and I overreacted to that. It wasn't like I did anything or even said anything, but in my heart, I was like, I thought it could be the start of World War III, the, the Syria bombing. Because, dude, World Wars start over shit like that. Like, one leader gets assassinated, one fake ship gets sunk. Like, wars start that way. And I was like, uh, us bombing Syria could kick it off. And then you get different people condemning it, not condemning it. I'm like, oh, we're choosing teams now. 
right? We're choosing teams for oh, yeah. World we War We chose III. the teams a long time ago. Like, the teams are already set. But I didn't know they were news to me, you know? And Germany's oh, going to yeah. be on the oh. right team this time. Yeah, yeah. Every time. So we might lose. Like, oh, they always God. lose. Norm MacDonald has, <laughs> Norm has the best bit about Germany. He's like, yeah, there's the Germans, and uh, they declared war and against the whole world. And, 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 and you'd have thought it would have been... It wouldn't have been close at all, like a blowout, but it was close. <laughs> and, and then like 15 years ago, uh, years later, Germany declared war again. This time against the world again. And this time they was really close. They nearly won again. So you'd think that we'd be like, all right, that's enough of you, Germany. But, but no, we're just waiting on them to come back. You think it'd be really close, but yeah. <laughs> Dude, hockey. Oh, I heard hockey a sucks. hockey joke. I found a funny go hockey ahead, you joke that joke. you will like. You want to go uh, first? Uh, the the only Russian with no influence in Washington right now is Ovechkin. <laughs> <laughs> He's hurt. I thought that was funny. But, um, dude, so oh. the Blues are out. Philadelphia and Raleigh, you know, North Carolina, never were in. Uh, the Penguins are still playing. Hockey just sucks this year. Like, there's nothing fun about NHL playoffs this time around. I'm going to start watching NBA or something. I'm pulling for the Predators because if I like when we get beat by the team that wins the cup because mm-hmm. then it's like, well, what are you going to do? You know, yeah, we actually got second. It doesn't look like it, but it's true. Yeah. <laughs> the, the worst thing that could happen is if Anaheim just butt fucks them like four to nothing. And I'm like, God damn it. We look like a bunch of assholes now, <laughs> especially Chicago. would look like You loosened assholes. it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when you, when, when, you know, you're, you're, you get the lid off the jar and the other person yeah. couldn't. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> I really Pittsburgh is gonna is going to ruin Ottawa. That series is not gonna be close. I read an article uh, that said it would be. Really? Mm-hmm. Well I apparently I Pittsburgh's very much doubt it. possession statistics are not as good as other Stanley Cup winners' possession statistics, and that the only thing they're really good at is scoring goals, but not so much <laughs> holding the puck. So uh, this can't keep well, up forever. No one ever wants scoring goals. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I mean, the Ooh. Penguins have been, they failed their way right past Columbus, and then failed their way right past Washington. And so yes. we'll see if they can fail their way Two into the, the Stanley Cup Finals the for East. the second year in a row. I, yeah, I, I can't think of a much harder route to, through the East. Dude, that's definitely... Oh, you paused for me there. That pissed me off that Washington lost. I wanted them to finally get out of the second round. They've had Alex Ovechkin for like 11 years now, <laughs> and they haven't made it out of the second round. Like that, it's, it's just baffling. Because the one team that always <laughs> ends up ruining them is there's like, there's maybe one guy in the NHL, quote unquote, better than Alex Ovechkin, and he plays for the team that keeps knocking them out. Malkin. Sidney Crosby. That's oh. got to be so frustrating. How can that frustrating. be? Crosby sucks. Malkin, Malkin is the best player in the playoffs right now. He is murdering you. it. He is. Yes. Kill- he now he broke the record. He took the record from Fedorov for most goals in the postseason by a Russian. Ah, Fedorov. In, in far fewer games. And, uh, 48 fewer games, yeah. And um, he's carrying Crosby. Just wanted to put that out there. I was thinking Crosby was going to be out for a while with that checked the head and then when he just showed up two days later ready to play that was i don't know yes as as much as you don't like him you know well i I was about to say you got to respect him and i'm like who the fuck am i talking to of course of course course there's no rule about that (laughs) kyle ufc um does the ufc suck this year or what yeah i I can't remember dick and uh and i heard so so 
let me let me throw this out there, and you tell me if you found something different. Dana White said today that GSP versus uh, Bisping was off because GSP said he wouldn't be ready until November, and and Dana said something along the lines of November. Like, who even knows those if that's real? It could be next year. So screw this. We're pushing forward. Bisping and um, is it Yoel Romero? Yes. Yep, yeah. yep. So if people don't know, uh, GSP is this legend at the weight cl- at the weight class below Bisping, and uh, he, he retired uh, on top, you know, with the belt. And uh, uh-huh. he did, after three years of resting and getting his head straight, he's a little bit mental, apparently. You know, he just he worries a lot, and he comes from a dark place or whatever. So he needed to take a break, get his head on straight, and uh, now he's coming back, and he wanted to fight Bisping champion of weight class above him he says he wanted this time to put on some muscle mass he's like if i'm gonna you know fight a guy 15 pounds heavier than me i should take the summer to lift weights or something the thing is he's been kind of honey dicking a return to the ufc for like a year and a half now maybe two years and uh for him to say i won't be ready until i've heard october and november dana white is just like fuck it like, we, we don't even know what to make of you. That's so far from now. It's not like you want a training camp. A training camp is 12 weeks tops. You're asking for, like, a training half year? Like Yeah, you're, it's like a bulk session. He's like, he's yeah. like I'm going to become a different fighter. Give me some time. Who needs 30 weeks to get ready for a fight? Dana's like, forget it. And when... Uh, <laughs> and apparently... Um, when he does come back, he's not going to get the fight he really wants. I imagine that these guys were just sort of like hard-nosed negotiating. And Dana always does this. You know, he, like, Taylor and Woody. All right, Taylor, will you fight for a dollar? No. Taylor doesn't even want to fight. Who, he's not serious about the UFC. Uh, you know, like, uh, I don't think his heart's truly in it. And, and it's like, no, no, no. I'm just trying to get more money. I'm not, I, like, I'm not backing down. I, I want the fight. I just want to get paid, too. So, so I don't know what's happening behind the scenes with this whole business. But um, my suspicion is that Dana would be happy to wait till November if the price was right on GSP. And he just doesn't like the deal he's getting. I want to see Connor come back. I want to see him fight somebody. They say uh, Connor's fighting twice this year. That seems hard good. to believe, given that the yeah, boxing we'll thing's pushed out to like October, November now. But Connor fights a lot, so if he were to fight in October, I'd totally see him fighting again. I, I want to see December. Amanda Nunes fight. I want to see her defend her belt. Um, I, I feel like I all the like, people we want to see haven't fought in ages. Uh, Mighty Mouse fought like two events ago, but of course, like he dominates anything and everything that steps down to his little little weight class yeah um, yeah i don't know it's been real shitty man um i i i'm looking forward to the yul romero fight i guess if that's what's gonna happen i hope he beats up bisping takes that belt somebody can fight has the belt then apparently cormier and john jones have a date to fight but then like I, i'm really confused like they had a date but then cormier who i probably pronounced wrong cormier yeah. is saying that jones hasn't signed the paper yet and then Dana has some problem making them in the main event because of trust issues with Jones, which are totally yeah. valid. And, uh, and then I, I, isn't that the one where uh, I, I thought that Cormier said, like, the only way I fight John Jones is if it's on the same card as Conor McGregor? I, I don't remember. I'm sure you're right, but I didn't. I think I didn't like he that. wanted, to, and that would be a card. Now, like, like you get you get Jones, Cormier, McGregor. I don't fucking care. Diaz three, like anybody, like whoever you want, right? Like, like typically champs a, a get a card. percentage of pay-per-view. So they all want to be on Connor's card, right? You could, you could take Demetrius Johnson who never hits his pay-per-view, but so they don't get pay-per-view from dollar one. They're like, all right, 
you get 5% of every sale over 600,000, you know, pay-per-view buys. And then the guy like Mighty Mouse gets 400,000 pay-per-view buys. And he's, he's actually, if I have my stats right, he's never earned a single penny from his pay-per-view share. But you put him on the same card as Conor McGregor, all of a sudden it's a million buys and he has life-changing money. And through. he has new fans. Yeah, that's true too. So that, I'm sure that was Cormier's uh, approach. But oh dude, yeah, yeah. He and yeah. Jones can carry a card. Everyone wants to see that fight. It's been five and years. And they're smart in the making. about promoting it. They've been like they're constantly jawing at each other. And I don't believe half of that's real. Like the the, I don't believe half of it's real. I believe some of it's real. The quickest way to tell that like two fighters are just promoting and they have no ill will toward each other. They had this standard response where it comes the, the 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 talking head will be like, well, it seems like you just don't like this guy, huh? You you just don't care for him. He's like, well. I respect him as a fighter. He, he's very technical. He's very good at this. And then it's just, and, and they all, they never know what to say. They're just like, I just don't like him. I'm on a different <laughs> page. I might be a sucker, but I buy every word of it. I think they hate each other. If I'm Cormier, I show up with something silly like a flip flop and throw it at, at John Jones. <laughs> Cormier told Jones not to, be, you know, Jones was at the last fight. He was out in the crowd. He, he's, like, he's like, Jones better not come in the ring. There'll be another fight. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, like after the fight, if Jones tries to come in and be like congratulatory or like get a little camera time, I'll whip his ass next. Fighters do that sometimes. <laughs> they, they like step in at like, you I mean, you just win your big fight. I come in, I talk on the mic and I say, face me next and try to like peer. And, and Cormier is like, if he tries that shit, you know, fight number two right then. Double leg him right there. <laughs> like Bruce Buffett's going to be the fucking ref for this one. Let's go. I I'm think, going to prison over this. Yeah. Dude, I, <laughs> I like Cormier in this next fight. I don't so, know. I could change my it. mind as I watch Jones and his training footage and Instagram videos and whatever. But uh, Jones was weak in his last fight. He didn't look great against OSP. And OSP is not considered, you know, to be a giant slayer or a dragon slayer. And um, coming off of... Uh, a drug suspension, right? He might be clean for the first fight ever. And, uh, you know, Jones without steroids might not be Jones anymore. And, uh, uh, oh, and it seems like, you know, last time he got into powerlifting and didn't do well. This time, Jones is really into Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And hey, it's just like... jiu-jitsu tournaments. And yeah. yeah. I saw, I, but I he's changing the Henry. recipe. He's changing the recipe, you know? Like, dude, you win because... You're really long. You poke people in the eyes and you kick people. <laughs> you kick people at a distance where they can't hit you back, right? He does that oblique kick, which like bends yeah. your knee backwards. Um, push them away over and yeah, over. Yeah, he does the oblique kick. And then, and then when you get in close, he doesn't punch because it's like too inside his range. He elbows you in the face. He has a couple moves and they're brilliant and no one could work with them. And now he's going to try to land rear naked chokes on Daniel Cormier. He's Pull as guard. close to... He's as close to praying mantis style as anybody will ever get in real life. <laughs> like, like he, he, yeah. he's just I, I wish that now that would be funny if you saw him come out and, and he'd been doing some kung fu and like and like finally we find like the only person who's anatomically capable of, <laughs> of like of like making praying mantis style work and he's just like pecking him with his so, hands and stuff. I don't think Jones trying these new things makes Jones better. I think he changed the recipe of something that was the best we've ever seen. And he'll come back worse. Maybe he's adding stuff to his toolbox, though, right? Like, like you'd like to hope. He's so young. Uh, uh -huh. He's always seemed so talented. I just don't like dirty fighters. Like, I, I could I'm be wrong. But what if like, I told you that like Conor McGregor has been working on his jits for the last two years and can't wait to try it against Chad Mendes? 
I think what I would hear from that is like, like there's two ways that that can go. One, if Conor McGregor thinks he's going to come out and impose his jujitsu upon someone, and like, like, so his coach can can be looking to be like, yeah, yeah, the jits got him right. Like, that's a recipe for disaster that you've seen played out repeatedly. Where mm-hmm. guy, like, you know, Ronda, that's what Ronda Rousey did. She, she's like, oh, I'm a boxer. I'm gonna knock people's blocks off. It's like, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Keep your head low. Keep your head low and take him down. Keep your head low and take head him down. Movement, like, head movement. Head movement. <laughs> head movement. No. <laughs> they had the audio from Ronda Rousey's corner, Taylor, and you could hear her like coach in her corner, like as they watch her downfall, like like there's like head movement, head movement, and she just she's just like a one of those rock'em sock'em things that kids get that just ba- she's just getting the worked over there. Yeah, yeah, the wibble wobble. She's just wibble wobbling out there, getting boxed around like Rocky in the in uh, the beginning of the movie, and and like. <laughs> By the, when they finally realize that, I guess it's she's like falling. They're, they're, At he's first, like, head no! movement is like I, I helpful advice. It's head movement, times. head movement, like I'm coaching you. And then mm-hmm. it's like head movement, head movement as a desperate plea. And it fi- it wraps up with no. <laughs> and <then> she <laughs> you loses. Gotta the move your fucking <laughs> <head>. <laughs> uh, so, but yeah, Kyle's right. Rhonda started a- adding a lot of boxing to her game. She changed a winning recipe, and you know now she's getting clobbered. Uh, that to guys me is what will happen to Jones. Guys spend all that time with like a new. They they get a boxing instructor to come into their camp, or they get a uh, a collegiate wrestling guy, or a Greco guy, or a Sambo guy, and that's their new flavor for the next six, eight, twelve weeks. And it gets in their head that like, oh, this is a new kryptonite that I have that I can throw at someone. When really, it's that. That basic stuff they had in their toolbox, toolbox that got where they are is what so they should stick with. I their picture a scenario group. where Jones, sorry, I kind of cut you off. I, I picture a scenario where Jones three years ago would desperately get back to his feet if he's on the bottom. Whereas maybe Jones next year or later this year thinks, oh, I've got some tools from down here. And it's like, no, jackass, you need to put yourself in a position to use what works, not your brand new armbar from the, cri- from the guard. But yeah. I, it, it all depends whether he like gets overconfident and like whatever new stuff he's added to the toolbox and wants to impose it upon someone, force it, uh, you know, to work, or if he waits till it's time to pull that out of the toolbox and then inserts that puzzle piece where it's supposed to go. You know, it's yeah, uh, it's an interesting thing. That's why mixed martial arts is so cool. We don't talk about hockey goalies learning a new technique and like, oh, oh yeah, he's he's doing it lefty this week. Let's see how it goes. <laughs> like like it. Doesn't happen. Well, to be they fair, play- that's only because you have. They do. You just don't know. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Sometimes, yeah, they- like, go, go watch clips from the goalies in like the 1950s and 60s, and they're standing there in their old shit. And when the puck goes, they just kind of like kick at it and move. Now those guys are all over the goddamn place because they used to just get a big guy who wasn't as good of a skater. Now they get the biggest guy they can who's as athletic as possible, like a Ben Bishop, like six eight kind of guy who is still quick. And they play the butterfly style, so they go down on their knees more instead of playing the stand-up style. It's my favorite it's like thing about guard. goalies. I like how they go down on their knees. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you want to rap yeah. right there? <laughs> yeah, let's rap it right there. <laughs> Any posts things, Kyle? Um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think so. Well, well, there we I was having fun. I could go all night. Maybe <laughs> We didn't even have to play a sound. Boop. 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 Uh, all right, I guess it did, it. never deny a request to end the show. So, uh, <laughs> PKA episode 334. Let it be known, I wanted to go for hours. 